for about five until we got a couple of people in. Okay. You you guys excited? I'm very excited. I was born excited. It's been like a week since we've actually done this. A week. Mm -hmm. How much can happen in, in a week on the internet? People can get banned from Twitter. You know? Stuff like that can happen. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, nothing? Okay. One, two, three. Man, YouTube really wants me to watch this video called Why I Don't Like Ninja because it's recommending it to me twice. Why do they not page. like Ninja? Ninja is I don't in, know. Ninjas in general or like a show? No, like the, the Twitch streamer. Oh. Yeah, what's wrong with Ninja? He seems like a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, but you it's seem like, like a nice guy, Rex. Oh, yeah. And then people get to know me. And then what do they say? Mm. I was right. <laughs> Beautiful, really. He's not like his Twitter profile at all. Venom and unbridled comedy when? I mean... Ve Venom isn't quite... Oh yeah, so I didn't even get to tell you guys. Venom is like a full-on horror movie at the, at the beginning. Like creepy music and like this enemy that like stabs the shit out of people and like puts its tendrils on their face and they're like... Blah, 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 and kills them and they they have like a broken leg with a bone sticking out and it like reconnects back like all this Oof. gross stuff and you're just like oh and like, they're walking toward like like a zombie think of like you know the scary sort of enemies that just fucking walk in a dead line because they're, they're just like zombie faced but not zombie walking sort of like determined and you're like oh god and then it's like whoop doing this now whoop doing this and just, Eddie Brock stop being a pussy and start eating people and he's like oh man I don't want to do that and like falling over and hitting people in the meantime you're just like hmm bit strange and uh, there's like this rigmarole with an ex-girlfriend and a, and a doctor who want to help Eddie by taking him into the hospital and getting scans and there's like funny shit that happens there and there's a dog who's like annoying and you're just sitting there like what what and it cuts back to this horrifying creepy monster person who's still like stabbing people and slowly getting towards you just like what, what what am i it's confusing so yeah that's what people mean when they're talking about like the tonal mess i'm not sure a lot of people are saying that tom hardy uh was the problem as in like he's playing the character really funny while the film itself isn't and i'm not sure where they're coming from with that because it's like, the, he's not the only one making jokes, let's just put it that way, but uh, I'd have to watch it again. But yeah, I, I've told people, like, I don't have any passion to actually cover it. I I came out of the, the cinema just like, meh, well, that was a thing, I guess. Because Did I'm not... Venom at least, like, graphically eat someone in the movie? Well, no, every time he eats a head, it's framed so that you can see, like, just the top of their head and Venom facing the camera, and then he, like, bites towards the camera, and then it cuts to him, like, holding a headless corpse, and you're like, okay. Oh, that's fucking lame. Yeah, it is, but he does eat, like, three people's heads, I think. Uh, so that, you know, you get <laughs> some satisfaction. Is Venom known yeah. for eating heads? I've never actually... Apparently, I've never seen anything with Venom in it before. That's the thing, I haven't read comics or... I mean, I saw Spider-Man 3, but I don't think anybody's going to be saying that that's a, uh, a great interpretation of Venom. Um, that's the other thing, a lot of people are asking, is it better or worse than Spider-Man 3? And I was just like, uh... <laughs> how can it be... Well, well, I can't say that anymore. I was about to say, how can it be worse than Spider-Man 3? But then I realized 
half the movies of this year <laughs> are worse than Spider-Man 3. Well, I was going to say, I, I feel like I, it, for whatever this is worth, I would wa rather watch Spider-Man 3 than Venom right now. I, I... At least Spider-Man 3 has like a couple good scenes. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Venom is best comedy of the year. I don't know, The Predator is quite good competition for that. Um, Deadpool 2. <laughs> but that's an actual comedy. <laughs> like with, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Venom, not very good, but also not bad enough that I felt like I needed to do a video at all, because there's kind of some stuff in there I thought was amusing. So much stuff that doesn't make sense, though. Like the rules that they just throw out the fucking window all the time. But yes, uh, uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody who likes Venom from the comics to go see this. It's probably going to be frustrating. And they, they... I shit you not, dude. There's uh, Does anyone know who Carnage is? I'm no. vaguely aware of Carnage. So, at the end of the film, you get the you get your first roll of credits, and then there's like a scene, and, and uh, Eddie Brock is like, okay, dude, you gotta stay quiet while I, while I go here, okay? And then Venom's like, okay, man. And they go in, and it's like some guy who's like, "Yeah, he requested to speak to you of all people. I don't know why that that sort of thing." It's very like Silence of the Lambs prison style thing. And he walks in, and it's fucking um, Woody Harrelson with like all this. It's like a red springy hair, and he's like writing Eddie's name in blood on the wall. And <laughs> it's so silly. He just goes like, um, "You know, Eddie, when I get released." There's gonna be carnage. And then it cuts to the credits. And he's like, oh, so I guess that guy's carnage. Tune in for carnage. It's such a like, oh, you guys, you guys want to be Marvel, don't you? That's cute. But uh, yeah, I have no idea how Venom's doing in terms of actual money or whatever, but I seriously Well, I didn't it. even know it was out yet, so that should say a lot. Well, I mean, it's not like they needed this whole Lady Gaga thing going on to try and like make it even worse. But it looks like that. Thing? There's this weird campaign where loads of people are like badly rating Venom to prop up the Lady Gaga movie that's coming out at the same time. Um, oh, I, like there's a few articles about this, and it's like an actual thing where people have been reviewing the film without seeing it and trying to push the Lady Gaga film instead. It's just like okay, bit strange. Um, so yeah, do people. Do people realize that one film doesn't have to do badly for another film to do well? Yes, it does. <laughs> and talk about demographics, like the people who are seeing Venom versus the people who are seeing the Lady Gaga film. It's like, yeah, I'm um, sure everyone who watched Venom is like a hardcore Lady Gaga fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a complete opposite groups of people, but sure. I mean, you would you would think that that would be like something Marvel and Star Wars fans would do if Star Wars didn't, you know, suck now. Not Lady Gaga and Venom fans. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, if it was, like, another superhero movie or whatever, it'd be like, oh, that kind of makes sense, but nope. Can you picture a single person who go go to the cinema thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna watch the uh, the Venom film, and that, although, that, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, Lady it's, Gaga it's a tough choice. <laughs> uh, so, now, now Lady Gaga's on the table, you know. So, yeah, if anybody was curious, it's bad, but I'm not planning to cover it. Um... The next thing we should probably, should probably have mentioned, I suppose you, you can say whatever you want about this, Wolf, but um, the Dishonored Wolf has lost his Twitter permanently. Yeah, I, I'm perma-banned. It's so sad. I What was the tweet? That, uh, it was a couple of tweets. I sent them to Fringy. Let me bring them up real quick, because they were super 
not bad tweets. They were actually like, you'd think that they'd just be common sense. Um, On Twitter. First, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one is, uh, are you shitting me? Ford was the one making the... Uh, I should say, I was banned because I defended Kavanaugh. There we go. It'll uh, be fun once he's confirmed and everyone pisses and moans. Yeah. So the first one is... Uh, are you shitting me? Ford was the one making the claims, you retard. She has the yeah. burden of proof, not Kavanaugh. You really expect him to disprove claims you have no evidence for to prove them in the first place? How dare yeah, you the retards. call someone yeah. a retard? That is fucked up, dude. I've called people worse. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter, too. And then the second one was, uh, fuck off with demanding proof from the defendant <coughs> to disprove something that never happened in the first place. So, I said... Maybe due process is a good thing, and I got banned. So there we go. Can't use Twitter. Well, anymore. there's your due process. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There, I mean, there we lesson go. learned, Wolf. You only say mundane things on Twitter. That's this how is you what survive. happens when you defend Republicans <laughs> on Twitter. Someone even said in the chat, uh, Wolf, are you hating on the Jews again? It's like, no, I hated on the Jews, <laughs> and they didn't ban me for that. I mean, defending it's Kavanaugh. Like, wow. like, from what I understand of that story, it's. Um, ridiculous did you see it there was a tweet that i that think that would be a good way to yeah uh rags you responded to it on twitter where someone was like how do i tell my students that they're about to hire uh someone like him as as a justice or whatever and it's just like um tell them about due process <laughs> it's like this is a thing we need this is, you can't just it's like god forbid we actually get to the point where it's just people say a thing and then it's true like that's really Not bad there, there is literally no proof at all, and her own witnesses are like, "This party never happened." And it's like, how, how is this even a thing? Because very, believe very women, believe survivors. Oh right, forgot about that. Yes, uh, Wolf is permanently off Twitter. You'll never find him on there ever again, unless he decides to make a new Twitter. Yeah, which I don't plan on doing because, well, at least not anytime soon, because I've genuinely been like a little happier without having to look at Twitter all day. It's actually like weird. I can actually like pretend things are normal. Mm -hmm. I don't have to hear about people uh, losing their minds over something Trump said. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. A nice break for you. Um, and then the only other thing that we should probably mention is that the next EFAP which just sounds so funny to keep saying, is going to be <laughs> about uh, the TRO video. We're finally going to do that. It's been a while, but different yeah, reasons. Yeah, I can't stream on my channel, man. YouTube's borked. Um, yeah, Rise can't seem to fix it, so we're, we're going to do it as an EFAP now. Um, which, by the way, for anybody who actually doesn't know, because we never really say it, it stands for every frame of pause, <laughs> just in case anybody here is just like... You should put like... it in the description. You should put it in the description. Some like people... Every frame of pause episode, that's that, that, that. You know, I, I need to redo all the descriptions for all the older ones as well. I'm very lazy when it comes to my second channel, because it's like my, my Tism channel, so I like not having mm. to do things on it, but yeah, I'll definitely get around to that. But that's what it stands for. Some people, for. the Tism doesn't come easy. So, uh... Yes, that, that'll be happening. Uh, it'll probably be the ridiculously longest one ever because the video is like an hour and 40 minutes, so... 24-hour stream, guys. Yeah, yes. we're doing it. 24-hour stream for autism awareness. Which brings us to the guest we have today, the wonderful Cinema Sins Sins. 
also known Hi. as... Hi! I was gonna say your actual human name, but fine, just just interrupt me, dude. God, you make <laughs> such a bad first impression. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> how, um, how do you do, sir? I'm really good at bad first impressions. Um, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bit more hungover for this nut quite than I'd like to be. But, uh, I'm, I think I'm gonna have fun. Should be good. Good, good. Uh, do you wanna, I mean, so for anybody who's like completely unaware, the last EFAT, was it the last EFAT we did? I think it, it was the one before the last it one, because we did Movie Bob after that one, didn't we? I think, I think so, yeah. Um, the one that killed me. It was <laughs> the one that awful. got like a major headache after. Uh... So there was a. I made my my video on Black Panther because I really thought the film was terrible, and uh, uh, Cinema Sins responds to. It's not just Cinema Sins, right? You've got like a whole bunch of different people you've been responding to. Yeah, and uh, he decided to respond to mine, which which I mean, you know, I'm all I'm all for it, but we we weren't hugely impressed by it, and um, I think what what is it you said you want to do now? Um, sort of make a video, sort of giving your perspective on Black Panther in relation to my video, is it? Yeah, uh, I, I, I went and fucked it with the, uh, the first video. It was essentially because I was on a pretty tight time schedule, which I've now just realized is the reason that the video was bad. Uh, so I'm not going to pressure myself to get videos out quickly anymore, because fuck that. It's, uh, it, made, it made me make a bad video. Oh, I hate being so, rushed for videos, too. Whenever a new film comes out, I'm like, well... I, be I better get this done within a week, and that's still considered extremely late compared to, like, you know, Angry Joe and Jeremy Johns and all the people who get it out, like, day zero. I had to rush to get my Jurassic World 2 video out because you got yours out two weeks before mine. <laughs> you say that, that wasn't my fault. But because of the amount of fucking Zephyr shit I had to go through, my video didn't come out until, like, normal time. Fucking... Well, yeah, but I, I had to fight with Zephyr 2 for both my <laughs> Jurassic World videos. Um... um how how did that go with um with Zephyr anyway? What whatever became of that exactly? The meal they wolf. just dropped their claims when I uh rags when you emailed them, I just uh even though I wasn't at one hundred K at that point, I just took the email address from YouTube that you showed in your screenshot, typed it in, and even though I didn't have a hundred K, they still helped me. And they looked Good. at they uh went to Zephyr and I they emailed were like, them too and said you need to get with you know, Wolf here, because he's getting fucked over, and you can't let you can't let these companies do that. Yeah, so I I contacted them, and they sent me an email uh, telling me what they said to Zephyr, and they basically said, um, "We don't really see the legitimacy here. Can you uh, uh, clarify it?" And they never replied, and then they just dropped the claim, and YouTube reinstated my video. <sighs> So and what happened for you, Mahler, with your? Like, I kept re-uploading until I got past <laughs> the stupid bots. <laughs> it finally worked. Apparently, I was convinced there was someone manually doing it, but um... well, it says if it's manual or not, isn't it? Wasn't it one? May it doesn't? Didn't it say manual? No, it's it's way it's way too fast to be manual. Well, it they'll might, manually I, tell you not. Uh, now I can't well, remember. Once you I, like fight well, it. I could have sworn it was manual. I, well, yeah, because it says if it's either automatic or if it is manual. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was I got hit with the music one, and then I messed with the music enough, or at least what I thought was enough, and then I got hit again. So then I took it out entirely and replaced it with the stupid like flute version, and then I got hit for just visual content ID on something from the cam version. And I was like, okay, so I removed that, and then um, like the second it was uploaded, it w it was a manual claim when there was only um, 
screenshots, I believe. This could be wrong, but I can't quite remember because it was a while ago. So then I got rid of every single part that had any kind of cam footage in it, just and tried to recreate visuals. Like for example, when I said that um, she gets away with being a secret by putting a hat on, like like they they they're in a place where if anyone spots them, they'd be in trouble, and she just puts on a hat, and you're like, oh. I guess that works. And I just, like, had a clip of a monkey putting on a hat instead, because I was just like, well, I don't know what else I could do for this. And it, I eventually got past, and it stayed past. That that was my experience, which is fucking annoying, but uh, with with Wolf, he would have had to have chopped up the trailers to, like, nine seconds apiece and put them out of order, I think, in order to get past any um, bot claims. I, don't, I never understand them taking down fucking trailers. Like... No, that's... Okay. It's really silly because if someone re-uploads a trailer, that literally benefits the people that own the trailer, does it not? You'd think, but I guess they think that Wolf's channel is trying to make money off reselling trailers. <laughs> I don't even have. I didn't even monetize those videos. I didn't have monetize. I didn't even get monetization to work until like a month ago. <sighs> I've, lit I've literally had a video takedown um, because I've had a trailer playing at one quarter speed in the background as I talk over it, and I don't even use the whole thing. It's, uh, well, the BBC knows nothing about fair use, but... Yeah, literally, every content creator from, like, you know, zero subscribers to 100 billion, like, they all, everyone deals with this. And it's, all it ever is is a game. You're just trying to figure out how to outplay the bots. But if you have manual takedowns, you're just fucked. Like, you have to get, like, a <laughs> partnership or something. Um... Yes, anyway. And the, uh, and the bots, that's the thing about the bots for YouTube, is like they're wrong 98% of the time, which makes you wonder. Well, yeah, because like they often don't restate their claims, and they'll often have YouTube be like, yeah, that's not fair. And you're like, yeah, great, almost great. All, like almost all my videos are confirmed um, <coughs> to, be, to be good to go. But I mean, like the, the ones I lose are very rare. You know, it's not that they aren't monetized in the end, it's that. You know, eighty percent of the views come and go before it can get monetized again. It's annoying for all of us, but uh, yeah, I was going to say we can. I, I figure we can begin with. Um, I I think Black Panther's almost like to the point of terrible where I I would put it in the lowest tier. I I think we we rewatched it, and I would say that it's like I have trouble choosing between it, Thor: The Dark World, and Iron Man Three. They're like my most hated MCU films. Um, Wolf, what was your take on it? I can't remember. Well, I, I when we watched it the second time, I disliked it even more than I did walking out of the theater. And I'd say, oh, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'd also add Hulk <laughs> to that list. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Hulk in so long. Too. Like, I forgot what happens in the film. <laughs> it's, I don't blame you. It's a really forgettable film. And uh, what about you, Rags? I haven't seen it from start to finish nonstop, but I've seen a lot of clips, a lot of clips and things, and what I've seen has not been very good. And finally, what about you, Jay? <laughs> I think it needs more rhino milk. Ah, you have to own the mm. meme. It's better that way. But it, you, <laughs> I'm assuming you'd put it in like high high rankings compared to other Marvel so, films. I really enjoy watching it. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend it's flawless, but I, I I think it's a really enjoyable watch. I think I also think it's like the room. Oh, whoops! <laughs> I just sent you an invite by accident. Ignore that. <laughs> More like uh, I, I sort of I I can overlook the things that I know are pretty silly in it and just enjoy the story that's being told. I quite enjoy it for for that. Mm -hmm. But 
it's it's not it's not uh, a masterpiece. I would say. I mean, there's there's definitely good stuff in it, in my opinion. But there's uh, there's some not so great stuff in there as well. So, like, what would you say is your biggest issue with it, Wolf? Oh man, where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> I just think it's really dumb. I I can't really narrow down one single issue because the writing is pretty terrible throughout, but there's just like some parts that are like, okay, that's dumb. Like the whole uh, tribal fight. That's a bit of bad writing that contradicts the world build. The world building in general is horrendous, but then there's other lines like Killmonger's throw me in the ocean so I can be with my ancestors. That was yeah, I, I don't know if you want to contend that, but like most people pointed out, his ancestors are Wakandans. Wasn't his? Uh, wasn't he half Wakandan? I'm not sure if I'm getting that right. I'm not. Oh right, his but... his dad did uh, date a local, as far as I know. So technically speaking, I suppose his ancestors are every with his hat with his half ancestors. No, yeah, I was going to say that's people the, the... are related to all black people. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's actually beside the point. Like, because technically speaking, we all came from one continent long We're ago. We're all African right? once you go far back far enough. But, so um, basically, I can line. I can be in that movie and say, "Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors," and it would be just as legit. Beard and shit. I mean, it's it's yeah. awkward because of the fact <laughs> that we it, this made very clear that his he's he's all of this is motivated by what they did to his dad, who's Wakandan. And it's like, wait, Wakandans weren't. Yeah, and that's another thing. The Wakandans referring to white people as colonizers when they your Wakanda was not colonized at all. Kind of kind of odd. Um, I mean, they must have seen uh, they must have seen it going on around them, though, right? I guess, uh, which means that they never actually they chose not to do anything, and obviously that's a part of the film to be like they made this mistake for for ages and ages. Which again, that sort of comes back to the whole trial by combat stuff like i i really have trouble believing that across the eons of wakanda's since the stone age never had a leader that wanted to spread out um because killmonger is apparently the first dude who actually considers doing that but to an extreme obviously you see right i i have no trouble with the idea of them having like a tradition of that ceremony where they 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 take up they they ask if anyone wants to challenge for the throne the the only real issue I have with that is that when someone does challenge for the throne, they take it completely seriously. See, I, I would think it would be like, I, I would understand them still having the tradition if it wasn't sort of a, a law-based thing. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, the queen still has like ridiculous powers that if she's tried to use, everyone would be like, no. Why? So did she. She probably, no, she probably, there's probably some things she can do that if she did, we would be like, what the fuck? And we just didn't know it was an actual rule that hadn't been abolished yet. That's probably true. Um, but like the, the idea that they, <coughs> they do it alone, this, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to break down that part of it that, that just is so bizarre to me. Like, uh, what I, I, I'm trying to find a way to not sort of veer off into a different topic by accident. Cause I'm trying to stick to that whole trial by combat thing. The, it's retarded. It's a little bit. It's 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 like if you're gonna chew because because there, there was the theory, right? I think you said in your response that um they have someone for the fight, and then that doesn't necessarily mean the person who fought becomes king. That, it that was what I thought when I watched it. Like that's not in the movie, but it's possible. Uh, 
because my theory would typically be if you're gonna pick the person who's the strongest and best suited to win a trial by combat, they're probably typically not gonna be as suited to to lead in a calm and, and collected fashion. Let's put it that way. Uh, I I find it ridiculous that they never actually spread out as well. It's but you know what? Like I'd probably rather refocus to the more important parts of the film because if you take that sort of fantasy and just say it just works that way, leave it alone. You're like, okay, so what story do they tell? And like my biggest issue personally is probably Killmonger. I think he he makes no sense in so many different ways, and it probably is amplified by the fact that he's adored online by a lot of people. Like, yeah, that was a weird thing because I had the. Uh... I mentioned in a video when I was responding to PewDiePie's criticisms of the MCU, or rather Marvel in general, but it was all mainly the MCU. Because um, if you took it and applied it to all Marvel films, it didn't really fit. So uh, he was saying, he was talking about how people idolize superheroes and that, and he thinks it's damaging because you, you can't actually get superpowers, and he doesn't seem to think anything, like, he seems to think that people just idolize superheroes for their superpowers, and then they're going to get disappointed when they can't actually get them. But that's a whole different thing. Didn't you find it interesting but, that uh, he's like so hell-bent on basically being like, let's provide weapons to these people in these different parts of the world and then take over? And it's like, Killmonger is aware of the Avengers, right? It's yeah. Like, this won't be easy. <laughs> You're going to get flattened by Iron Man, obviously, and several other people. And yeah, like, that's that's one aspect. I suppose I'd rather start at the beginning, which is... Um, what what is have you got an answer for what the secret is that everyone had to keep? Why? Oh, how do you mean? So they they're like we he's like why didn't you take the boy back and then he's like um, we had to maintain the lie. Yeah, they had to maintain the lie. What lie? What are they talking about? I I assume they're talking about the the secrecy of Wakanda, but I'm not really sure how it how it fits. Well, I was going to say, wouldn't they? Can't they just take the boy and then? I, I don't see how that <laughs> would reveal the secret. Um, uh, we have a few people going. What? What? What did? What did? What did he go? That's, that's the part that stopped me in the cinema. Because as soon as they, as soon as that opening was shown, I was just like, "Oh, I wonder what the conclusion of that scene would have been." And then obviously they reveal it as the film goes on. And I, and as soon as they made the realization that they left the boy, I was like, "Why the hell did they leave the boy? And let him find his dad executed on the floor." I was like, "What? Why would? They, why wouldn't they take the corpse? Why wouldn't?" Oh, so, there's a lot of stuff here. Because it's just, don't they talk about like how people are supposed to be given a proper burial at some point as well? I I don't remember that. I might be I might be mixing up two films. Who knows? Uh, I can drop that. The fact that they left him there, and then the entire reasoning behind it from both his dad and from Forrest Whitaker is that they had to maintain the lie, they had to keep the secret, and then T'Challa's like, "You were wrong," and it's like, "Well, yeah, but like, I agree with you, but." Why did they do it? What are they, what were they wrong about? No, see, right. If uh, if you t if they take him back to Wakanda, then people will go, "Oh, this this boy's missing." You know, I bet there's a secret city somewhere in Africa. <laughs> that's, that's the immediate place they jump to. They're just like, "That's it. I knew it." Um, so yeah, there's that part of, and that's what creates Killmonger, right? So that's a huge issue for me. But then if we if we ignore that, um, Killmonger's like disappearance for an hour in the film and uh, we find out that he's doing it all so that he can get Claw kill him and deliver him to Wakanda as a chip to get in sort of thing that's that's what Killmonger's doing from the beginning of the film to the end let's say or at least uh, to the middle so why didn't he do that to Claw immediately why did he 
allow him to get that weird bit of vibranium to then trade with Thingy. And he's not even involved in any of that bit, if you remember, like the car chase and stuff. Like, Killmonger's just, what is he, what's Killmonger waiting for? Because it's like, he get Claw gets captured, and that allows Killmonger to then kidnap him from them and take him. But it's like, you already had Claw, and then you, you let him go on this crazy adventure, and now you're taking him back to, to go. It's like, why didn't you just do that in the beginning? I I, I don't know. Maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's just what he was doing anyway. It's what he was up to. Because he could have been killed. If Killmonger it's was like... killed by Black Panther, that would have ruined, no, sorry, not Killmonger, if if Claw was killed by Black Panther in the car sequence, and then taken back to Wakanda, that would have screwed over Killmonger's plan completely. See, if I had to, if I had to, essentially write a scene for the movie, like guess what is going on, I would say maybe, maybe Killmonger thinks that if he draws attention to Claw before he kills him, that the Wakandans will care more when they kill. Because it's like, you know, they've 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 dealt with Claw in the past, but if they, if they make him like an immediate issue. If they make him sort of a, a headline, and then he takes him out and brings him to Wakanda, I mean, yeah, I could see maybe that's one thing you could do. But I would definitely have put Killmonger in the car chase scene in some way to have him trying to puppeteer it in some way. Because uh, the other angle is that somehow Killmonger knows that there is a faction in Wakanda that want Claw dead more than anything. Like that, the guy from Get Out, he's like he's desperate to get Claw dead. He's like, okay, how how did Killmonger know that? First of all, and second of all, it's like. The, if you had re redone the film in a way that uh, Killmonger was like, right, what I'm going to do is set it up so that Claw can be captured and then stop Black Panther from being able to pull it off. So it humiliates him in Wakanda and then I come in with the victory, which I think would make more sense, but like that doesn't happen at all. Yeah, see, the, the thing is, I, I like Killmonger as a villain, um, but I like him more just because of his presence rather than anything else. I, I just think he 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 sort of carries the scenes he's in. Do you, do you like the swaying he was doing whenever he walked around? I did not notice that. <laughs> I bet he like picked on it with Wolf. Yeah, it's it's like he has to move his entire body from left to right with every single step he takes. A bit weird. This is going to be one of the things where I go back to watch the film and I can't unsee it. Maybe <laughs> I certainly noticed it. I know Wolf did, but uh, yeah. So. There's those there's those elements. Then there's the um he was pretty lucky that he wasn't killed on the doorstep of Wakanda because they're very selective about that sort of thing. Then he was lucky that T'Challa actually accepted the trial by combat when there was really no benefit to him doing that. It was a very strange choice. I like, I would like to just see the other version of the movie where uh, T'Challa says no and he goes, "Oh fuck." And that's the end. Yeah, that's that's right. There was a lot of little things that could happen that would have done that sort of thing. And then there's um, T'Challa losing to him, despite using, like, you know, uh, the the standardized weapons for their culture that T'Challa should be basically have, have been learning about for his whole life, which was a bit odd to me. I understand that Killmonger's a trained whatever specialist person, but you'd think that um, he'd probably lose in, in that environment. Maybe, maybe not. That's not a huge issue compared, but... <laughs> I mean, everything we've already covered sort of just destroys him as an element of a villain to me. I'm just like, yeah, none of that makes any sense. He's just here because he's here. And, you know, that's not even including the um, his his lines about being like, if we gotta kill their children, then we kill their children. It's like, oh, wow, okay. And, and, I mean, that's why he's the villain, right? Well, of course, that's that's a very villainous thing to say, but obviously I, I think I say in my video, but it's just like, why were people saying that this guy is like 
the greatest villain in Marvel MCU? That's like such a cartoonish thing to say. But like, we're gonna destroy the entire- Doesn't he say we're gonna rule it right? And it's like, you're gonna rule it I right by so. killing all the corpses of children. <laughs> like, good, good luck, mate. Oh, no, that's- that's- surely that's just, uh, that's before, you know. Kill everyone, then start ruling right. Yeah, yeah, we'll- we'll, we'll set our principles once we've killed all the other people. Um... So yeah, I think that's probably my biggest issue with, with Black Panther, without covering more of it, is uh, Killmonger is probably one of the crappiest villains, not because, uh, like I would say, because of inconsistencies and just like a fucking terrible implementation, compared to, there are other villains who are like characterless, but they're consistent in the, if they're a cartoon, like um, the Dark Elf from Thor 2, he's like, well, I, I can't remember what his plan is, he wants to like destroy everything or whatever. <laughs> That's I can't remember really... anything about that entire film, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can remember Thor was on a train at one point, and that was quite funny, and that's about it. Yes, I believe that is a thing that happens. <laughs> I can't remember either. I actually watched that again within the last month that I've already forgotten all of it, just to get a refresh, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, he's like a crap villain, but he's he's consistent from what I remember. He's he's just not very good. It's like, oh, he's, he's not very exciting, let's put it that way. Um, See, I, I think Killmonger was really exciting, and I would take him over a sort of much duller villain that makes perfect sense any day. Um, I'm, I might agree with that, like, but I'd still say, like, I'd still have to be honest and be like, yeah, it's still bad, though. Like, I'd probably, maybe I'd enjoy it more, but, um, because, like, my point overall is that Black Panther is poorly written. Like, as, as much fun you can get out of it, like, yeah, sure, I, I wouldn't stop anybody. I personally was really bored watching Black Panther, and then thinking about it started to frustrate me. That was that was my personal experience. Well, see, the first time I watched it, I did uh, fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and no comment on the film. I was just incredibly sleep uh, sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, may maybe uh, maybe there's something there. You know, I've. I've so I, I did have to go and uh, rewatch it to well I rewatch any film that I'm talking about but I did specifically realize when I was halfway through it oh shit I haven't seen this part before oh wow, wow. I was I, I fell asleep uh, when I was first watching it right well, after Tatala died if, if you skip the entire part with the car chase and the weird area where they trade the vibranium stuff I think the movie still makes enough sense you just have to you know fill in the part where they capture Claw and it probably would have been a bit more. Like, do you, do you remember the bit where where the car gets exploded, and like the girlfriend is on like the driver's seat, and it so slowly slides across the road in a very like Looney Tunes fashion. Yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> like, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's just like, huh. Okay. I, was just, I was seeing that, just kind of like thinking, hmm, someone somewhere made the decision that that should happen. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if, 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 if anyone else has anything to say, I was going to say, like, we can watch uh, someone's actual video on, um, I guess, explaining why Black Panther has the best Marvel villain. Um, we've covered Captain Midnight before. I've never been impressed with his videos, but I've only seen What like other two. videos has he made? The last one we did with him was he was defending Han Solo film. He was saying that it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. It wasn't a great defense. In fact, we, by the end of it, agreed with a lot of his points because he criticized the film. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> it's like one of the first <laughs> EFAPs or whatever. But he, he basically like starts recognizing a bunch of flaws with Solo and he lists them all in a row. We were just like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. um, let me see. Was who that the one where name? he like showed a picture of the two guys who were originally going to make Solo, and then Rags made a comment, something to the effect of, this looks like a younger version of me or something? Can't remember. Is that the one? Because I can remember every single word that Jared Genesis has ever spoken, but I can't remember <laughs> what video that you're referencing. <laughs> I mean... This is, I mean, I don't know if that's indicative of the of the video, but uh, let's we may as well just give this one a shot because I'm I I haven't actually seen this video yet, but I've been we nearly watched this a couple of times just because I've always wanted to see a video explaining how Killmong is awesome. But uh, here we go, I guess. Black Panther Let me tell you a story. Okay. It's about a young boy, born into a royal family, but raised in poverty. I hate this his father was murdered by his own brother, the king of a secretive, powerful nation. After being left behind, he was trained as a great warrior, vowing that one day he would return to his homeland, destroy the evil king that brutally killed his father, and become king himself. Mm -hmm. Finally letting the, the rest king? of the world share in the wealth and life-changing technology that his Wait. uncle's family- Wow. <laughs> Okay, that's a really nice way of putting um, kill the entire world <laughs> take over. <laughs> Look at the way oh, he's man. done this. It's like a little halo. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. He's so, just searching for justice. The way we, I like the generalization, right? So it's like um, he was left behind after the evil king killed his dad, sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, but we have no reason for that to happen. And T'Chaka was actually a pretty good guy too, from what we know in the MCU. This is a confusing How... thing that he did. How dare you purple wash Killmonger right here? Yeah, what the fuck? I think he might have drawn these uh, these things himself. It's a nice little I mean, style. Come on, where, where where's yeah. his stupid little candle hair? Candle. Here's hair. the thing. Here's the thing. You can take any character, be they a villain or a hero, and reduce them to the most basic possible explanation of their character, and say that in general it's good. Well, let's do but it. But their depiction is everything. I'll see how long it takes for you guys to see who I'm talking about, but um, it was uh, let's let's say um, an old warrior who had seen the Judy Garland, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, who who had seen the stagnation of his government and sought to overthrow a league of assassins who were actively destroying his beloved civilization. After an attempt at, at murdering, they, they attempted to assassinate him once they found out he was trying to bring. Uh, positivity to his to his people, and thus he was able to. Uh, they failed, and he was able to counterattack and erase them from history, and thus start yeah. his uh, his his beautiful civilization in exchange. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was trying to remain vague, but maybe I've, oh, someone in chat's already guessed it. A lot of people have. Yeah. That that would be Palpatine. It's um. Oh, okay. There I can. You, you can yeah. describe anybody, as Rags just said. Like, I mean, <laughs> you. Someone. People are stressing Hitler. I think what I said probably <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, if we just leave out certain bits, it does sound like a nice little story, doesn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. Again, if you just talk, if you just talk about the general, then um, Sheev did nothing wrong. <laughs> Sheev did nothing. Such a strange first name, isn't it? Sheev Palpatine. ...had greedily kept secret. This doesn't sound like the story of a villain. Far from it. In <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like the story of a villain because of the way you just yeah. described it. Because <laughs> you took yeah. out a whole lot of valuable context. You missed the bit this where he threatened to kill like children. <laughs> but he is the villain. 
Black Panther. Take. In fact, this has the structure of a classic hero's journey. The poor orphan boy going on an adventure to defeat a murder. <laughs> going on an adventure to kill children. <laughs> 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 you can't, you just, you can't leave that bit out. I'm sorry, this is ridiculous. It's kind of a big ancient deal. mystical powers. Do you know, I genuinely think that they fucked up when they put that line in Black Panther. They should have had him say a speech without mentioning kids. Because I feel like when they put it in... They can kill the women and the children too, and everyone's like, sounds good. <laughs> Everyone on the council like, has like, well... looks, they're like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah. If they had not had that bit, and just had him say that we'll kill them if they deny us sort of thing, that's enough. We're gonna say, yeah, that's a villain. You don't need to be like, by the way, kids too. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Maybe we yeah, should rethink our women and the children too. I I think it's as overt and silly that Anakin executes. Do you think Killmonger likes sand? Shit. At least Anakin felt some remorse after doing it. <laughs> yeah, but Killmonger never actually killed any kids, Wolf. Okay, he was all told. <laughs> well, he said he wanted to. True. But of course, telling the story this way leaves out some very important pieces of information. Yeah, no yeah, shit. Like the fact that our hero has killed countless people and seems to really like it. Or that his final plan, while admirable in some ways, was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Hitler! Admirable in, in some ways. Well, hey, Hitler was an admirable guy. Just I think, genuinely, not even trying to be hyperbolic, I would like to ask him is. Could you look at Hitler in any way and say some of the stuff he was doing was admirable? His and paintings it, were nice. Well, you he, like, like, he liked dogs. He was he nice was, to animals. He was trying to bring Germany back to being a full power. You could somehow yeah. twist it that way. He was trying to save his country yeah. from, you know, stagnation, something like that. White power. Yeah. Public health thing. and safety. Um, he continued the Autobahn project. And, and if he agrees with that, I'd be like, well, at that point, you just don't even need to... <laughs> Just don't even bother. He had a rockin' fashion sense. <laughs> I love that he said, like, I had to leave a few things out. I was like, yes, yes, you did. Will lead to the death of thousands, if not millions of people. And that when you really get down to it, his actions seem to be mostly motivated by a deep-seated rage that causes him to lash out in vindictive and cruel ways. Classic so, hero, really. <laughs> One way to put it. I'm confused. He, he did a sort of like the pitch as a hero, now the pitch as a villain. I'm assuming he's gonna comment on how like that's reconciled within him to create the best character or something. So I do want to like, I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and essentially, you, I, I, I don't get the, I don't get the impression that he was describing him to say that he was a hero, just to say that he was being portrayed as you would portray a hero in a lot of ways. I, I suppose he's saying there are aspects to him that could be considered as a part of a hero's journey, which I wouldn't necessarily disagree with, but um, like like in general. But the problem with Black Panther is, like I said, like from the get go, it's like, oh, he was his dad was his dad was killed and he was abandoned. It's like, yeah, but why though? That part doesn't even make sense. If it was like, if T'Chaka was a bad guy, which by the way they could have done it that way, they could have been like T'Chaka was an evil sort of dick king at first, and then he like grew wise as he got older. But obviously we... I don't actually really like to see that, just then. I just think the, there's a lot of ways they could have made it... For example, imagine like a huge rant from T'Chaka, where he says, like, uh, we can't... We couldn't take in that kid because he's... You know, like the Black Panther universe equivalent of a mudblood, where he'd be like, you can't... He's a, he's a crossbreed. We can't bring outsiders to Wakanda. And then his son could be like, what the fuck, Dad? Like, that could yeah, I'd have liked to see that.
And yeah, and but we don't really. Maybe there was a, a cut thing. I don't know. When you take all this into account, it's hard to consider Killmonger any sort of hero. But writing him off as a straightforward villain doesn't seem right either. Uh, do you guys uh, agree with that? Uh, what was the first minute of this video? I I happily uh, call Killmonger a straight villain. There's not even a he question. He is a villain. He is a villain. Absolutely. The, the guy has the only... His intention is to take over the world via killing several people, including children. Remember when he poisoned the museum lady who did absolutely <laughs> nothing just because she was there? Remember when, <laughs> that's, killed, a, that's what a good guy does. Remember when he killed Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> but his motivations... Oof. Yeah, well, the road to hell. Yeah, remember when he and killed that's... his girlfriend just because oh, she got yeah. unlucky? What do you what do you think of that, uh, Jay? The uh, they have a scene to show the girl, and she like kisses him, and he's like, "Yeah." And then the next scene we see her, he ends up shooting her through the head, I believe. No, through the chest, which is weird because well, she, just she just dies, dies instantly. Yeah. I mean, heart shot. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I I, pers I personally don't think I would do that. <laughs> no, I mean, from a filmmaking standpoint, what were they going for with that? I never understood it. I was like, okay, so we, she doesn't even have a line of dialogue from what I remember, or she might do, but it's like, oh, he has a girlfriend. You're like, oh, okay. And then he kills her, and you're like, oh, is he, like, really evil? Is that what they're going for? I feel like... I feel, I feel like they were just sort of going, he was like... I, I don't know. I feel like they just sort of wanted to seem like he was... Uh, I, I don't think they wanted to think they were an item properly. I think that she just, I mean, at least my impression of it was that she was just some girl he was shagging Dip. rather than anything else. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, uh, I, it... I don't really know why they would uh, do it. I mean, it does make him seem well, more villainous. The interesting thing is you could have cut her from the film, right? Because she doesn't actually have relevance, but I'm assuming that the reason they included it was to show that he's like, he's ruthless and he'll do anything to, you know, get his to win. Is yeah, that, I mean, okay. the line about killing children does that as well. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> what do like, you, what listen, do you think? Anakin, I was up, I, I was kind of with you to a point up until the, <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, you can see him, like, levels. in the council, Drop. they were probably like, yeah, this is a great plan, yeah, yeah, then he says, killing children, they were like, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa now, whoa! There's whoa. a line that has been crossed. Um, oh. But yeah, Someone it, described him shooting his girlfriend as the easiest breakup ever. No strings attached. He just, he just went. He was a good person. He just wanted a nice, quick, clean breakup. It's true. Um, it wasn't very clean. What did you think of quick, uh, killing Claw in general? By the way, as a writing choice, like the character, I mean, because I quite like Claw. <laughs> and I was like, why did they get rid of Claw? Where? I think I just like Andy Circus. I I'm I'm gonna miss Claw. It felt weird that feel like... he was introduced in what was essentially the biggest stepping stone film in the MCU, being Age of Ultron, only to basically be in about half an hour at most of Black Panther and then die. It was like, oh, that was all he was I feel for. like, for me, it, re it did raise the stakes because he was a character I do care about, and uh, him dying was like, oh shit, people I care about are dying in this film, and it sort of it made me more invested in it. But yeah. I wish they hadn't done it. I, I probably, I mean, you know, this is way too controversial considering how the film runs, but I'd just be like, I would have preferred if he was the bad guy, to be honest, overall. But there's another question that gets raised, and I don't think I actually, I, I forgot to have it in my video. Um, Claw is like a trillionaire. What is he doing with Vibranium? What, what is, what's he up to? He just wants more money. 
like, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of merc he is, just that he can never have enough money. I, I could totally believe that he does this for fun or whatever, but I feel like they just leave that detail out, they don't reconcile it. Like, you could just have a henchman being like, Claw, you're, you're rich, what, what are you doing? And then he's like, I don't do this for the money. You'd be like, oh, yeah. He needs some money to to uh, promo his uh, his mixtape. Oh right, yeah. That just reminds me of how my favorite part of the film probably is Bilbo and Claw. Those two, I I just like them in the film. I find them entertaining. I think they're both great actors. It was just like, yeah, that was fun <laughs> for the brief time they're there. At least I got the entertainment value of just thinking that Gollum and Bilbo accidentally <laughs> wound up in this universe. Well, people are looking forward to when Doctor Strange and Bilbo meet up because of the Sherlock connection, but. I mean, oh wait, and and Lord of the Rings, or oh, The Hobbit, sorry, isn't it? Because of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch played. Snow. Oh yeah, we got you that. You can too. make a a reference like "I'm fire." Exactly, something. it'll be great. I don't know. Did you see the um in Infinity War? Someone posted a tweet saying something like they had a missed opportunity to have uh someone say no shit Sherlock in front of both Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch because they both played Sherlock and Benedict Cumberbatch like responded to the tweet saying there's a reason they didn't have that it's because it's awful <laughs> something like that I was like oh man I was sucked to have gotten that from Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> <laughs> oh. so anyway been funny though part of what makes him the most compelling antagonist in MCU history in my opinion. He doesn't just give T'Challa a conflict to overcome, he also makes him question everything about his family, his position, and his country. That makes- um... Well, it makes his dad look like an idiot. That's, yeah, that's... I, I wouldn't- I don't think I could go that far. I, I'd be like, what? Why couldn't he just cite something that would make a bit more sense there? Because like, he makes him question himself about everything. He's like, well, not really. He just highlights the fact that his dad did a thing for some reason, and we never really find out why. And then, Wait, afterwards, afterwards, T'Challa does change his Oh, he policies. does. He, he wants to do the whole policy thing, but I'm not sure if... What would you say is the reason that he did that? Because I would cite the girlfriend before Killmonger. I mean, I think... I think... I, I definitely think that uh, at least the film wants you to think that Killmonger had a hand in it. Sure. But he's like so, a monster. <laughs> he's like a horrible, horrifying monster. I, I like to think that basically T'Challa went, oh, these, these are some more right ideas. Maybe if we don't kill children, like, you know, you, you're, you're taking a bit <laughs> we're gonna far. Go, we're going to take your ideas, Killmog. We're going to cut a couple of things. Just a couple of bullet uh, points. We're just going to trim the details, really. <laughs> he's, like, he's like in a room with them. They're both wearing glasses of a clipboard. He's like, so killing children, can we knock that off the list? And he's like, no. And you're like, mm, okay. Maybe not all kids. He's like, no, all of them. You're like, oh man, <laughs> you're not being we'll reasonable. Half the kids. He's like, it's a start. It's a start. We got to have a little intervention here. Killmonger, killing kids. <laughs> he is walks probably into not the living room. <laughs> Everyone's there. Do you remember? We need, to talk, we need to talk about you killing children. Do you remember how he says <laughs> that um, you can, uh, we can save you, and then he's like, what? So I could be in a prison. I remember being like, dude, take that opportunity. You might be able to get out again. You know, like, Killmonger's like, you may as well just let me die, because I can't be asked to be your prisoner forever. And it's like, no, just just pretend like you're a form. Be like, yeah, dude, I want to help you with your new plan. Yeah, woohoo. I totally buy, though, that he would be the kind of person who's like, oh, yeah, I'm dying for my beliefs. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He would, I was just saying, really... I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just saying that's what I would have done. I'd have been like, sure, I'll go in your prison. That's fine. 
could have escaped I only, her in the I alien. I regret that there are children left unkilled. And like, <laughs> and like a week later, uh, you get visited by T'Challa. He's like, hey, man. You're like, hey, man. I was thinking killing kids is just the wrongest <laughs> thing to do. That is so bad. No one should ever do that, you know? He's like, mm-hmm. You're like, so can I get out right now? <laughs> like, like it's, that's all that you had a problem with before, right? Makes him not just a fun Marvel villain, but a fantastic, complex character in general. I applaud your cleverness, Mrs. Richards. But even when a panther cannot hear his victim... What the fuck? <laughs> what? Okay, I guess that's I, fine. Okay. Uh, I do not like this animation look. It, it is... Now, I can see a lot hey, of people taking the title of this video <laughs> as an attack on Loki, who many consider to be the best MC. I'd go with Thanos at this point. I'd go with Thanos, yeah. I, I'm with Thanos. Thanos what, what about is the two? With his own internal logic. In fairness, was this video made before or after Infinity Good War? Good question. Why Black Panther captain? Let's see if... Oh. Because I'll give him leeway if that's the case. Captain Midnight. I would still think it's arguable that I, I would I would understand if someone said that he preferred Loki to Thanos. I mean, I wouldn't agree, but I'd be like. Oh yeah. Right. Well, see, my problem with I don't really have a problem with Loki. I just don't find him as interesting. I really like. I feel like it's Tom Hiddleston rather than Loki, to be honest. I just enjoy him. While with Thanos, there's a lot for my brain to chew on with Thanos. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> um, yeah. February twenty eighth. So yeah. when did Infinity War come out? That was in May, right? Or April? War release. Oh yeah, so this is two months before, so that's fair. Okay, so we'll, we'll give him credit for, uh, leeway for that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can see... Yeah, who, who have you even got to cite for good villains in the MCU outside of... Uh, oh, Vulture? Vulture's Octopus. probably... Do Dr. Octopus? <laughs> Oh well, no MCU man. Well, he's not an MCU. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was just uh, be, stretching. It uh, would be Loki, Vulture. Uh, if we ignore Thanos, I'm not even sure who else is left at that point. Hmm. Certainly not any of the Iron Man villains. They were all terrible. Uh, Captain. Oh, where's Zemo? I like Zemo a lot. Then you got yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. no one left. <sighs> Oh, Ego, some people are referencing from Guardians 2. He's, he's, he's alright, yeah, I like yeah. Ego. I, I'd say I don't really like him as much as a villain, but yeah, I don't mind him as a character, I guess. It's complicated. Red Skull, no, he's too... Red Skull was lame. Boring. He's too evil! Yeah, a little bit too mustache twirly for me. Hail <laughs> <laughs> Hydra. Um, Hulk's dad from Ang Lee Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was Chris Christopherson, right? Oh no, Nick Nolte, I believe it was one of those two. Can't remember who, but I think it was Nick Nolte in 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 the Ang Lee Hulk. Um, Fisk from the Daredevil show. I mean, that's I don't know if we Winter count Soldier. I, mean, I, 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 I liked really... Winter Soldier. I just didn't think he was overly. I, yeah. he's, he's just like a sentinel. Well, that I don't really think he's much of a villain. He's more of a victim, to be with. honest. Yeah, he's sort of a the he's villain a tool more than anything, really, for the villains. I really like him as a character. I I don't think he. I wouldn't count him as a villain, though. I'm sorry, I can't consider Ultron. I thought that Ultron was kind of poop. He's too. I love, and that's the thing. I love James Spader's voice, and I like the ideas involved with Ultron. But man, was he goofy! And it he just, was I, oddly goofy for what was supposed to be like. I wish he was more mechanically precise. You know, yeah, really played the. 
AI yeah angle a bit more. He makes some like, almost jokes. like um like a Borg or something, you know. Yeah, for a character that wanted to literally destroy the planet, every time he came up on screen, I was like, this does not strike me as the kind of character that would destroy a planet. He's, he's like a jokey kind of dude. I don't know, it just didn't work for me. I remember thinking from the trailer that he was going to be extremely creepy, like very definitive in every action he takes and, uh, you know, single-minded in a goal, but also has information. Like, I love the idea that he was um, the anti-Iron Man. He was, like, just as intelligent, but um, had a different solution to the world's problems. You know, like, Iron Man's like, we need to uh, wrap a suit of armor around the world. And he's like, well, if we just kill all of the people that are a, are a threat to everybody. Or some kind of twisted logic like that, you know. I also like the idea, because someone, uh, there was a video that brought it up. It was like, uh, it would have been cool to have twisted Ultron's goals to have um, been in favor of defending the Earth against Thanos. Like, that was his ultimate plan, because he knew Thanos was coming or something like that. And that he was like, we're gonna get rid of all the humans and re redo them all with bots instead, because they'll be much better as a defense against Thanos. And you just be like, they could have had a few drops of uh, clues in Ultron, but the problem is, I don't think they had any idea what Age, uh, Infinity War was gonna be when they were writing Age of Ultron. So they plan a little bit ahead, but not completely. But overall, yeah, Loki's cool. I like Loki. <laughs> don't mean it to be. Tom Hiddleston is great as Loki, and I'd probably rank him as one of the best characters in the entire MCU. But for me at least, Loki works best when he's not the villainous lead, but a supporting character. He was my favorite part of the Dark World, and one of my favorite parts of Ragnarok for a reason. That's the type probably of Probably the only I, good part of the he, Dark World. I yeah. really like the Dark World. Wait, what? I just thought it was oh. I just I just thought oh. it was kind of fun to watch people fighting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Rags. It's just it's considered one of the worst, if not the worst. Um, I don't actually have a lot of arguments for it because I can never remember what happens in that film. It's like yeah, I just like the I just like people fighting. It's I just remember Ether, really. I remember elves. watching it in theaters and uh, just like half the theater burst out laughing when like the fucking stupid elves fly in in their spaceship <laughs> and then um. God, what's his name? Idris Elba like runs across the bridge in the goofiest way ever to stab the ship and climb on it. Mm -hmm. It was it didn't was you, hilarious. Didn't you hate um, the whole like the 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 references to uh, Norse mythology as well? I remember us talking about that before. Oh God, yeah. It it kind of spit and well, all the Thor movies kind of spit in the face of the actual Norse mythology. How are you but it kind of got ridiculous in that movie. Not to make a tangent, we'll do this as quickly as we can, but how are you finding that aspect of God of War 4? Um, well, yeah. the, the same thing with... <laughs> well, the thing is, is that uh, at least from like the first three God of War games, like they kind of spit in the face of Greek mythology in a lot of places, too. Oh, God, yeah. It's a complete but, mess. They're just like, this stuff happens here and here. We'll take yeah, random things. It, it, it does the same thing with God of War 4. But I can ignore it because, I mean, if we're talking about a Greek god in a Norse world, which would not ever work. So, I can kind of be like, okay, I'll just, I'll just play with it. Uh, people, so was saying, uh, Rags calls himself a movie reviewer, which I don't. While <laughs> Wait, liking, what? <laughs> while, while liking Thor because he likes people fight. Yeah, I like the. I didn't say it was good. I just said I liked it because I I like the it's effects. Okay, it's okay, chat. Put put your guns down. All <laughs> <laughs> Rags like, said that he thought it was fun. I just I thought it was a fun movie to watch because like elves fighting Greek people or Thor people, Norse uh, people. 
I remember seeing Dark World and Iron Man 3 somewhat like together-ish or at least within a certain amount of time and I remember thinking like yeah I'm pretty much dubbed with the MCU that was like my low point and uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember someone said I'm sorry someone said Rags is not a movie reviewer he's a handler get it right yeah that's right <laughs> oh wait is yeah that I don't really Genesis yeah. oh yeah fuck I completely forgot about you see that, that- like that's the thing with uh, like me and movies. I am much more predisposed to like movies than not like them. Yeah, but like, it doesn't, I, it doesn't like, stop you from take... talking about the mechanics in them. Yeah, like that's why I, when I watched um, Thor: The Dark World, I was like, "Oh, stuff's always happening. I'm stuff like things are constantly going on. Uh, like the effects and some of the weapons were really cool. Like the like the black hole grenades, I thought were really neat. You know, it's stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, there's stuff happening. Things." That's just why I liked it. I, I mean, if anything, how how many movies has Rag said that he likes that me and Maul are both hated? <laughs> I know Annihilation is one of them. Quiet yeah. Place. You liked a Quiet Place, didn't you? Or yeah, I, I liked movie? it. Yeah, by the way, yeah. we're on we're on the minority on that one. I think most people like uh, Annihilation. As far as most I know, people are wrong. We'll, we'll see how chat reacts to it now. Um, what's what's your take on the Dark World, Jay? I cannot remember it. At all, I fell asleep on that one problem. too. It's it's ju- it's definitely the most forgettable MCU film. I think I don't think anyone is going to disagree with that, really. Well, The Incredible Hulk, I literally oh, cannot oh. remember it like, at all. <laughs> I remember Hulk punching things a couple times, and that was about it. Uh, the guy from Pulp Fiction's in it as well. He's like the main bad guy, sort of. He's Abomination, <laughs> oh, I believe. The guy from Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, there's a lot of guys from Pulp Fiction. Uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth is the one I was looking for. Oh okay. Um, See, I think I think you could you could be watching Thor: The Dark World, and you could be halfway through it and realize that you have no idea what's happened up until that point, and that's that's not because you've not been paying attention. That's just because of how the film feels. Yeah, to give like a a really good sort of perspective on what sucks about Thor Dark World, I'd have to watch it again, and you'd have to talk to me like five seconds after, because you get a day, I would have forgotten it. Like, I just... That's how, that's that's the problem for it, but, um... Sure, I would happily agree that Loki is probably the best part of it. Like, uh, yeah. Loki's... As opposed to the other good parts of it. I still... Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like Loki in Avengers. He was the villain in Avengers. Like, because this I guy mean, said he's uh, better as a supporting character, which is he? Isn't he always a supporting character outside of? Oh wait, he was the he was the villain in Thor one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was one of like three villains in Thor one. Oh yeah, because you had the frost giant people and the giant machine that fired lasers, right? He was sort of the. <laughs> but wasn't there like evil humans too? Someone in like, chat said I like the Last Jedi, and don't You're cross wrong. lines. All right, you can go. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, jokes are. How we we all like you. some jokes. We all enjoy a little humor, right? But don't take shit too far. <laughs> that joke is too far. Someone will take that, that seriously far, but... and think I actually liked The Last Jedi. I'll punch you. <laughs> oh, he face. applied it to you. <laughs> I found out where you leave. I found <laughs> Someone you. said Rags likes The Last Jedi. I will hyperdrive my Mazda into your house. Have don't you, you seen, have, like, have you seen our podcast before? Now? We rarely. I don't think we've had a podcast where Star Wars I wasn't mentioned. I, I think they're joking. Good, good, good. Um, but yeah, uh, I've liked Loki in pretty much all the films, but I can't even remember him in Thor One. To be perfectly honest, I liked him as the bad guy in Avengers. I will. I'm putting that out there. I I thought he was great. I, I I enjoyed it. It's probably why he had the slot for like number one villain until. Thanos knocked it off, I suppose. I can't think of it if I prefer any other ones, but whatever. We shall let this man continue. He excels at. 
In Avengers, he represents a pretty cut and dry challenge for the heroes. They need to band together as a team or see the entire planet taken over by him and his alien overlords. It provided a great skeleton for Joss Whedon to write entertaining team scenes around, but that's about it. Loki's lust for power just- Oh, I'm so glad uh, that Captain America doesn't have that stupid fucking mask anymore. Yeah, it looks like they've opted for not only taking masks away, but making it so that everyone's masks are nano-suited on now, isn't it? So- yeah, it's all the but I would say that thing is, yeah, yeah, but, but the best parts of the like the Avengers movies are like how all the characters interact and talk and all. I that. don't just I'm an I'm a bit of an Avengers one nerd because I, I like Joss Whedon a lot, which is fucking controversial to say these days. Uh, there's a scene where there's several scenes where Thor is trying to reach Loki and he almost does. He says that like um, you've gone too far. This has to stop. And then Loki says it's too late. And then he says, no, it's not, we can do it together, and then Loki decides to stab him anyway. Like, the, that, that's a thing that happens. It's, you know, it's not, he's not just a one-dimensional, like, evil man. And, you know, he deliberately lets himself get caught, he fucks with the, um, the characters quite a bit. Like, I, I, f I feel like he's selling him a bit short in Avengers 1, that's all. It's, uh, yeah, it's my opinion. And then, in, and remember, he was in Infinity War, too. He, he was, for a little bit isn't explored with that much depth within the film itself. This isn't the case with Killmonger. The conflict he presents to the rest of the cast goes far beyond he wants power and is willing to kill to take it. It does makes it? them- What? No, it doesn't. Um, um, does it do that? That's his whole well, thing. I, I mean, I, I guess it does in the sense that he's like, I want power, but I also want to kill all the children. <laughs> That's how he's layered. I just want to, I just want to play that so I suppose it could be him saying he wants power for other people instead of just himself. Yeah, but he wants to be the overlord. You know, like yeah. it, it would be like me being like, yeah, I want Rags and Wolf to have level 5 strength as long as I have level 6 strength. Like, hmm. Fair enough. He wants to rule right, you know? It, I, um, again, this would go over so much more smoothly if they hadn't had the stupid line where he said he was going to kill ch children. Children? Children. Just that, that one aspect's a bit awkward, but... ...the cast goes far beyond he wants power and is willing to kill to take it. It makes them confront the sins of the past and question their own priorities. The sins well, of the it's past. Not... Well, those sins can't apply to T'Challa because it wasn't applied... He wasn't born yet. He didn't even know about it, and the sin doesn't even make sense. A lot of... <laughs> or if he was born, he wasn't, you know, around to see it happen. He probably, yeah, he probably was born, he was just back home or whatever. Um, but like, this this is very hard for me to swallow considering how the, the choice for them to leave him behind just didn't make sense. That's, that's where I'm stuck still. And it's, this, that's the, I think that's the issue, is that they could have written it so it made sense. They had opportunities to do so. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's not like they went with their, I mean, it's not like they went with their first draft. Who would do that? Um, nobody yeah. would ever do that. Uh. <laughs> because let's be clear here what t'chaka t'challa's father did to eric was pretty deeply messed up yeah but why it's did he do it <laughs> yeah gosh e e even if there was a reason for it well shit let's just kill children well i mean he's t'chaka did suggest that <laughs> he's, he's but the the no t'chaka suggests let us kill the children's father and then leave them homeless that was the other thing that I didn't really pick up on until the rewatch with Wolf. Um, when he kills the dad, it seemed unnecessary. He like 
stops the gun and then he just fucking kills him, you know? He's like, boom, and then, you it's know, like, fuck it, you're dead. <laughs> it's like, it's oh. like, oh man, I, I gotta go all the way now. <laughs> I've stopped the gun, may as well kill him. It's like, wait, what? I have the claws, Not I gotta Not only did he kill a child's father, he turned a blind eye to that kid's suffering for decades. He turned a blind eye to that kid's suffering for decades. Why, though? Just anyone? And even if- I mean, I don't even know if that's a fair take. The kid's suffering. It's like, you could argue he turned a blind eye to the world's suffering, couldn't you? Isn't that more in line with the film's logic? So the rest logic? of Africa's suffering. To the, the rest world's. of Wakanda outside of the dome. Yeah, they don't count. They don't count. As the leader of the most technologically advanced As nation in the world, and someone we know has spies everywhere, it doesn't seem like he ever once checked in on Eric. If he had, he would have seen an incredibly angry and broken person who was Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. We're still stuck at the beginning, though. ...turning into a killing machine. He could have done something about that. Instead, <laughs> either out of anger or simple shame, he looked the other- what do, you, what do you mean, though? Out of anger or shame? Anger for what and shame for what? These things aren't covered. Why are you hiding your weapon behind your shield? He's using it to help prop it up as a shield. God, Rice, do you know nothing- into here Do you know nothing about trial by combat? Like, I, I know that you don't hide your weapon behind your shield. Wouldn't that be funny if he, like, kicked his shield hard enough that his spear, like, sliced his neck? Did- actually, I just read something in the chat. Did- uh, did T'Challa- T'Chaka- how would he have known about the kid anyway? Or I guess he would have known through the spy? Question mark? Because the- the- the guy was spying on him? Through young Forrest Whitaker? I mean, I, they already accepted it anyway, right? Because T'Chaka's like, we had to do it to keep the secret. And you're like, you're wrong! And it's like, God damn it! talk to him about why he kept the secret. Also, look at that guy's uh, outfit there. He's got like <laughs> overalls <laughs> for the. He's doing a power on all, all of it and allowed a monster to be created in the process. And that makes sense because turning a blind eye to suffering seemed to be what he did with most things happening outside of Wakanda. All don't all hasn't that what? been like the Wakanda national anthem for how many yeah, thousands of years? That's the thing, and it's like I agree with that part. But they never fucking have any kind of anything for, for why they left, uh... Eric. That's his name, isn't it? There's like a scene missing, or dialogue missing, and he's just sort of... just been. He hasn't even provided a reason yet. I'm waiting for him to, like, maybe invent one, because obviously... We kind of need one, but he, sort of, he just said it was out of shame and anger. Or, he was said he was possibly out of shame and anger. Which, again, is just like, what do you mean? What are you referring to? This is relevant. Editing! What the fuck? But let me back what up. What even was that? That's Black Panther playing with yarn because that's what black people- that's what cats do. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that like a mobile game? <laughs> Something. It had like a buy gold button, so I assume it's a shitty mobile game. Hmm. I love how you had to catch yourself and... <laughs> Rags is like, you're racist. Black we have to, we have to whip him black into shape. Does. That's what Black Panther does. He plays with yarn because he's a cat. Panthers uh, left all of this is interesting, sure, but it would be nothing without a great actor to bring it to the screen. Thankfully, Ryan Coogler knew just the guy from his previous role in Coogler's, Coogler's Fruitvale Station. Fruit Station and <laughs> a band name. I mean, Introducing Coogler. I, I don't really have any criticisms it for his acting. It should be a food stand. I actually really like Creed, by the way. Have you guys seen that? 
Uh, no, I've heard it was really no. good though. I'm not into those kinds of movies, but I heard uh, heard it was really good. Yeah, I'm not super into boxing movies and but you know yeah, or neat. fighting movies in general. But you know, I heard good things about any, it. So. Any comment on uh, his acting for Killmonger? Oh, I I think he's a good actor. I mean, I've seen him. I mean, the movie's horrendous, but Fahrenheit 451, despite that movie just being a slap in the face to the book, he did pretty well in there. So I don't think he's a bad actor. I just think he takes bad roles at times. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, I, I don't really have a problem with uh He's the Nicolas Cage. No, he's he's the... more like um what's his name? He was in Alien Covenant, um Michael Fassbender. He's yeah. like he's a really good actor that he takes was in so many bad Creed. movies. Oh yeah, he was in Assassin's oh, God, Creed. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, X- Remember X-Men that Annihilation, was a thing? <laughs> Snowman. Um, oh fuck yeah, he was in that too. Jesus, <laughs> he's a, he's in. I know Michael Fassbender is a great actor who has like the worst agent ever. He's been in like two good movies. Well, let's teen role as Wallace like, on The Wire as a teenager. Ones. Michael B. Jordan has always been great at roles where there's a lot going on just under the surface. With Wallace, it was his what? childish innocence. He's good at playing roles that have stuff going on under the surface, even though I would argue that Killmonger is extremely blatant about his motivations. Hmm. I'm pretty sure he describes them throughout the film, but hey, not knocking this guy. I would have wanted I would want some clarification on what he means by there's a lot going on under the surface. Uh, like with the character or with the scene or with probably the no. character in terms of his Secretly, motivation. He's secretly white under all that black skin. Well, if that is uh, all, that is a rude, what you fair. just said, how dare you? To be fair, oh, it's a rude. Okay, it's a rude. we all are black on the inside. Technically, it's dark. we all. Uh, yeah, isn't that how that would have? We all we all would have had black ancestors on Pangaea, right? Oh wait, was that before humans? Well, that was that was a that was a good was way few million years. That was sorry. That is, but that is. Uh, we all came from one continent. It was my point. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were all brown at one point, and to brown we shall return. I mean, I guess if you want to get super specific with it, we kind of are all the same, like, slithering insect oh, right, yeah. parasite thing. We go all the way back. Yeah. We're all stardust. We're all amoeba. No, we're all descendants of Adam and Eve because 6,000 years ago, <laughs> God <laughs> made people in the Garden of Eden. Greg, shut up. <laughs> the truth will set you free. Viewers knew no matter how tough he tried to act, this was a fundamentally decent little kid playing at being a drug dealer. With Creed, it was insecure. Oh, <laughs> okay, this is, this is weird. He's try- so, um, obviously, the intention here is to run a thread through all of, well, through the character on The Wire, Creed, and Killmonger. I'm more interested in how he's going to try and assess that Killmonger has stuff going on under the surface as opposed to being... Like I'm not crazy here, right? Like Killmonger was very overt. Yeah, I reckon yeah, he's he never leave that hanging. He never or, really gave the idea of internal conflict or anything like that. Wolf, <laughs> you'll take on this. Uh, I, I'm just trying to get over the fact that he was like, "This kid played a great drug dealer." <laughs> No, that's that's straw man. He said he played a great kid thinking he was a drug dealer. You're the worst. He played a lot of the nervousness and anxiety of being in his legendary father's shadow. In Fantastic Four, he... Oh, God. Oh, no, you don't know what... Oh, yeah. 
Oh, he was it. in that movie. <laughs> he was. I, for, I forgot that movie was a thing. It's usually like someone has to bring it up for me to even remember it. This looks like the cover of a Spy Kids movie. <laughs> Fanforstic, I believe, is what everyone calls why, this. Why, why is he referencing Fantastic Four? Because this is not the kind of movie you want to reference in a, well, in a good light. He, dude, he's got very few films to choose from, I imagine. He wants... Like, am I crazy? I'm not even trying to be like conspiracy theory here. He wants to just prove that he plays complex characters, so he's just applying it to any film he could find that he's in. Let me see what. Oh God, he was in that horrible Red Tails movie too. Man, he's in a lot of bad. You movies. didn't like that movie because you're racist. Exactly. <sighs> no, that's it's... why you didn't like Black Panther two. And forced. All right. How come every mm -hmm. movie where Michael B. Jordan plays a black character you don't like? <laughs> he plays a black character. <laughs> Look, I, it's nothing against that. It's just, you know, I think he's a better Asian character, personally. Anyway. You know, let's just not talk about Fantastic Oh, okay. Four. Oh, there you go. Oh, you, okay. High oh, five. You it up. High five, dude. Okay, yeah. Anyway, in Black Panther, what he's playing boiling just under the surface in almost every scene is rage, and a lot of it. One thing that really so comes subtle. Uh, you know when he strangles the old lady? <laughs> It doesn't seem like he's containing that rage very well. The subtlety of the rage beneath the surface as he strangles people. Rage <laughs> beneath. Rage. He, he does what a lot of shouting. He makes a lot of statements about how evil the people he's trying to take down are. I don't. Yeah, but under the surface, under the surface, there's even more rage. <laughs> it's even. He gets even worse. He's even. Cipher rage. That is After Earth. I'm sad that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, know it because it's just the stupidest fucking Cypher name ever. Rage. <laughs> Tonight, sit down. Tonight. Tonight. Mind is when he gets buried in the sand and takes a trip to the spirit realm. For T'Challa. <laughs> you just have to say that as if it just makes sense. In the spirit realm. He's no, buried in sand, right. visits the spirit realm, be like, yep. Yeah, One yeah, scene that like, really comes to mind is when he gets buried in the sand and takes a trip to the spirit realm. For T'Challa, this was a very sacred, very peaceful process, where he gained encouragement from- He had a whole fucking shout-out with his dad in the peaceful realm, if you remember. He's like, you were wrong, you bastard, you piece of shit. <laughs> Why the fuck did you do what you did? His dad was like, oh shit, you're embarrassing me in front of the other panthers, dude. Pull your shirt up! <laughs> The panthers in the trees are like, Do, should we go? <laughs> this is really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oh, that's what that's one thing I do want to bring up um to is it Jay, right? Yep. Hi. Did did you notice that there's only like six kings? <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, just maybe no, the there's trees in the background, there's one over there. There's a whole bunch of panthers on that one. Why yeah, was why in the what's the significance realm, of the these floor specific six? Dude, the the camera pads right, and there's just this there's hundreds of panthers all lying there. It's like, <laughs> like a bush. <laughs> in the spirit realm, the floor is lava. From <laughs> <laughs> past kings, for Eric, not so much. His vision takes him to his childhood apartment, the spirit of his father still lingering there. He reverts to a scared and angry little kid, and you really start to feel for him. I, 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 honestly, one of the better scenes. I actually found that one decent enough that he has that conflict with his dad. He even explains how he knows all about Wakanda through like a little book that he found that was a secret. But on our second watch, I did say that um, how in the world wouldn't Forrest Whitaker have known about that book, and how blatantly bad it is to leave something like that you know, in 
in the human part, well, in the non-Wakanda place, but either way, it's, it's fine. It was nice to get that little bit out of, out of Killmonger, despite how much nothing makes sense about him to me. But when he rises from that sand, it isn't in sadness or maybe even a sense of closure that he got to speak to his dad one last time. Not at all. He comes out with pure, unadulterated anger and hate. But unlike yeah, many like, villains, it's not a like every other scene he's in. Of, yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, what a difference it made. Yeah, I mean, well, the idea is that he was doing it for that very reason, then he sees the reason again, and he's like, yep, still doing it for this reason. Rage, but something very understandable and grounded. In this way, he actually reminds me of one of my favorite non-MCU bad guys, Magneto. Now that I think about it, Killmonger and Magneto have a lot in common. Um, oof, oof, no. No. Nazi! <laughs> I, can, I already know how he's going to connect them, but it's just like, yeah, but... And I'm not even one to defend the X-Men films. I like them a lot. There's a couple problems, but like... Magneto versus Xavier is supposed to be the kind of, like... Uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., right? That's the, like, the idea. And that mutants are... Uh, Magneto fights for mutant rights with violence while Xavier's trying to incorporate and, and, and work with and stuff. But... They whitewashed history. To, to compare Magneto to Killmonger, that feels weird to me, but sure, I'll give him a shot. Both are trying to take down society. What? <laughs> yes, can we throw Hitler in there, please? Like, just, <laughs> a a brutal of... childhood. Take well, down society. How many villains does that apply to? That's the guy from Thor 2. Uh, technically Loki, because Loki's trying to destroy in Thor 1. And in Avengers. Um, I guess what Zemo if Thanos in... nuking half the galaxy pretty much destroy every single society ever? But, but, Someone I... in chat said that Doom Guy has more personality than Killmonger. Makes more sense than Killmonger. I would go that I was thinking, That actually does make sense because Doom Guy's like pure rage, but it's presented in this almost like this characterized way. Also, I'm confused. Take down society. Wouldn't it be they want to change society? Rather well, than... I guess you have to take it down in order to change it, I guess. One wants <laughs> like, to uh, if you're violent make about it, it just yeah. completely mutants, and the other just wants to make it completely adults. Adults. All <laughs> well, oh, right. Uh, <laughs> it took me way too long to catch. <laughs> Magneto's like, we're not so different. <laughs> you and I. It is. We know it. Both had very brutal childhood. <laughs> well, one was in the literal Holocaust. Oh my God! So... Named Eric. Really? That's true. They are both named Eric. I know. No, but... <laughs> okay. Look, one was in the Holocaust. The other's dad died. I think one has a little bit more to go Not on. to mention, let me do this with two other characters. Uh, we'll take Spider-Man and Star-Lord. They both want to help people. They both had a, a childhood in which their loved ones died. They're both named Peter. It's like, yeah, so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much more to let's these characters. Take, um, let's take uh, Tony Stark and Tony Montana. <laughs> you know, they if you... They both, they, both have, they both have money. Named Tony. If you just replace the they both have access to high-powered weaponry. <laughs> um, if you just replace the, the second rules and to get what they letter, want, it's evil. <laughs> All right, let's see what else he's got. Both are even named Eric with a K, except oh. not really. Most importantly, though, both have goals that are, in many ways, very sympathetic, and they make some very. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, go that far. Okay, Ma- Magneto's like mutant supremacy. This is a good thing. I, I don't know what his valid point is exactly. Oh, Jared's in chat. If you want to say hi. Jared. Hi, Jared. We're talking about Killmonger. Legit, Hope you guys are doing awesome. Happy. Stay rad, everyone. Do you want to, Jared? You stay alpha. Do you want to try see, see what his reaction is to throwing an invite for the next Dishonor Wolf podcast? Or, well, I don't know when the next Dishonor Wolf podcast is going to be, but I will keep him in my thoughts in my heart, just like I always do. Because there's no way you can contact him on Twitter anymore. <laughs> no. Wait. Oh wait, well, I can always comment on his videos, and even if he deletes his channel, he's going to make a new one about 12 minutes later, so I'll be able to Very always well, contact true. him. But yeah, uh, there's, there's an ongoing argument about the differences between sympathetic and empathetic, and I believe it's the difference between understanding why they do what they do versus uh, relating to what they do, like being like, yeah, I could definitely see myself doing that. And so if if we're going for the whole, like, you can understand Killmonger and Magneto's uh, goals. I'd be like, I can understand Magneto's. His history is being a part of the Holocaust and deciding, fuck it, I'm gonna fight back with violence because that's how they're treating mutants. It's like, okay, cool. And then you got Killmonger who's like, they killed my dad and they didn't help everyone around the world. They just stuck to themselves. In response, I'm going to get rid of every world leader and kill everyone involved who defies me, including children, until I can rule the world the correct way. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm, I think his motivations are sympathetic, just not what he decides to do because of didn't, his didn't motivations. He goals? Like, yeah, I, actually, maybe. Because, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but Magneto's goal is actually the same as Xavier's, it's just their methods are different. He's like, he wants world peace, and he randomly is like, you know what? I agree with you, Xavier. I'll be a good guy, but then he's not. It's like that happens several yeah, times. He, changes, he goes from a uh, bad guy to good guy to bad guy in every single do, movie. Do you remember how in Days of Future Past they bring him in to be helping, and that he ends up being the film's villain? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, they were like, "Let's break you out of jail," and he's like, "Thanks. I'm gonna be the bad guy now." <laughs> oh fuck, that was a mistake. <laughs> that it's was almost a bad like he idea. goes with whatever the most what he feels is the most realistic ends to what his goal will be. Sure, um, but like Killmonger's so goal is to take over the world, which is not gonna. That's retarded. Like you're just a guy with a K, except not really. Most importantly, though, both have goals that are, in many ways, very sympathetic, and they make some very valid points. But in their methods ways. to get to those goals are far too brutal and murderous for our protagonists to get on board. Well, for the audience to get on board. I mean, we can assume he's saying that too, I suppose. That would have been better to phrase it that way, though. <laughs> as if, as if yeah, the child is the only person that has a problem with this. Bill, I don't know, because right after he is sympathetic in many ways, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. These cutaways are very strange. I'm not sure how I don't I understand about this. what they're for. And like he wants to go for a different format every time, right? Because it was like an old cartoon, this one looks like a newer cartoon, and the other one was like a game. Very strange. I, I don't really understand why they're here. And also, because he's only got nine minutes, like he's obviously, this is a very quick video, so throwing these in... I mean, this... I'm not, I'm not saying this is why they're here, but it certainly helps to pad it a little bit. Well, you know he's gonna throw in that betterhelp.com or... 
something <laughs> well, at the end. We'll see. I don't know. I don't think I can't remember if he has sponsors or not because I, I remember I've you seen two videos of his before. Be lonely at farmersonly.com. <laughs> 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 According okay. to Black Panther co-writer Joe Robert Cole, in a lot of ways, what T'Challa and Eric want are the same things. But Eric is coming at it from. Uh, do we, well, how do you? How would you sum up what they both want as the same thing? Really, what Hitler wanted wasn't that different from what everyone else wanted. There were just less Jews involved. Could you? I was going to say you could summarize it as being like. You know, nobody's any different because everyone wants something. But I'm curious because aren't these two like antithetical to each other in the film? Isn't that kind of the point? Because T'Challa only wants to sort of expand Wakanda after to, uh, Eric is dead. So like to say that they sort of want the same thing, it's like not really. Eric is coming from a place of pain, and T'Challa ultimately finds a place of empathy? And, and T'Challa ultimately finds a place of empathy? That's a strange comparison. Uh, I'm not sure about this. ...from a place of pain, and T'Challa ultimately finds a place of empathy. This is what puts Killmonger a notch or two ahead of the rest of the MCU villains. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Not only is his goal emotionally grounded in a way that, say, Malekith's plan- <laughs> Sorry. Those fucking stupid looking elves. Civil War was out at this point. How is- how is Zemo's plan not emotionally motivated? What about Vulture? I'm pretty sure Spider-Man Homecoming was out at this point, too. Uh, why would you- like, what's the point in going for the bottom of the barrel? Being like, you see, it's better than the fucking Dark Elf. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't even remember his name, so... Or what... I, c I can't tell you what his plan was. I'm pretty sure he was, like... He had some kind of... The ether was supposed to do a thing. The red stuff. I'm waiting for anybody to fill in the blanks here, because I just can't remember. I think his name was Malikath? <laughs> Dude, we're trying to figure out what his name is. <laughs> well, he just said it. He just said it here. It's Mal some... If, if your name begins with Mal... Sorry, you're, you're gonna be a bad guy. That's... Malevolence. That's an evil name. Well, yeah, it's yeah, no point in comparing it to him. If it, it, like, at, at least bring in Loki, that would have been a better shot. And to conquer the Nine Realms and Thor the Dark World just wasn't. There's a sense that if T'Chaka had just made a few different choices, Eric and T'Challa could be on the same page. <laughs> He's just summed up why I don't think it's well written. If he had just made a few different choices, it's like, yeah, I agree as family. But by the time we meet Killmonger, literally murdering people in the first scene oh. we see him in, he's just too far gone. And there's definitely- What? Is it? I just like, why does- Why does an that element of tragedy. I don't know. Too far gone as a villain yet, still sympathetic somehow. ...to that. When he's bleeding out under the Wakandan sunset, arm in arm with T'Challa but refusing to get the life-saving medical help he needs, you can't help but wonder who this guy would have been if things had played out just a little differently in his life. So even though- Yeah, I agree with that too. And again, the- Yeah, if things had been different. If- if the dad hadn't made a retarded decision. Uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. I was sad to see him go and kind of wish he could return to the MCU Loki style. He was at least given one of the best and definitely one of the most thought-provoking deaths in any Marvel. Uh, you mean like how <laughs> you mean like how he was stabbed through the heart and managed to survive for like an hour afterward?
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which completely. I got a lot of. I think so I told Rags this. I got a lot of criticism for making that comment. Uh, there was a couple of comments that were like, "No, you can totally survive." Blah, blah blah. I got a very very long email from a doctor who said he noticed a lot of people saying that you can survive a knife to the heart for extended no. periods of time. You can't. No. It is that literally will impossible. Fuck you up. That <laughs> well, the heart is very important. And it yeah, is very literally, fragile. I believe the email opened with something like, "The heart is an extremely important organ." <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, but, but did, uh, if you get stabbed in the heart, you're fucked. <laughs> what if the child puts one of his balls in it? Oh, that's you true. know that's a great he point. Have, he could have balled his heart. <laughs> but yeah, he's in the old heart ball. He said something like, he "If you, if you sever a lot of balls for that one, if you sever any of the like pipes or." tubes or whatever the fuck goes on in the heart in total, uh, you've already pretty much guaranteed yourself a heart attack like immediately is what he said um, he said you might be able to survive uh, for like a minute at most, but if you even try to move, you will definitely die and do you remember how far <laughs> they travel <laughs> it's like they have to walk all the way to the elevator then walk oh, from yes. the elevator to the edge of the and it's like, oh... His heart had vibranium in it. Well, this is the thing. Some people are like, yeah, but he had the super juice. It's like, what do you think that means? <laughs> like, that, he, that the heart healed and then also didn't? <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate you, Eric. I just want to put my balls in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's an emotional scene. Film. One of the most common criticisms of MCU villains is that their powers are a lazy mirror of the heroes. This I goes agree. all the way back to Obadiah Stane in the first Iron Man, who basically- Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like, I really liked Obadiah Stane up until he got into his suit and then it, he became a really retarded villain. It was like, what the hell is your plan? Do you remember his like, his I'm goal? I'm gonna be honest, I, I thought he said opening scene and I was like, this isn't the opening no. scene. <laughs> uh, but he, he's also right about like, mirror enemies as well. I, I agree with that, but they took the criticism to heart. Okay, and as of as of if you took all of the villains from two thousand, I want to say fifteen and onwards, the MCU is doing really well. Well, except for Killmonger, <laughs> like completely opposite to this guy in that assessment. I think basically becomes Iron Man but bigger. And when the trailer for Black Panther dropped, why wouldn't you throw more examples in there? That could have been fun. You could be like, oh, and this one is just Thor, but well, Loki's the enemy to Thor. It's not really Thor, but bigger, is it? Then you got. Captain America fights Red Skull, which isn't exactly Red's Captain America, but bigger. Uh, then you got Hulk, who fights a slightly different colored Hulk. Yeah, that's a good example of he just fights bigger Hulk. You could have done that. Um, I remember hearing those criticisms again, and it's true. In the third act, <laughs> T'Challa's fighting bigger T'Challa in this film. <laughs> this screenshot sums it up. He's fighting bumpier T'Challa. <laughs> Killmonger does get a suit almost exactly like T'Challa's, but it works better here because in this movie, that's actually kind of the point. Uh, oh, doesn't so why isn't sense. it the point in Iron Man? Do, actually, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to hear your take on this when I when I make my point, Jay. But uh, isn't the point in Iron Man that uh, he actually makes it blatant himself? He says, "Tony, in your attempt to stop the proliferation of your weapons, you've given the world its biggest one," and like. The idea that Tony's working throughout the film to stop people from using his weapons to destroy shit, and then uh, Obadiah Stane is using what is Obadiah. his newest and most powerful weapon against him. Wouldn't that be considered a part of the film? Yeah, I can. Yeah, actually, no, I do think it is sort of the 
it does make sense in Iron Man for it to be the way it is. Like, I'm not I, even a I, fan, but I think it makes sense from the film's point of view. I don't think it makes, like, a very interesting fight, but I think, narratively, it makes good sense. And, like, I don't know about how you feel on this, but the fight between the two Black Panthers in this film was, uh... My least favorite part. It's... Oof, I don't even know where to begin. Like, the CGI, man. Ooh. Ugh. PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation cuts The rhinos. Oh god, everybody hated the Rhino CGI. It's just rushed, that's all it was. And it's unfortunate, because I... You could probably guarantee that the people behind it had the talent to make something better, but they were told you have, like, one week to make Rhinos, and they were like, what? <laughs> make the Rhino now. Eyes of the Wakandan <laughs> people. In the finale, they fight in almost the exact same suit, one purple and one gold. And when they do, it's not because they want to beat <laughs> the crap out of each other. I mean, they're more black, both of them, but sure. I guess the the purple and black gold tinges. Although definitely that too. It's because they're fighting. <laughs> well, they want to do a little different... bit more than beat the crap out of each other. Bilge. That's the thing is though. Like when I was watching it, I was almost confused. I was like, how can they possibly beat each other? And then they were like, oh, by the way, the thing randomly removes their suits, and you're like, oh. And then oh, you realize good thing. That's a thing. Do you realize that if he was wearing the suit from Civil War, that probably wouldn't have been the case? I'm assuming because this stuff is like nanomites that get all over you, and so it wouldn't have. The best part is, is like his suit isn't even like uh, being affected by the train by the time he stabs him. The whole thing, you know, like it's just like, oh wow, that that little space happened to open up next to his heart, and you stabbed him at that moment too. It's like that worked out well. Man, good wait, was there a space that opened up over his heart? Because I thought their suits were like reformed by that point. I think that's what happens, isn't it? It's like the suits are all blotchy, and then he stabs him in the heart. And then it, the train's gone. It's just too late. And when they do, it's I'd not because they want. I'd say maybe I have wanna... to watch the movie again, but I really <laughs> dearly don't want to do that. And beat the crap out of each other. Although definitely that too. It's because they're fighting over two different visions of what the Black Panther and, by extension, Wakanda represents. Uh, I don't even think Killmonger gives a shit about Black Panther. He just wants the power in the suit because they're useful. Like, I don't think he gives a shit about what Black Panther represents. I don't think there's ever... Yeah, I doubt he's... He just doesn't seem like the principled type. Yeah, he, I just think he sees it as tools. He doesn't give a shit about any of that. I don't. I think he actively despises Black Panther and Wakanda for the history that they've chosen to, you know, do. Uh, think of all the children I could kill. <laughs> In the end, T'Challa comes out on top. This is a Marvel like, movie after all, so it probably doesn't come as a yeah, surprise he does have the, the hero emerges victorious. But after Eric dies, some of the points he made still live on. He may not have won, but he did manage to permanently change the way that Wakanda relates to the outside world. Yeah, but that was happening anyway. There's a scene where the T'Challa is like, we do not open our borders. And then the girl is like, we should though. And he's like, hmm. And then Killmonger stuff happens. <laughs> this is what I mean, because the girl has another talk with him later, and then she's at the end as well, I think. I can't remember, but... I will concede that Killmonger probably got T'Challa to agree to, to, to it, but I think it's more motivated by the fact that his dad did the crazy, stupid thing originally. That's what made T'Challa be like, okay, we are kind of evil. But again, it, it doesn't make sense. That's my biggest issue. Or one of them, anyway. So in the end, even though I could never consider Killmonger any sort of great hero, like he is the guy willing to kill his girlfriend at the drop of a hat. Why would you call him a hero in general, much less a great one? Well, yeah. he, he did say that he couldn't, and then he referenced the fact that he just murdered his girlfriend randomly, and I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, yeah man, this is why I could never consider him a good guy.
he's a horrible person. And you could be like, yeah, but he's horrible because of his history. I'd be like, no, just because your dad was assassinated does not mean you need to start killing children and innocent people and strangling old women. That's not how it works. Who was the old woman he strangled again? Yes, once he wakes up from... We fucking laughed at it when we rewatched oh, it. Oh, yeah, that part. I, he literally, she, I he's like, bit it all. She's like, we can't do that. And he just goes, blah, and she's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you strangling? Only, only I get the grape juice now. <laughs> It's hard to deny that he had a positive impact on T'Challa. There's enough shade that he this, had a positive impact In the on same way that Thanos had a positive impact on the universe. <laughs> he brought us to together. The elevate same way him that far Hitler above had a positive the impact on the Jews. It's all very, very He gave vague. them all a huge victim complex that's continued for almost a century. ...to kill his girlfriend at the drop of a hat. It's hard to deny that he had a positive impact on T'Challa. There's enough shades of grey to him to ele no. elevate him far above the usual comic book villain. That makes him not just my favorite character in the Black Panther, but my favorite villain in the entire MCU. But you said he's the best villain. You said why Black Panther has Marvel is- wait, what? Why Black Maybe Panther has Marvel's- oh right, I was confused by that title for a second there. But you see what he did? He's made a statement of fact in the title, and then in the video he was like, In my opinion. It's different. It is different. It's Maybe you, because you, at you the get end, the click Hester, with the title, gonna... because we assume, oh, he's going to argue, like, objectively why it's true. And then at the end he's like, by the way, this is just my opinion. And you're like, ugh. But here's how he compares to this one and this one and this one. Because as we all, all right, know, get guys. Ready for the 20 second ad. If you say, in my opinion, it means you cannot be criticized. That's how that works. Hey, I hope you liked the video. I, I will be really. back next week. <laughs> no ad, just subscribe. Well, I guess it's an ad for his channel, but that's okay, isn't it, Wolf? Yay! Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, he's not shilling better help. You know, the, <laughs> the depression scam that's... Uh, that's Shane Dawson was doing that, right? I'm pretty sure he advertised a lot of, for it. A lot of like a whole ton Wait, of YouTubers are It's doing a scam? That. Do you know that for, like, for fact? Apparently, what? it's like um, the therapist. It's like free, like temporarily, like for a very, very short amount of time, and mm. then you have to pay like ridiculous amounts of money. And then the therapist uh, sometimes will like cancel on you. It's like almost compa it's comparable to the candid situation. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, what's uh, what's everyone's takeaway from that video? Any of you can go first. To he last. was not. He was not convincing. <laughs> He didn't really make me like the movie anymore. <laughs> that's my review. Well, now that's basically just. I mean, I, I didn't didn't say anything that I thought. This is this has changed. Like this has changed my perspective. I just sort of went in thinking, yeah, Killmonger. I I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing him, and that's basically how I feel now. Uh, have we have we changed your perspective on Killmonger at all, or do you feel the same way? I feel you've pointed out stuff out to me about his plan. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sure why he did that. I still like him as a character, but uh, yeah, I, I, as uh, as plans go, not the uh, not the most sense making of plans. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm gonna try and get through these super chats now as fast as I can. Uh, Rags, have you got? <laughs> is it right to say you got 16 minutes? Uh, I've got, yeah, just about. Alright, I will try and, I mean, because we're going to start up the, the video on Predator next, so 
I don't know if you'd rather just go now or if you'd rather go when you have to go. Completely up to you. Um, I'm sorry. I was... I was in another world there for a second. What did you think? <laughs> I was saying, because we'll, we'll start up the next video soon, and obviously you're welcome to stay for as long as you can, or if you'd rather leave at a, like, if you know what I mean, like it's like a, um, a middle part, so that you've, you've completed one video and you don't have to start the first bit of another one, or you can stay for as long as you want, it's up to you. I'll stay as long as I can. Sweet. Uh, I read that one. Uh, the Spirit is the best comedy to have comic book movie trappings. I've have you guys seen the spirit? That was like um not a sequel, but a sort of the next one from Sin City of the same style, I believe, of uh like black and white with select colors highlighted. But I don't think anyone saw it. Samuel Jackson was in it. I think the only spirit movie I know of is the one with the horse. Yeah, no, I don't That's know that one. <laughs> I've seen that one. Stallion of the Himeron. Uh, I just want my super chat to show up on stream. See you, your bundles of sticks. Wow. Wow, that is offensive because uh, both Wolf and Rags like sausage. So. I do. Sausage is really good. I'm more of a bacon guy myself, though. Mm. Mm. Depends true. on how the sausage and bacon tastes. If they have to, you know, if I have to choose, I'm going with, um, going with bacon. Consistency is important. Pineapple, <laughs> pineapple on pizza, is it heresy? That is a question for Absolutely. The I like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> What a f bundle of sticks. <laughs> I no um, wonder you like the rhino milk. My, it ain't right. <laughs> it ain't fucking right. My answer is simple because it's like, well, I don't like pineapple, so it doesn't matter if it's on pizza or not, but I do consider it... It's Putting it on pizza is like, I don't know, being like, hey, you can have some it's toast. It's like an accident. You can I accidentally put my... Like, I had pineapple nearby, and I moved my hand carelessly, and I accidentally... <laughs> knocked some pineapple on this pizza it's like i accidentally but, destroyed the best food in the entire world which is objective kinda. pizza yeah. is the kinda. best food and do you know why because you can have any <laughs> topping so whatever food you like the most you could just choose that as a topping and you I mean, win. Unless it's on pineapple can you, can, you, can you think of like anyone in the world that doesn't like pizza anyone communists <laughs> <laughs> well they don't like food in general like so Job. Communists don't like I, I had a friend, they're not a friend anymore, but they used to argue that um, uh, something tasted sandwich flavor. And I was like, what the fuck is sandwich flavor? And they were like, what? there's so many different kinds of sandwiches. <laughs> well, I, I used an analogy, I was like, it's like saying something's pizza flavor. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It would depend what pizza it is. He's like, well, every pizza defense, has cheese. And I was like, in, no, it yeah, doesn't, in though. Defense, in defense of him, when, when people say pizza, it, it is almost certainly meant that they mean like dough and cheese you know and the thing is sauce. there's a lot of pizzas that aren't that though yeah like, i know but just just in the colloquial sense whenever and, you say pizza we all pretty I think much i would think give you i would give you it for pizza but what about sandwich though cheese. the only thing that's consistent about that usually is bread and bread's coming um, completely different <laughs> like <laughs> this yeah not even all bread tastes the same like you have sourdough and ciabatta and rye and white and wheat and really testing rags knowledge of breads today <laughs> um uh he, he's already named more breads than i know of <laughs> yeah i was gonna say uh white uh, bread brown bread the uh, banana bread 
Uh, you have baguettes. Well, toast isn't a type of bread. It's just what <laughs> it happens to me. Singe bread, brioche, toast um, uh, pita bread. Um, I'm ciabatta. I think you might be reading it off Google now. <laughs> no, no, because I used to work in a restaurant. Um, uh, cornbread, uh, pumpernickel, <laughs> and pumpernickel is often confused with rye. That's a made up right? word. No, uh, our croutons bread. Like the little chunks of bread. Yeah, like little ch dried chunks of bread. Um, I said pitas, but we also have tortillas. Hey, right, I just wanted to let you right? know Those there's like 2,000 people right now li listening to you list breads. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's English muffins. <laughs> Wait, does that just, count? Sure, surely they do. Because they're kind of like. I should know the answer to that. Because English muffins are, they're kind of like crumpets, aren't they? <laughs> You test. You've already breached my crumpets. My knowledge of bread is already done and dusted. Our bread, our bread sticks. Uh, it's its own type of bread, or is it just like bread in the shape of a stick? Well, because I already said crazy bread. Already said baguettes. Like, these are important questions. Yeah, crazy bread. Crazy it's bread like is normal bread. bread so. Yeah. Um. God, I really don't think I can think of any other kinds of breads. Um, <laughs> Jen is guessing that you used to work in Subway. For what you said. No, because I, I know a lot of them. Things like like pumpernickel, you could you could substitute it for rye, and most people don't know they wouldn't know the difference. Um, oh, of course, Italian I should have thought of it. I, I should have thought of it earlier. But we were talking about T'Challa, and of course, there's challa bread. That's, oh, that's someone, someone in the chat said uh, alt right YouTubers list breads as code for white supremacy. I shall, I shall continue. Claw should have been the main bad guy. He was far more interesting and better acted. How, how do you three feel about that? Oh, pretzels! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you reread the, the question? Because now I'm just thinking of Claw, bread. Uh, Claw should have been the main bad guy. He was more interesting and better acted. Bagel? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not sure about better acted. I, fucking, I just like Andy Serkis, and I thought that... Claw was interesting to me, so I was like, yeah, I'd I'm, take him as the main bad guy. I'm not sure he would have made sense story-wise as main bad I mean, it would have to be a completely a complete rewrite to make him the main bad guy. Yeah, I agree with well, that. Well, they'd have to completely rewrite a whole lot of things about Black Panther, but... Wolf, how dare you? Implying well, Rhino Milk. Fantastic. Uh, Wakanda would still lose the war because the world finally had a reason to wipe that disease-infested eyesore of a continent off the map. I don't think Jeez. that's just oh, wow. He just been Africa. Uh, Bilbo love you guys. should have been the antagonist. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Wish they didn't kill Claw and made him made him sound. Made him sound. Isn't that maybe he just wanted him to sound exactly like Smeagol? I'm not sure. There's many interpretations of that. Um, oh my God, Mola! I was just rewatching your show. Well, now it's live. Uh, death to all colonizers. Legato donut, Blue Summers a type of bread? from Trigun who wanted to kill everybody is a better villain than Killmonger. Message, wait, somebody donated and then message retracted. Interesting, I didn't even know you could do that. That's very strange. Uh, pouring myself a nice glass of rhino milk for this stream. Seriously though, good to see you here, CSS. There you go. The friendly, Cheers. Friend, friend, friendly. It's good to be here. Mm. Uh, I've been watching each of your channels for a long time and I find them to be both informal and entertaining. The vitality and passion put into each video featured is not easy to find this day and age, so keep up the good work and stay safe. Thank you very much, Illumina... Illumina... Fucking hell. Illumana, I believe? That is the name. Illuminati. 
No, no, you can't say that. And that was a hundred dollars as well. So someone get the vigilant very, Christian. Very generous. And that was a nice thing that he said about all of us. You guys should be like, oh my god, thank you. Yay! Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so sorry about those responses. <laughs> someone said so out of the loop. What the fuck is rhino milk? <laughs> so when you milk a rhino, that's the liquid that comes out. Yeah. It well, we assume. <laughs> MCU Ultron incorporates Tony's personality while originally was mapped off Hank Pym and was far more creepy, logical in his motivation. I would assume the comic version of Ultron was probably better than the film, but obviously I don't know. And yeah, I did know that he was uh, Hank Pym was involved as well, but they didn't do that with uh, the MCU. Uh, the Dark World is a plot hole in my brain. Ah, that's actually, yeah, you could actually say that for, for pretty much all of us. Hole in my brain. Uh, for Mauler, three well, friends and I went to see the new Predator movie. First words out of my mouth when I walked out was, fuck that movie, we were all pissed. Well, my video should be satisfactory then, because I hated it. <laughs> um, were you going to say something then, someone? I feel like I might have interrupted somebody. Well, I gotta, I do have to be on my way. Very so, well. I will catch you guys later on the Flim Flam. It's it's been fun, Rex. We'll see you next. What was it? Wednesday was the plan. I will see you next day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Oh, there he goes. Okay. So, um, now yeah. that faggot's gone. I know we can actually have a proper stream now. For fuck's sake, God. Uh, speaking of Norse mythology, have you guys read Rick Riordan's latest book series, Magnus Chase, that are based on no. Norse myth? I mean, I certainly haven't. Wolf might have, probably not. Um, no. Jay? Nope. Nope. I have so many books to read. Fucking nerd. People keep like telling me, have you read this book? Why don't you read this book? And I'm like, I have 200 books I have yet to read. Oh damn, we got one for Rags. It says, I was a console gamer a few years ago, now I'm a maniac who just bought an RTX 2080 Ti. Rags was right. Um, he said, love you guys too. I'm so sorry that Rags just left. He must have done that <laughs> deliberately. He must hate you. But, uh, th thank you. Thank you very much. Um, big difference between Loki and Killmonger was that Loki was adopted by his father's murderer. Yeah, that's actually a good point in terms of, uh, I think this is the thing. Loki has a lot to say about that in the, uh, in the film. Um, it reminds me of, uh, do you guys, I, I know Wolf has seen Game of Thrones. Have you seen it, Jay? I've not. Well, I've seen the first season, and then oh, I well, sort of forgot where I was in it, and I haven't picked it back up yet. Oh, actually, sorry, it's season two. Well, it's not too much of a spoiler or anything. It's Theon is uh, told to appreciate uh, what Ned Stark did for him, and he's, he's he has a line where he says something like, yeah, everyone keeps telling me how I should be so uh, thankful to my captors um, for how well they treated me, or something like that. And it's kind of similar to Loki's position in a way. I don't know the connection. Um, does looking at The Last Jedi as a troll movie help? Because if you look at it with the trash that followed, it looks like Ryan and Kennedy were trolling. I mean, there's a lot of theories about that, but I'm pretty convinced that was something they thought was great. I mean, a sh a millions of people thought it was great too, you know? A lot of very respected channels on YouTube thought it was a masterpiece, so I'm convinced that they believe they did a great piece of work, and that's... <laughs> They're not very respected anymore. Well, yes, there's been a, a resurgence of... <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> Stuff happened. Uh, it's been fun, but I have to go to work tomorrow. Good night. Good night, sir. Um, humans come from Africa. Apes come from Europe. What? Didn't everybody... Everybody was apes at one point, though, right? Or whatever. I don't know what the species well, genus our stuff common is. common ancestors. Yeah. Whatever that... 
Seeing Venom tonight, when can I expect a review? Uh, it's at the beginning of this video, but basically I'm not doing a video on it because I can't really see much of a reason to. Um, Rag's profile pic is cropped. Love that floofy sheeb tush. I thought... Oh yeah, well it would have been cropped because obviously it's just the face. Uh, Shaw from X-Men First Class is the best, most evil villain. That was Kevin Bacon, wasn't it? I can't remember Who? what his goal was. I think so. Sure, he was like... He, his power was to like... Turn explosions into energy and then like kill people with it or something. He could also make himself he, younger. I, I he could absorb oh, that kinetic guy. energy. Yeah. Uh, fun note, Stain in the comics kills himself so Tony won't claim a moral victory over him by arresting him. That could have been cool in the film. Obviously... And all I remember from First Class was when they like tried to nuke the each other and then they're like, let's nuke the beach instead. Oh yeah, the Russians and like the Americans just go, yeah, let's nuke the beach. That's a weird part of film. <laughs> and then uh, Magneto's like, no, I'm gonna nuke all of you. And then, <laughs> and then um, Xavier's like... No, don't do it. And then he gets shot in the spine, and then all the nukes fall, and then the Russians and Americans are like, "Let us be friends now." <laughs> <laughs> and then they completely forget that they try to nuke the beach, and yeah. I uh, hope you invite Weekend Warrior to EFAP with you. That is something I'm going to look into because a lot of people have been asking for Weekend Warrior. Obviously, we got to do the TRO response first, which we can't have a guest for that because it's going to take so long, even with me, Rags and Wolf. Uh, I like pineapple on pizza. From my point of view, you are the heretics. That's, you know, different... Uh, uh, read a response theory, I guess, would explain that. Well, you, you know, that is an Anakin quote, and Anakin was a bad person, so there I'm go. going to say that you're a bad person. At least he's better than the Dark Elf. That's true, and someone said Ezekiel. So, <laughs> thank you all for the donations. Uh, I will read any, any more that come through after the next video, which is going to be um, specifically chosen because, for one... I really like Predator. It's like one of my favorite films. Uh, Wolf is aware of it, and I believe Jay watched it today in prep for this. So I did. You got it nice and fresh. Uh, yeah. Jay's channel involves responding to cinema sins, and that's something we haven't covered on this podcast yet because we find like how would I explain this? Cinema sins is like a joke to us. Like, the other people, like Just Right or whoever else, uh, they really try and come across as intellectually breaking something down and offering insight, and it's like, okay, let's see how accurate they were. Just like Captain Midnight was sort of going for that. Cinema Sins... You guys, you guys go ahead, I gotta piss real quick. Okay. <laughs> we can wait for you to come back, you're alright. No, you can go ahead. Do, do it! Do it! Um... Cinema... I mean, what, what's your... Uh, did you ever like Cinema Sins, Jay? Was there ever a point where you watched them and thought this is fun? When I started, my, I've, I've always just enjoyed watching Cinema Sins just sort of as background noise. But I think as soon as I started making my series, which I did because I did, I made it because I enjoyed their content. And I wanted to sort of, well, basically I made it because I just sort of wanted to make something. And I thought this would be a fun thing to do. And then as soon as I started thinking about their videos more, I thought, yeah, when you think about them too much, it's much harder to enjoy. So mm -hmm. I like it as background noise. I don't really like it as uh, anything was, more than that. Was there a video that made you go, hang on a minute? Like, you like, this is too yeah. much. The video on The Force Awakens literally starts with, uh, you know how the uh, the opening scene of The Force Awakens is Snoke's Star Destroyer moving in front of a planet and it's silhouetted in front of the, uh, of the planet. Mm -hmm. um, the, the first scene on that is, uh, Jeremy says, it's a shadow. Um, and he, he says, he, he he describes the sun as 
I'm sorry, I have to, I have to, I have to figure out what he said because there, okay. there were lots of layers to it. Of just he, uh, he, he said it was a shadow when it was clearly a silhouette, and you could tell because the stars behind it. You know what? Well, yeah, it's like, it's it, like a moon tell. or whatever, right? Or like a, like a another yeah. planet or something. Um, and he's like, that's a shadow. And then he also says, um, when he, he mentions the sun, he says, this galaxy's sun. Like, how can you say the word? Like, that's, that's not what a galaxy is. A galaxy, if it only had one sun, that would just be, that would just be a sun. So, you know, I was thinking there are like several flaws and we're like about two seconds in the video. So that's the thing that made me go, you know, you know what? I think maybe this, this isn't, this, this isn't flawless movie criticism. What <laughs> dare, yeah. dare I ask? Did you think he was flawless at one point? Um, maybe when I was about twelve. Okay, well, because I was gonna say I remember the novelty when he first released videos. I believe Avengers is one of the first films he covered, and somebody sent the video to me with the tagline: "It's like the film is not as good as you think it is." And I remember watching it and being frustrated and being like, this is ridiculous. But then as time went on, I was like, oh, he does this to like all films. And then I started kind of enjoying it just as a sort of, uh, I don't know, someone making some, you could watch a film and then you could watch his video and be like, oh yeah, this is kind of a fun take on it, I guess. But then it got to the point where I was just like, good God, the jokes are not funny anymore. And um, I can't even tell how, tonally, I can't tell how to take his videos. Like, I'm not sure if I should be learning from this, or if I should be just pretending nothing actually comes from a place of intelligence or not. I don't even know what he was trying to get across with it. And then I watched a bunch of videos criticizing him, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. The it's only video... Is... Or, I'm sorry, you can go ahead. No, the strangest thing about it is that uh, when, whenever he's asked about what he's, uh, what he's talking, why he, why he does what he does, he'll give different responses, just sort of depending on how the question was phrased. So I've seen him say, uh, oh no, it's, it's all satire, it's all just jokes, uh, we don't intend to be taken seriously, we're not making actual film criticism, a lot of the stuff we do is wrong, and that's intentional for satire. Yeah. And then in other, in other interviews he'll say, uh, no, we think that there are serious problems with Hollywood at the moment, and we made this series to just sort of show those problems, and uh, to get across what we think the actual problems with movies are, and what needs to be fixed. So how can you go into making a series with both of those viewpoints, and not come out with like you know th those are conflicting ideas you can't put both in the same series or at least the same video yeah and a lot of people started to compare his videos to his actual takes right like he had a channel with, I, i'm pretty sure he took the channel down now where he actually like did his initial reactions to films and they were like how come your initial reactions often reflect these videos if your initial reactions are actual criticism and then these videos are just jokes like how does that make sense yeah so and yeah and so it's gotten to the point where I've, I don't intend to ever watch his videos or cover him because he's kind of a joke, but he is probably the most popular, if you could call it, film reviewer of sorts on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he has like the highest numbers. I think it. The, I think he might be. The only video or videos that I liked from him were his, was his. Uh, I think it's like a two part series on uh, completely eviscerating the fourth Transformers movie. Because oh my god, that movie was. <laughs> was that the one with Megatron could transform into cubes and blow around? Yeah. I can't even remember it. It that movie was magical and how incompetent it was. Well, it, you really felt those two and a half hours drag. Well, I have to uh, like I, I can't. You know, you could ask me the same question. I'd be like, why did you watch it? And I, I can't answer the question myself, but. 
I may as well ask you. <laughs> well, I, I watched it when it came out because it was like, oh, they're trying to actually do something different from like the first three, which are like the exact same thing, but it gets progressively worse. So I was like, well, maybe it'll be good. And it was like, no, it was so it was so much worse than the others. So much worse that Michael Bay was like, let's go back and with the fifth one and try to rekindle all the things people still hated about the first three, but hated slightly less than number four. And, it was and, like, oh, and they got a fifth one as well, right? That was the newest one that came out. Or was that yeah, six? yeah, that was what that was what he did. He everything he undid pretty much everything from the fourth one, including the Megatron turning into a cube cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to talk about that movie. Because it just makes me laugh every time I think about how retarded it was. Um, what, uh, what's if both of you have either heard of or know anything about? But what's your take on Cinema Wins? I, I really like Cinema Wins. I uh, haven't seen him. I mean, I know of him, but I I'm just not really interested. I'm just I want I want the in between. I don't I'm not a huge fan of either. Like I don't want to only have a like. I need to watch more of Cinema Wins, but I think Cinema Wins is more accurate to the film, question mark. I haven't seen enough of him to actually claim that definitively. And I do like the idea that you try and be positive about everything. It's a, it's a noble endeavor, I suppose. But I mean, it's... If you're actually, like, if you're actively ignoring sort of writing issues just to make people feel better about a film isn't that just as bad as ignoring the good things in a film to make it look bad if you know what i mean i think either way when the when the premise of the show is just to point out everything good about something people should understand that you're going to ignore the things that are good or bad respectively so Tim, uh, would you say that they're no worse than each other then in a way uh, i personally i prefer cinema ones just because generally i find it a lot easier to enjoy a film than to, than to dislike it Hmm. Um, plus, I think it's genuinely easier to. Most films will have something that you can praise about them. I mean, you know, you you can take uh, what's a what's a really just everyone agrees is a trash film like The uh, Room. <laughs> I've not I've not seen The Room, so I couldn't. Oh my uh, goodness! <laughs> I know it's you. on my uh, it's on my bucket list. You should, yeah, you should definitely check that one out. You'll you'll have some fun with it, but um. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. There are, there are always ways to just argue that something's good. If it has a human in it, you could be like, I relate to this human because they do X, Y, Z, and it's neat because they make choices, blah, blah, blah. But you'll often have to, like the guy was doing with Killmonger, it's like you have to just sort of skirt around certain <coughs> things. Yeah, as much as what you, you can, you don't, you, when something is a, a problem, it has to actually be a problem. Um, but uh, as in with CinemaSins format, uh, with the CinemaSins format, something has to be like, actually an issue before they can really talk about it but for something to just be a win uh it seems more like it can you can you can praise something for not being shit like you can be you can say this could be worse and that's <laughs> technically praise could you not do so, the reverse of that this could have been better i mean you could but in my experience they don't do that yeah sure um but yeah let's Let's give this a shot. This is actually relatively new as well, that's why I was interested, because I didn't realize he hadn't covered this yet, so I can see how Cinema Sins is doing these days. What's supposed to be the, uh, in 13 minutes or less thing? Oh, it's for clickbait, I reckon. How I mean, that it's, even... uh, it's a big, like, clickbait trope to have, uh, a number in the title of whatever it is you're- But why? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but- 
I mean, apparently it works. It gets more people to click what you do if there's a number in the... That's crazy, because this is the thing. I'd read the title and I'd be like, what does he mean in 13 minutes or less? Does he not know how long his video is? You <laughs> right, know, the video is, the video is 13 minutes and 42 seconds. So it's more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, whatever. With Tiernan, man. Die Hard, Hunt for Red October, and Predator. Even without the last action hero, 13th Warrior, and Thomas Crown Affair, he should be a legend. And it's a sin that he's not. Didn't he go to jail for tax fraud? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's probably why he's not a hero or legend or whatever. And b besides, I like the last action hero, so. Screw you, man! <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's very much a, a satire y film, so it maybe is complicated to argue why it's, uh, it's good, but yeah, he's made some good films, I agree. Was that a sin? Biception? Yeah. How the fuck is that a sin? I don't know. It's like... He also made it a sin for the biceps, so... Biception. Oh, it's a sin that he's not a legend. How is he... Question, is he, isn't he a legend? Because he made these films? I don't know. Okay, why am I even bothering? <laughs> this is how it's gonna be throughout the whole video, isn't it? Pretending to be adversary. Oh shit, sorry, I... I, I... Gone ahead a bit. Warrior and Thomas Crown Affair, he should be a legend, and it's a sin that he's not. Biception. Also, pretend. See, that, that's just like a meaningless. Biception. That literally what does means that nothing. Even mean? It's like, there are some biceps on the screen. Let's say something with bi in it. And that's literally like one of the most iconic parts of the film. People love this bit. Why would you sin it? You would unsin it. You would give it negative. Not to mention, that wouldn't be biception because that They're would have to be a bicep other. within a bicep. That's That's not what this is. Anyway, this is like a two dual biceps step. next to each other. A dual bicep. Pretending to be adversaries when you're really friends, measuring their dicks just for the benefit of the audience. Cliche. He really likes the cliche thing, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm not even. Is that a cliche? Pretending to be adversaries when you're actually friends to measure. I think, I think I've seen it a couple of times. I. Like, would that have even been a cliche at the point that this movie was made, though? I mean, Probably yeah, not, but I don't think he would care. 87 this came out. <laughs> yeah, of course he wouldn't care. Pretending to be adversaries when you're really friends, measuring their dicks just for the benefit of the audience cliche. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Are they really arm wrestling in mid-air? Have you ever tried that? It's nearly impossible. It's like Ernie saw over the top. Well, you, if you are arm wrestling mid-air, you need both parties to essentially be fair and hold their, uh, their elbow in the same position. You rely on the other person doing it in good faith, which I'm assuming because they've done this before is what's happening. It is That's, tough to arm wrestle admit it, though. He's right. Now that now that I think about it, there was when he referenced that cliche. There was uh, Han and Lando when they first met, but you know. But in fairness, stupid. there is a reason for them to hate each other, though, and they're not. And and he actually betrays Han as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Four months before Wait, this came out, doesn't uh, doesn't I've forgotten this this guy's name. Uh, was it Dylan? Yes, uh, Black Eyes Dylan. So, uh, doesn't Dylan betray Dutch anyway? Well, he doesn't betray him, he just tricks him. He says, we're doing this for X reason, and then turns out it's Y. And he's like, well, I, I got you to do the job anyway. I mean, they're, they're good by the end of it. And yeah, this is the thing. We Arnie assumes they're friends. There's no reason why he wouldn't assume they're friends at this point, uh, up until that. I imagine if everything had gone right, then Arnie would have never spoken to him after what he did. You know, yeah. like, that, that would be too much sort of thing. Couldn't help himself. General, my team always works alone. You know that. I'm afraid we all have our orders, Major. And that f***ing works. Look, if Arnie's team lives by its rules, it turns down this job and we have- That's the point. They accepted the job under the assumption that they were working alone. 
And then they throw Dylan in as well. And he's like, that's not the deal. And then he's like, yeah, well, we all have our orders. No movie. So of course they have to accept any and all last minute stipulations. That's his general. Of course he has to accept stipulations from his general. Okay. Arnold, Apollo Creed, Jesse the Body. Man, this was kind of the Expendables before the Expendables felt the need to exist. Also, how is, how is that a sin? How is that a the body sin? The future. I love we just spam the pause button. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking dare you? Ah, oh, Jesus. He just points out something that's a thing. He's like, yeah, okay, Sid. You're like, oh. Governors were together in two movies this year, including The Running Man. It's like 1987 was giving a terrible warning to California and Minnesota that only Elon Musk could have figured out, but he was only 16. And Is anyone paying attention to this? I, I think I am, but nothing's going in my brain. It's like 87 was giving a terrible warning to California and Minnesota, and Elon Musk could have figured out, but he was only 16 and nobody listened. Okay. Nobody does that have to do? And how, of course that's a sin, too. <laughs> okay. The best jungle camouflage is face makeup designed to make you look like you, like a wrought iron fence that's halfway through being knocked over. Uh, someone in chat might know better than me. If a monk is there, he might know better than me, but I'm pretty sure that's legit. That's like how you do actual covering, because the idea is that um, you're not supposed to cover your entire... not You're not supposed to cover all your skin. That's not the goal. It's you're supposed to break it up so you don't look like a face. As in, you can actually keep... I know it's the... It's... I can't remember if it's like a British-American difference or something, but I know that uh, face camo stuff... It doesn't have to cover every part of your skin. That's kind of that's where I'm going with this. It's, it's supposed to break your face up. That, that That's the point of it. I'm pretty sure this is not um, not actually a thing that's wrong. But you wouldn't know that from his. You know, I could just Google it, but I don't think I can be asked because we'll be here forever if we do, if we Google everything he says. Jungle camouflage is face makeup designed to make you look like a wrought iron fence that is halfway through being knocked over. Who's our backup? No such thing, old buddy. This is getting better, better minute. What kind of elite crew, strike force, alpha unit, ranger, seal, delta team thing doesn't maybe sort out these details? I don't know. Before the mission begins. Well, it looks like he assumed they did have backup. He just didn't check it. I don't know. Is that such a big and I don't think he would have denied the mission if he had known that previously? He said he 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 wants to work alone. That's another thing. Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't that doesn't seem like a problem. But again, this is interesting because it's like, so is this a legit conversation we're having right now about a, a flaw potentially in the script, or are you just are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, if this is eye black to help with glare from the sun, like baseball players use, you've gone too far. If this is like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, you've gone way too far. Well, that, that's not as far as, as Robert Downey Jr. went. <laughs> no, it's that's not. specifically and less far. I assume it's partially a reference to the fact that he's, like, Billy's, like, I, you know, I would have to check. But I assumed, especially considering his character, that he's more Native American compared to the rest of them. And that that could be actual, like... I don't know, tribal style paint that he's using instead of um, a strip. Well, he did like take off his shirt for like no real. Well, he's reason the hunter out of the group, isn't he? Like this is it's, yeah. it's arguably spiritual or something. But it, uh, he just so, references. I, I think that would go and like go with his character. But it doesn't matter because this is a joke? Question mark. <laughs> like I don't know. A bunch of slack jawed around here. <laughs> he had to beep it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the former governor of the great state of Minnesota. No one will be. Well, that's that's the it's in the movie. It's not a real <laughs> thing. <sighs> Seated during the barely visible walking through the jungle portion of the movie. You know anything to what? What? Wait. Why was? 
of the great state of Minnesota. No one will be seated during the barely visible walking through the jungle portion of the movie. What? Anybody? What does that I, mean? I that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Are you saying it's not exciting? I don't know. Of the great state of Minnesota. Um, if I was no going to be seated during the barely visible. If I was going to make a point that a part of the movie isn't exciting, I would have made it of the like five minutes of credits at the beginning that's just sort of over vague footage of people Do arriving in places. No one will be seated, so as in like people are going to go get on like, the edge of their seat. Maybe. Yeah, someone in chat just said I think he's saying it's boring. It's like okay, fine. <laughs> if that's what he's saying, fine. Walking through the jungle portion of the movie. Mean anything to you? Well, it's just another rebel patrol. Cool, cool, cool. Is anyone going to mention the pirate plank behind you? Fifty. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> they. This is part of the helicopter that they found. This is not a plank. <laughs> pirate plank. <laughs> is this supposed to be like? An, an ironic <laughs> joke or something. Why would it be pirate black? I really hope this is the, the sad, I really hope this was intended satirically. But how what would if, you know? What if? Just, just bear with me here. What if? What if that's actually Noah's Ark and he had a plank so he could throw the animals off when they misbehave? That would that would totally make sense in the world of Predator. And, and this is where Noah's Ark landed, so that's why there's a plank. I just love the idea that it's, I'm, you know, I'm 90% sure that's a part of the helicopter they found, but if... Cinemacins is convinced that there's a random pirate's plank in the, in the middle of the set. Why would there be a pirate plank? I guess that's what his point is. It's like, you have to comment on it. It's like, okay. The yards up in the air, because it's super obvious and man-made and utterly demands you comment on it. Show off. We literally landed 15 minutes ago. I'm pretty sure your water supply is doing just fine. No need to bear grills the local wildlife so quickly. But you'd okay, be saving that, water that. by doing that. Yeah. Plus, that's showing what kind of character he is. Yeah, he's he's no. at one with nature a little bit. That's kind of the. Why even bother, right? Like, why even bother? Air <laughs> grills the local wildlife so. It's a sin, guys. <laughs> Bird kicking. Jim Hopper. I knew this man. Seems likely. Also, didn't the what? What? Why would that be unlikely? They're both specialist groups that do hard task jobs, and Hopper was assigned to the exact same. For the exact same reasons as Arnie's team was. Why wouldn't... Yeah, I, I, I can buy that they've met. You yeah, know? They're, they're, both, they're both ragtag teams that do these sorts of missions. That's why we would assume that they probably are aware of each other. Because they'll often be chosen between, but... Fine... Someone in the, comment, in the chat said, You're the worst predator I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. <laughs> I knew this man. Seems likely. Also, didn't the dog tag say C.E. Hopper? Maybe old Jim is just fine knocking back some brews somewhere, and poor Calvin Ezekiel Hopper got predatored instead. Oh, is C.E. a, um, is, is that a name or a rank? Couldn't C.E. be a rank? I suppose it could. I don't know, I, I genuinely have no idea, but he does say Jim Hopper, and that does say C.E. Hopper, but... Uh, for starters... It could be that he went, you know, Jim was a middle name he just didn't go by, other than with his friends or something. Or it could be a rank. I don't know. But fine. Someone suggested Corporal Ensign. Corporal Ensign, yeah, it could be that. Again, I'd need to talk to a military friend to be able to know that for sure. 
Actually, couldn't we just um, let's just Google Predator? <laughs> We're Jim gonna be googling Hopper. half the shit for this video. I'm just curious if they've got like a full name or anything. CE is not a rank; it's always name. Captain Jim Hopper was the commander of the U.S. Army. Blah 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 blah. Um. Yeah, it doesn't mention like a full name or anything. I mean, that could be... That could be a mistake, but again, yeah, it wouldn't fucking matter, but... Yeah, fair enough, I don't know. I really, I'd have to get someone else to confirm. If it's a real mistake, then you know what, fair enough. Like, that's that seems to be the point of CinemaSins, is to point out inconsequential stuff rather than anything <laughs> game-breaking. Yeah, that's the thing, I'd, like, I'd, gi I'd give him that one, but I don't know if it matters at all to anything. He saw a guy chopping wood, two lookouts in a nest, some guys eating, and a headshot assassination. But he did not see any fuel dumps. Yes, there is one, but he doesn't know that, and neither do any of the rest of these guys. Dutch sets the truck rolling into the camp with a bomb on it, but... Well, hang on, he said he's gonna attack the fuel dump, and what he means by that is send the truck into the fuel dump, as far as I know. Why isn't it reasonable that he would have seen it? Like, we only... I don't know, this seems like a weird thing to... Because we're assuming that Dutch would have looked around the whole place. We don't see every... Isn't this the the area that he fires the car into? Yeah. From what I, I remember. And he says he's going to attack the fuel dump, meaning either that or... Some guys eating and a headshot assassination. There's some guys not... eating. I'm pretty sure that area is the fuel dump. I don't see any fuel dumps. Yes, there is one, but he doesn't know that, and neither do any of the rest of these guys. Dutch sets okay. the truck rolling into the camp with a bomb on it, but no one ever sees him or looks back to see where the truck came from. That's completely reasonable. They assume that the, the car has just gone off his track, so they want to stop it. Yeah, like, you know what, you know what, you know what I need to do right now is look over, over at the truck to see if there's anyone there. That yeah, seems like, like a good use of my time. If you see a car, runaway car, go past you, I imagine, especially if this is a place where you chill, you probably the first instinct would be like, "Shit, stop the car." You would, I think, it's reasonable to assume that it's gone off on its own as opposed to someone's attacking you, but whatever. And how convenient for him that the old ass truck that isn't even being used as a truck anymore still has perfect alignment and continues straight into its target. It was already aimed. Didn't need to have perfect alignment because it was already in position. And we already knew it worked, because they were using the actual rotary to to use a well, I believe. I watched this film recently. <laughs> it's like, stop trying to... These aren't SIDS. Why did you guys even plan anything when you had a grenade launcher? Just fire a dozen grenades in here. Because they fucking launched a car that exploded into a building that killed like seven people. Why would you not want to open with that? Why, yeah, why... Yeah, why would you fire a dozen grenades when... One and get the same job done. Yeah, why? Why would you plan things when you can not do that and blow shit up? And they knock out with stealth all of the watchtower people before doing the like launching grenade shit. This is a very bizarre sin as well. Sort it all out later, Jesus. And yes, there's a hostage they want to save, but I'll be damned if anything they've done so far shows any regard for the life of that hostage. They don't even know where the hostage is. Targets the center. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's pretty reckless. They could have hurt him in the in the process, but well, they do find out the hostage else. is dead anyway. But no, yeah, I'll give them that, but again, like, it's a part of the genre being that they're supposed to be 80s action people, which they, and they, they do ask about the hostage at one point. Someone in the chat said, why fight a battle when you can go home? <laughs> that's, 
There you go. Apparently Carl Weathers is a great ventriloquist because I didn't see his lips move an inch when he said that. I swear to God, no one in this scene filmed this scene on the same day. Bye, bye. This is as good a time as any to point out that the subtitles for this movie keep switching between telling me these gorillas are speaking Spanish and Russian. Like, they aren't even trying to tell me what the English would be. They just keep saying speaking Spanish and speaking Russian. Why even tell me? Yeah, that's because you're not supposed to be able to understand it. It's not important. Yeah, it doesn't matter to the like... film whatsoever. In fact, the the aspect that they're speaking Russian is all we need for the plot, because uh, I believe Mac brings it up. He says that these guys were some of these guys were Russian. Which... The, subtit the subtitles are not for people who want to know what the rest of the dialogue is. It's just because it's not it's not important. It's just for people who can't actually hear the film for whatever Dude, reason. This is funny. Why even tell me the language they're speaking if I don't get to know the words? Because the fact that they're Russian is important to the plot, not what they say. The fact that they're Russian, and like even if. Uh... Even if that wasn't important, even if what language they were speaking wasn't important, if you're not supposed to understand the dialogue anyway, what what else should the subtitles say? It's just like words. <laughs> yeah, the for all we know, the words were "get them" or "blow them up" or "run away." It's like, do you really need that? Is that was that detrimental without it? I don't know. Tell me the language. But it's interesting because he's supposed. This is a movie that's been out for what fucking coming up to forty years. Like you could have, you could have given it a rewatch to know that them being Russian is actually important to to Dutch in terms of figuring out what Dylan's been up to. But never mind. They're speaking. If I don't get to know the words, also, why hasn't the Predator killed any of these motherfuckers? He took out an entire other team of American special forces. You're so asking why the Predator didn't assault the base that had like fucking thirty to forty people in it? Isn't he just like? That's not game what the Predator hunting? does. <laughs> yeah. Why would the Predator? Maybe the new Predator would do that, but yeah. See, this is this is why a lot of people are like, does CinemaSins watch these movies? And you're like, I think he does, but he deliberately plays dumb with a lot of this stuff. It's like, how could you assume these are problems? And here to save the hostages. But what, the Predators don't know these Russian-Spanish assholes are here? Okay, fine, let's foolishly say he was strong enough to stay upright with the kind of recoil that BFG would kick back. Still, that kind of minigun spits out up to 6,000 rounds per minute. Not only are there not nearly enough shells on the ground, but considering we see this gun firing for about two minutes during this... I mean, I'll give you this. Fine. Just, who cares, though? <laughs> it's a, yeah, the, it's ridiculous that he's one-manning a fucking portable minigun. The, the only reason yeah. they get away with it in Terminator is that he's a machine that could probably actually pick it up and use it like that, but, you know, Jesse Ventura is not only a man, but he actually has wounds as well. It's like, yeah, but that's the point. The, the film is like, look at how ridiculously overpowered these people are, and then look what happens yeah. to them when they come up against the Predator. Uh, Jesse Ventura could probably do that. I mean, this is the thing. We could have, who knows? Maybe this is a custom-made minigun. <laughs> Maybe it's just Jesse Ventura's magic. <laughs> Butcher block bloodbath, but 12,000 rounds of ammunition alone would have weighed almost 900 pounds. Wow, he actually went to that length to prove that this is a problem. I'm impressed. We assume he did. We have no idea if that's like accurate at all. That's actually a good point, yeah, for all we know that's not true. But assuming it is, it's interesting you would go to the lengths, uh, those lengths for this issue, but not for like other stuff. Also, this type of gun is so powerful it usually needs its own dedicated power source to operate, much like my college girlfriend. Hostages are inside! Yeah. Didn't he have a backpack that could have had a battery in there? But also, I think that was just for a joke. That's, yeah. That would be my assumption. And the screenwriter knows this. Maybe the director, too. But this character sure as f does not know this. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm a... I'm a who? I'ma go ahead and say, if you take the time to deliver a lame joke to armed men before shooting them, that they will shoot you first. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? But...
but they they he caught them off guard. I was going to say one of them was like anything. collecting papers or something, and I'm pretty sure yeah. he delivered the line because he caught them off guard. But again, but, I think that was a joke. I don't know if that was a real criticism. We I, never know. That's the thing: the, the lines are so blurred with what's actual criticism <laughs> and what isn't. You just may as well go. You can you can just as easily go, oh, it's uh, it's terrible because none of the criticism is valid. You can also just as easily say, oh, it's fine because it's not at all real criticism. And this is my fucking job to talk about this shit. <laughs> I got myself here. Well, this is the thing. This is why I can't cover cinema sins. I never fucking know what the hell. You can take every criticism one way or the other. It's so confusing. If they're Central American, I'm a goddamn Chinaman. Too much racism there for me to even unpack. Uh, oh, is that on. racist? He's, I, he's saying I didn't that, catch it. Well, so he said that um, if these guys are Central American, then I'm a goddamn Chinaman. As in, these are Russians. Uh, these a lot of them are Russians, so they're obvious. He can tell because base isn't the typical Russian race white like this. I mean, I think he might just be saying that saying just the phrasing is racist, or well, he, <laughs> is it racist? Because they would typically be white people that they've just killed. When Central American would make them Hispanic, or at least like. You'd be able to tell that these people are not Central American if they were Russian, and, and then he says, "What's what's like the complete opposite of of uh, black skin?" It would be like, well, white or Chinaman would obviously be pretty fucking different. So he's just uh, he's only commenting on the fact that it's pretty clear that uh they aren't uh, the race that they assumed they were. But I guess no, it's point, racist. Smaller, it's well, super. This racist. is kind of my point: is like, is pointing out race racist? Someone just said in the chat, it's, it's the current year. <laughs> it just it, it's not a it's not a comment from Mac to be racist. He's literally pointing out quickly how they know that these people aren't Central American. I think it just might be about the language. I mean, he never I think it might just be about the language he chose, but like the, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's considered a racist oh, word. Do you think it's Chinaman? Like he considers is, that to be a slur. Is it I don't know if I've like it's one of those things that I've just never really been aware of because I've only ever really heard it used like properly, like uh, so I don't know if it's like a slur or anything. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know if I just assumed Chinaman meant a man from China. <laughs> like, I, didn't know that. I mean, yeah, but a lot of racial, a lot of racial slurs start out being like literal descriptions of the place that the person is from and that. All right. Well, if if that is a slur, then fair enough. I had no I idea. I think it's technically like supposed to be. Or at least technically looked at nowadays as a slur because it's used in regards to like all Asian people. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I mean, that could make but, sense. But I mean, it's so inconsequential and means so little. It's not worth bringing I mean, up. He doesn't like. He doesn't ever bring up real like proper social issues. He'll always just say like for any any social issue, be it like sexism, homophobia, racism, whatever. He will genuinely just cover it all by saying, like, that's racist. And Interesting that, that he said, too much racism there for me to even unpack. Sin it three times and let's move on. Like, okay. It, it's don't, don't know if I he's mean, making a legitimate point there. Like, is he actually concerned? Even if it was racist, though, what would it matter? I mean, this was made 31 years ago. I mean, it, to be fair, like, it's, it's, you can't just, like, brush stuff away by going, oh, it's, like, it's of its time, well, yeah, what we, would you expect, but... Yeah, we can. We can. Ex I, I, I would happily admit that it's um, a slur if, if it actually is used like that. I just didn't know. But I'm interested to, to hear his take on this. He seems. I don't know if this. I just want to listen to the way he words this. Is he like serious about it? If they're Central American, I'm a goddamn Chinaman. Too much racism there for me to even unpack. Sit it three times and let's move on. No trace. See, if it is just a slur, how is that 
too much to unpack. Like how that's just a, that's, does that mean that's, he's referring? He's probably referring to more than just that. Then I don't know. Is he? I mean, if it is. The, I think we're reading too far into this. I was going to say, we, we've clearly put more thought into this than he ever would have considered, so we may as well move on. Braces, get the men ready to move. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, and this is my thinking face. Behold, how much it appears as if I'm thinking. Son of a bitch. Okay. What? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to no, that. Like, Honestly, I'll give him that one, because that made me laugh. What? I, I, does, I like that does, one. Does Arnie not... Portray I mean, that, that he's thinking there. Is that? A... I mean, that that's kind of the charm of it. I mean, you listen to some of his lines, and you can clearly tell that the accent is kind of getting in the way of it, like um, uh, coming across naturally, I guess. But that's kind of part of the charm of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why I mean, is if, that? if that's what the point of this is, <laughs> like Arnold isn't a very good actor. Dig, you'd be like, all right, fine. If that's I did. Just, I did really enjoy just his accent in this film. It it contributed. Well, a lot of people fun. say that uh, Predator is one of the like the films where Arnie does his best acting, and as far as I'm concerned, he's he's not bad in the film. He's, he's like I wouldn't say he's bad compared to like you know Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Stuff like yeah. Well, you can't you can't bring up Mr. Freeze and be like, oh, it's better. That's like bringing up um, the Dark Elf again. <laughs> true, say, oh, true. Killmonger's better than. Here's as if I'm thinking. Son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. You mean Nick Saban? My main are not expendable. What? what? Who's Nick we... Saban? I don't know. Anyone in chat want to tell us who Nick Saban is? Son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. You mean Nick Saban? My man on the Let me look it up. <laughs> Nick Saban. Also, laughing at my men are not expendable. Like, I don't. Yeah, so saying, why would you? Are you saying it's Cause funny because they get killed? I mean, so it's a. Football coach at Alabama at University of Alabama. What? <laughs> this got Maybe a, this, this is this... the wrong Nick Saban. I don't know. That's the only oh, one that comes up. No. So, uh, would you? I don't know enough about American football. Would it be like to be dug in in American football? Would be. I don't good? know enough about football to oh. really. Everyone's saying he's a football coach, so it must be that. Cinemasins literally just uploaded everything wrong with Deadpool too. I'm going to cover that soon. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Air surveillance says we got gorillas all over the place. We never see any more gorillas the rest of the film. Just FYI. Because they're running away from them. They, they point this out. <laughs> this guy has the stabbing sensitivity of data from Star Trek The Next Generation. How did he expertly stab the scorpion without stabbing any of this guy? Because he's a fucking trained army dude. You, who you don't have has... to be trained to, like, stab a scorpion. He clearly felt it. Like, it, the knife clearly went in him a little bit. So... Yeah, that, also, that, hang on. He said, "How did he? How did he do that without stabbing any of this guy's shirt or flesh?" I could probably he, do that. Yeah, I reckon I could do that. And Just look, don't he, the, press it. So deep. he was uh, Mac was chewing gum in the scene. He's put gum on the end of the knife as well. That would make it a lot blunter compared to an actual knife. Just FYI. Yeah, that that doesn't seem like. <laughs> I think I would be able to do that. <laughs> of all the things they do in this film, that doesn't seem that unlikely. A shirt or flesh? Exactly how many times has he done this shit before? <laughs> I'm Sonny Landham, and this is my laughter noise. Behold, how much it sounds as if I am laughing. Making someone fun of someone for their laugh? Alright. Uh, yeah. Over a minute and 12 seconds of Predator Vision, which is basically black screen with some sporadic thermal splotches barfed up onto the image. This is basically blindness, if you ask me. Yeah, well, the whole point is that we have no idea what it is, and it's supposed to be tension, suspense.
and then he walks right up to the scorpion implying that he was he's in the position now that we just saw our main character yeah, not to mention i mean yeah sure he could say uh oh, it doesn't look very good Again, years ago wouldn't seeing only heat signatures and hearing only garbled audio put you at a fairly large disadvantage that's the point the predator does have a disadvantage hang on surely though i, I was saying this and just thinking it's showing that he has different senses to what we have. True. Well, he's saying that, like, like, isn't this vision not even that great? And it's like, it's precisely how Arnie nearly defeats him up until the end. Like, it's it's not very fun if your enemy is 100% impossible to defeat. So his weakness is that he views everything through heat signatures. Like, lots of, lots of species have different senses. Like, this isn't... Like, don't dogs have really bad eyesight and really good smell? Isn't that... Yeah, he's, just... Well, he's saying like it puts you at a fairly large disadvantage overall. It's like, but the predator kills them all, except one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's that much of a disadvantage. I, this is such a weird point. There's so many ways you could break that down. Overall, this movie is 85% people silently walking through the woods while tense music plays. Also yeah, except for all the other stuff. I, I agree. <laughs> So, don't you kind of get the sense the Predator is f***ing with them? He easily dispatched the team set before them. He's been watching them since they arrived, but it's- Yes, that's literally what Jesus he's Christ. doing! He's a sport killer. He'll do it one at a time. He does not want to just kill them. If he- okay. If his only goal was to kill them as fast as possible, yes, he would have attacked them by now. Don't you get the sense that the Predator Wait, is f***ing with them? Yes, that's literally exactly what he's the doing. Predator that's plays, why I get the sense of that. Plays recordings of themselves to them. Like, of course he's fucking with them. I mean, if all he wanted to do was kill things, he could have just used his shoulder rocket and blown up all the the whole camp beforehand. If he wanted to kill things, he probably didn't, like, he could probably have brought, like, actual mass destruction weapons that's, to Earth. That's the thing, he doesn't, he's not interested in simply killing, he wants to fucking fight them. And please note that the first person he kills is the person who runs off, for, for good reason, but they still, he waits for them to be separated before starting. It's like, again, so many ways to break that down. <laughs> Instead of laser-offing these killmongers, he's just watching them march through the jungle. He's like a horror movie ghost, f***ing around for a while, instead of just immediately killing the ones needing Yes! Death. That is Jesus. the point! <laughs> God damn it. Congratulations, you figured out what the plot is. We can't fault this one at its accuracy. Exactly, yeah. Comma major? Or it's nothing major. Laziest escape attempt ever, basically. She might as well have blown air on the guy or tickled him. Great whistle by Arnold here. Let's slow that down and admire how he makes that noise without- God, like, to me, I'm just like, you must be desperate, dude. Like, you're I, like, oh, there's ADR. God, dub dubbing it, exists. Whoa. It's a this, this is the thing. ADR is in, like, every film. I do ADR, technically speaking, for my videos, right? I'll, like, if I fuck something up, I'll re-record, and it's like, oh, I didn't say that originally. Obviously, my face isn't on screen, so you can't necessarily tell, but... It's okay, dude. It's okay. <laughs> Ever once even moving his lips. Why is Predator making these clicking noises and giving away its position right before it attacks? <laughs> what difference did it make? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, do... Oh, okay. Let's say he did it for excitement. He did it to creep out his prey. He did it to distract the person because they were confused. Does it Maybe matter? That was just a noise it makes. Yeah, it could it it genuinely breathes. be how it breathes. Who knows? Ah, red paint! This is your blood. How the f*** do you know that? What do you mean? How does he know that? She hasn't got any wounds. Because she's not mortally wounded, yeah. God, he's... 
is a fascinating channel because you start to wonder it's like how the hell did you get popular and it's like well uh do you do, would you argue it's like he's absorbed every single person who didn't like every film he's covered and now he's pretty much just got everyone yeah i think yeah there is a lot about of just especially films people haven't seen is i think the ones that are like really get people in because if you hadn't seen predator you'd just be like yeah this, uh, this all sounds uh pretty reasonable mm. uh so and you do see in like a lot of the comment sections, people going like, "Oh, I guess I won't bother with this film then." I'm like, yeah, no. I never get that. Why would you? Because this is the thing. Some people are like you should cover Cinema Sins more because he has an impact. And it's like, like uh, Wolf, I don't know about your take on this, but can you believe the idea that people watch his videos and go, "Yep, this film is probably bad." I struggle to think of any intelligent people watching his videos <laughs> in general. I, t I mean, this is the thing. You could, I totally understand watching it casually. You're just being like, "Eh, this is kind of fun." But to actually be like, okay, this is legitimate criticism, and Predator is clearly a flawed movie. You're like, yeah, wow. It's like, are you gonna watch it? It's like, of, no. A lot of the people watch who watch it, I get this. I get this said to me a lot. Just like, um, why do you take this channel so seriously? It's all just jokes, and I can get why people like watch it for that reason. I mean, my my response to that was, was always just, why do you assume I'm taking it seriously? Why do you see my video and immediately assume my video isn't just jokes? But that's a whole different like kind of worms. But I, I think like the majority of his audience don't really take what he says seriously. Well, that, but... that's the thing, right? So I think one of the first things we talked about was how I've never assumed that Cinema Sins actually hates these films. I've just assumed he wanted to try and cover the bad in every film. And if that's yeah. his goal, fine, whatever. But people are taking it as if these films are bad, which I don't know. If he, if he paints every single film with the same brush, then obviously there is no standard, we would assume, right? I mean, though he does... He, you can tell when he specifically really doesn't like a certain film. Oh, I'm just going to add like five extra sins here just because I'm still watching this piece of shit. Like he will say stuff like that if, if he really doesn't like a film that's, or if actually it's if, if just the film is unpopular and he thinks like that's what people want to see. Genuinely can understand watching it for fun. That's fine. But people who take it as a, a review of a film is just oof. And this is the thing to reassure anybody who's listening, those people exist. And it's the reason why. J J Jay's channel exists. <laughs> it's like we need to need to help these people understand that. Um... Like a lot of the, the a lot of the defenses is oh it's just jokes, and then you'll look at a clip and it's just he gets something wrong about the film by taking something out of context, and he says something that isn't really true. Like how is that a joke or satire? That's mm. just wrong. And like but then yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like. It's almost like uh, the other people will say it's my opinion. O over on CinemaSins, he'd be like, "But it's satire. It's a joke. It's a he'll need. He'll just has to say a word that means what you said is invalid." Yeah. Anyway, let's see what else he's got. Major, you better take a look at this. You better take a look at this cliche. Just. God damn it. <laughs> uh... Look at Arnold's outfit here. It's pristine. No sign of dirt, sweat, <coughs> blood, or anything else. You'd think he just spent the day watching NFL Red Zone and not, you know, blowing up a gorilla compound after crawling in the dirt and sneaking through the jungle for a I mean, yeah. I can kind of agree yeah. with that. Should have put a bit of shit on him there to be like, you know, a bit of, bit of rubble and dust and whatever else. This actor is too clean <laughs> for my liking. Couple hours. All painless is waiting. Animal fake-out jump scares are the most annoying jump scares. I don't think it was it a jump can. scare. I remember that part. It's not a jump it, it just pans over, or at least cuts over. 
I mean, you, you could tell it was like building up to something, but I don't think it, a jump scare is what it was building and, up. And to. even then, again, 31 years ago, it wouldn't have been a cliche, even if that was meant to be a jump scare. And Plus on attention. top of that, it's distraction as well, because the Predator does kill him seconds after this. The Predator so doesn't there. really understand like the concept of what makes a cliche a cliche in the first place. He just says it's a cliche as though this movie was made yesterday. The, the yeah. thing is, is well, the, the tension would have been real for the... For the I've, I've forgotten his name as well. I'm, oh, I the don't character? Remember people's names very well. Blaine, I think the character is. So the tension would have been actually real for him because he's hearing like rustling in the jungle while he knows he's being stalked. He, the music reflects how he's feeling. And then he's like, oh, it's okay, it's just a thing. And yeah, for me, it's contextual. And like I said, this is not a fake-out. Basically, it's like, there's rustling. Oh, it's just an animal. And then it pans up, and the predator's there, and it fucking kills him. Like, to me, I'm like, that seems a bit... Maybe he's gonna cover that. This is the greatest squandering of ammo ever put to film... He skipped it. Okay. He did. Love your cinema sense. <laughs> in under a minute. Good thing all these weapons have the unlimited ammo cheat code activated on them. I'm well, I'd say, again, context. So, Blaine is killed. His clearly best friend goes nuts and fires the minigun into the forest trying to tag whatever he just saw, which looked to be like a fucking ghost. And obviously, the team catch up with him and just join in the fire again, because, like, why not? I, I suppose you... you I, I could Wait. understand it's wasteful. I just... I don't really... Plus, the point of this is to the point of this is to show that the predator survives it. Not only that, but uh, there's there's a sort of meta element to this that I, I hesitate to use against someone like CinemaSins because I don't think he'd accept it. But this is supposed to be this is how you solve problems in '80s action movies as an actual cliche at this point. Like you just watch Commando and a bunch of other films, um, and it works as it did in the compound earlier. But this does not work on the predator. They they they're brawn their weaponry is useless against the Predator. Or, you know, it does tag him in fairness, but that's, again, more interesting than not tagging him at all, I would argue. But fair enough. Otherwise, shooting this much without a target in sight might be considered wasteful. This prisoner girl that is somehow being held captive with a couple zip ties is the only one to see the Hang glowing... On. How, how is that a somehow being held captive? Like, you can't get out of those. <laughs> I was gonna say, you can't just tear off zip ties. I dare you to try, Jeremy. Uh, but... That, that's that's interesting. It's like, oh, somehow she's the only one who manages to spot this. It's like, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, that's, that's true. Why why shouldn't she be the only one who notices that? It's not like it's. It could happen. I'm I'm not. You know, you could be like, why didn't the um the team find it? They go and look where everyone was shooting. This this shit was quite close to them, if I remember. Yeah, weren't they a little preoccupied with something else at the time to notice like some weird green shit on a leaf? It's literally like, if I were to try and get super nerdy on you, I believe they're in a group, and it's a little bit forward and to the left is where the blood is, and they go and search off into the middle right, and they say that they can't see anything, and then as they leave, she picks up this. Like, it's believable enough logistically, I think, but I will happily admit it's a little bit of a stretch. There you go. Alien blood on the leaf, and because she's seen terrible decisions in sci-fi movies before, she's gonna... That's not a terrible decision, which is fine. I mean, she's curious about the luminescent blood, I don't know. To be fair, if I saw something green and luminous, like, if I saw some green luminous fluid, my first instinct probably wouldn't be, I'm gonna touch that. No, same. I would probably be like, I'd want to play with it a little bit, move it around, poke it, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably like, get a stick and poke like, it, see if the stick disintegrates. What I would say is, like, this may have been a valid problem to have if the blood did something, but it all it does is allow her to tell them later that it's bleeding. 
So, like, who cares if she touched it? It doesn't actually have any effect on the film whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the same could just be that her first instinct when seeing, when when seeing a green glowing goo is to touch it. But I mean, I mean they've just shot the predator. So. To, it's like he's trying to say that this is on par with. Uh, I can never remember the character's name, but you know, the guy shoving his face inside the alien egg and, and the uh, the uh, face hugger comes out and implants the alien in his chest and. Oh yeah. It's not the same. You're you're touching some weird green stuff on a leaf. You're not. <laughs> well, this is the thing. See, like I'm totally willing to discuss any flaws the Predator ha- film has, but you never know if this is like should this be discussed or is this just a joke one or are we does this even matter? And you're like, probably not. I'm Bill Duke, and this is my sad face. Behold, how much it appears as if I am sad. And- what? Any 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 takes on that one? <laughs> I got oh, nothing. She's gonna touch that. I'm Bill Duke, and this is my sad face. Behold, how much it appears as if I am sad. Is it, he's like, is the sin that he's not really sad, and that it's just pretend? Is he, is he saying it's, it's bad acting? It's, yeah, is that, it's a film. Is that his point? Bad acting. Is do you think it's bad acting? Well, no, I think it's good acting. I think it's a little bit I, subtle I agree. too, but fine. I guess he's saying it's bad. In order to be as dexterous with these tools and machines as possible, wouldn't you think this creature might shave down those finger claws a bit? I'm just saying, someone needs a prick here. Where's the girl? Oh, I could waste several minutes sure. debating which of these fools is more to blame for the girl disappearing. Dude, they 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 was trip wires for whether or not the thing that's been hunting them has just been activated. Of course, they lost track of the girl. It's also pitch black. Like, come on, and it doesn't even. There's no effect on the plot because she stays, which is actually <clears throat> important to how she's developing as a as a captive in the film. But ultimately, it's fine. Using the trees. Um. Duh. Why would they assume? Why would you assume that? Why would they assume the enemy is using trees? Um, Of course, we know because we get the perspective of it, but fucking hell. The Predator is actually surrounded by a barrier of impenetrable trees. Yeah, oh, reference. You've been very good with the memes today. I don't know what it was. Dun-dun-dun! She speaks English! But setting aside how and why she speaks English, why did she wait so long to reveal it to her captors? Because she was trying to escape! She was trying to escape, and then because of the predator, she decides to work with them. That is in the film. Even then, what? Why would she need to reveal it to them? What reference? I mean, what uh, relevance would it be to be like, "Oh, hey, I speak English, by the way." It's like, okay, you're still our prisoner. These people have captured me. I'm going to be as helpful to them as possible. That's what I mean. She tries to escape up until the predator reveals itself, and then she's like, "Okay, fuck it. I'm with you guys." Yeah. Why? Why is this a sin? There's no reason for Anna to suddenly change and be helpful other than the- Yes, there is! The, she's in mortal danger! There's no reason for her to suddenly be helpful. Oh, come on. This is probably the stupidest point he's made so far. The, like, you know what I mean? Like, how- did you not watch the film? She actually helps. When they're setting up the next traps, she's actually helping them. I- mm. <laughs> Ah, he did the old, I pulled out my knife and it seems like I might I just, kill you. I don't understand how you could have, you could see this film and say there's no reason for someone to... <laughs> like, if, if, even if it was completely inconsequential, like a completely different thing that she was changing her mind on that would have no relevance to the fact that the Predator is there. If you're in mortal danger, you're gonna just change your mind about stuff. Like, being presented with something that could kill you is going to change your mind on stuff, regardless of what it is. Apparently not. Apparently, for all CinemaSins understands about the film, she is the Predator. 
that will be a sin incoming. But I'm actually cutting a free trick. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe it wasn't blood at all. Maybe she saw alien earwax or snot. She literally says to him, it, when when the big man shot it, it, it bled or something like that. All the information he has from her is that it bled. He hasn't even seen the glowing blood. Shooting, shooting it could have made it sneeze, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's space gasoline powering some kind of spacesuit gizmo. True, true. That actually could but be. you'll catch the important part of what Dutch says. If it bleeds, we can kill it. If That's true. it bleeds. So, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe it was space gasoline powering some kind of spacesuit gizmo. Also, wow, he slowed this bit down, didn't he? Point is, jumping straight to blood was silly. Jumping from there straight Wait, to blood that's just kind of borderline certified. Necessary for copyright, is it not? No, I mean, you, he, you, can, you can show, I think it's up to nine seconds before you'll get hit with an autobot, but, like, he obviously wanted to just show the bit where he says the line instead of playing anything else, because he never usually shows a clip this I mean, slowly. They say nine seconds, but... I mean, in my experience, I mean, I got um, hit, I've been hit, I think, three or four times for two How to Train Your Dragon movies and for the Emoji movie, of all things, because I would want to claim that as mine as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's, and I didn't use clips longer than nine seconds in any of those videos, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't always know the definitive rules, because I had a lot of trouble with the Jurassic World video, but... So I just, I just tried to use as, like, as little as possible of the actual film. But, like, he didn't need to do this for this bit, considering all the other stuff he's shown in there. I mean, I guess, but, yeah. I just find it funny, because he's played it so slowly. What's our old pal Freddy up to during this oh-so-exciting jungle snare-setting montage? Is there any reason for them, or us, to believe he isn't watching them lay all these traps? <laughs> um, isn't he uh, doing stuff with um, one of their bodies? Like, he just captured Blaine's body. He would have had uh, Hawkins' body from earlier. And we know from seeing the film that he uh, skins them and cleans their skulls. So we can naturally assume that he's doing that. And the Predator's not going to see what they're doing, really. He's only going to see them working on something. He doesn't. That's the point. He doesn't un actually understand the wood or the, the lines. And that's why it works on him, because he, he doesn't... Dutch actually says this. He says he can probably see their tripwires, but he can't see this. So you won't quite understand what they're doing. Yeah. And as we know, he doesn't like to attack them unless they're alone, which is the next time he attacks is when Dutch is alone. Oh. <laughs> she literally went from prisoner and zip tie cuffs to speaks English now and is helping with the physical labor stuff. This answers because, his question yeah. from earlier. <laughs> because she, she, she doesn't want to die. She doesn't want to die, and that's the sin. Yeah, what a what a crazy thing that a human would want. Survival. That doesn't make any sense. Stop in 60 seconds. What makes you think he's gonna come in through here? They're tripwire. I also like that he brought up the zip ties again. Yeah, he really... <laughs> he's got a thing for zip ties, apparently. ...has on every tree for 50 yards. This is the only way in. Okay, first of all, in to what? Where you are? What makes you yes. so certain it's after you when it's spent all day... What makes you so certain it's after you? <laughs> What? I mean, it's only killed two people in your group already. And someone just highlighted as well, yeah, the healing scene is um, just before they start making all their, their shit, so we can just naturally assume it's doing that too. And when it spent all day watching you build these traps and never once tried to kill you, again, they were all together, and that's precisely why Dutch tries to go out on his own. 
Why aren't you watching the film? They want you to build all these traps and never once try to kill you. Second of all, you are in a jungle. You're not on like a skinny f***ing island or peninsula. You're in a jungle. That thing could easily go around and ignore your 50-yard trees and this dialogue is almost offensive. Yeah, but it does get hit with a trap. So Dutch was right. Yeah. I don't even know at this point. Like, just, Dutch's assumption was correct, is, is what I'm saying. It's like, the film proves him right, so I don't even know why he's saying this. We just call that the Oscars. Dutch. Is that a sin? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, it's just a, that's just a joke, I guess. Like, yep. Dutch. Double Dutch. Look how far out here Dutch has wandered, beyond their traps, into the middle of the supposed battlefield. And nothing. So the Predator either doesn't want to win, or doesn't want to win yet. But he gets caught seconds later. Why are you... Why? Right? Sure enough, though, after all these hours spent setting obvious traps out in the open, the Predator does choose that moment to show up. Like, I think the Predator... He chooses the very moment that someone decides to go off on their own, just like he's been doing this whole time. Weird that, isn't it? Almost like it the Predator does it by design. Such a strange a piece of continuity. Credit. That's how well he knows the story beats. He's busted up oh, pretty bad, Major. Oh, I can make it! Um, leave it, right? You're fighting an alien that can blend into the forest. No! <laughs> what do you mean, leave it? Seriously? He's actually saying that they should have left him? Did, did you catch the part at the beginning that you made fun of when Dutch said none of us are expendable? So he, he made fun of that because it seems like apparently they are expendable, and now he's disagreeing, saying, no, you should be expendable. Don't get him. It's don't get him at all. Background. The wounded are all on their own, as far as I'm concerned. He didn't kill you because you weren't armed. No sport. He's right, but it kind of ruins the fun that he's right, and there's no good reason he should have figured that out on his own anyway. But whatever. Movie's got to earn him. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's, just a, it's it's more of an assumption than a hard truth, but I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, there's a lot of little things that would give you the impression that this thing isn't simply, like, hunting them to eat them, or whatever. Like, like it, it is curious makes trophies that, out of their bodies. Yeah, and it's curious that he didn't kill her. And it's, uh, that's Arnie's assumption. It's like, why wouldn't he kill her? And it's like, well, she was weaponless because she was our captive. Like, that could be something. <laughs> Someone in the chat said, "You guys are all you guys all have autism. Predators want your spinal fluid. Come on!" <laughs> oh God, we, we're not judging this with the new film in mind. <laughs> no. Colonel, <laughs> if the predator is this visible while not even moving, how did it set off that trap earlier, right next to Dutch, and he didn't see it? Honestly, once you know what you're looking for, I'm not sure this came up. Well, this is obviously. Well, they they don't know what they're looking for. They die when they see it. I was gonna say, the person who just found this thing is about to be murdered, just, just FYI. <laughs> I'd take a severed arm continuing to shoot a semi-automatic weapon as much as the next guy, but that finger definitely came off the trigger when it bounced. <laughs> That's it! After all that Billy build-up, we don't even get to see another unrealistic fight with outdated visual effects. You're really- Did you they just answer your own question? Did he, did he just answer his own question? Why don't we get to see an awkward- I'm sorry, but like, yeah, no, we, we didn't need to see that fight. The point Plus is very they're leaving, clear. They're leaving the big- like, they, they don't want to show the Predator as much until the end is what I'm getting from. Yeah, the big fight is between Arnie and the Predator, not between Billy and the Predator. Not only that, but this is sold for, for the horror factor, not for- we want to see our hero go out with a bang. It's, um, do you guys remember, like, uh, they're running, and then we see Billy like this, and then you just hear him scream, and they all turn around, and they just stare down the, like, the alley, because they know but that the Predator's it, coming for them next. Honestly, I think leaving it to the audience's imagination is much more effective. 
I I would agree with him if not for how this film progresses. We get our payoffs with the Predator with Arnie, not with Billy. Yeah. Really just gonna schlock block us like that? Wait, what? That Predator plasma cannon thingamajig blew a hole the size of Minnesota in Jesse Ventura and blew the right hook clean off Apollo Creek. It blows through Flash, but it doesn't quite blow through steel as effectively as Flash. What are the odds it, of that? What did it hit? What did it hit on him? It hit his gun and it blew up the gun. Oh, right. I didn't, I didn't see that. And I he's like, it blows through Flash easily. Why can't it blow through guns as easily? It's like, because... <laughs> because when I was watching this, I was thinking the same thing, but I just didn't... It yeah, it, it destroys Dutch's gun. That's what makes him go caveman mode as well, because he doesn't have any weapons. Now, how is it leaving Dutch here with just a flesh wound? Because the gun blew up and the shards of the metal went into his arm, making him bleed. Yes. Very simple. No! Get to the chopper! Classic Schwarzenegger line and all, but what exactly is she supposed to do when she does indeed arrive at. <laughs> Survive? Get in it? <laughs> Get in it. What is, what is, what what? is that question? What? Like... Get... Get to the place that we can leave from. What, does uh, does he think that she's going to see the helicopter and then she's going to stop and then a Mass Effect style <laughs> wheel is going to appear, appear at the bottom of the screen and it's going to be like, get in the chopper or stand still. What? I can't even believe that's a question he's asking. He's like, what the fuck is she going to do with a chopper? It's like, escape? Why would she do that? I, I like know, the idea of her arriving there just going... If only I'd been given more instructions! <laughs> you know, this video makes a lot more sense if we assume that Jeremy thinks that she wants to die. Like, all of the questions yeah. he's had about her. If she wants to kill herself, this all makes sense. Well, this is an Annihilation, so we can't oh, apply that, that logic. There we go, it'd make much more sense. At the chopper. Oh, hey guys, I know I'm just a local gal with the blood yeah, of your Look at all the shrapnels right there. Not only that, but he's, he's saying, so she gets to the chopper and she says, I'm a local gal with the blood of your colleagues all over my shirt and all, but I was distinctly told to get to this chopper, so all aboard. Um, she directs them back to Dutch. And they save him at the end. And yet, she knows their names, so she can actually confirm that she was with them and that some things killed them all while she was held captive. She has information she can use, she can speak English. Why is this hard to believe? I don't understand. Oh, but I was distinctly told to get to this here chopper, so all aboard? Predator already shot him. He's crawling because the Predator shot him. So why is the Predator <coughs> doing nothing right now whilst he crawls towards a weapon? Oh. Uh, did catch the didn't part where he, he said about sport, right? Didn't he already answer that same question earlier? Yes. <sighs> This guy's dumb. As Arnie flies off the edge, you can clearly see he is above the trees and rocks. But of course, when he lands, he has somehow been transported to above water. My question is, why even let the POV shot go on long enough to see the ground below? Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, I suppose, I, I think you could probably edit it so you didn't have that one bit to help continuity. That's, that's fine. I mean, I know this was made in a time when you were probably editing with rocks and sticks and such, but geez, why make it so obvious? This stuntman looks nothing like Arnold, and I think the movie is kind of... I literally can't see his face. Oh man, here we go. I'm about to shit on one of the coolest and most iconic moments in movie history. First of all, the mud is almost certainly not cold enough to lower or mask his body temperature enough to make him invisible to the pre- How do you know that? You don't maybe, know that the mask strictly works as a as heat temperature detectors work on, on Earth. It's alien technology. Maybe I'm that's enough. I couldn't the Predator see him through, through like, trees earlier. The, like I'm willing, I'm willing to accept it. That um, I find it hard to believe that the 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 mud was enough. And if you look at like the palm of his hand, you can actually see the mud isn't covered enough. So that should bring up like a little red dot or whatever. But 
yeah, the, like the, the, this. This is obviously the film is saying whatever happened to Arnie with this mud, it was enough to fool the sensors on the Predators thing. That that's what the movie's saying. Second of all, even if it were cold enough, he didn't coat his skin fully or properly. Third, even if the mud were cold enough and evenly enough applied all over Dutch, from him crawling on it, that doesn't mean the Predator would be blind to Dutch. It just means the Dutch shape he sees is now a different, more blue color, colder than the branches and rocks, or warmer, and not the same color as humans normally read. But still, the Predator should see a Dutch-sized blob right in front of him. He does. They show it in the film, and he mixes in with the rest of the background. I'm not even kidding, you can watch this. I would pull it up, but it's a really cool part of the film where the Predator scans past, and you can see Dutch's arm and his face mixed in with a bunch of trees and shit, and you're like, the Predator doesn't distinguish it. He just looks past and he's like, hmm, nothing's here. But obviously he's probably going to leave that bit out. Fourth, what about his yeah, yeah. eyeballs? Doesn't at least some heat radiate from the eyes? What is this substance on me that might have blinded my foe? I shall acquire some from my shoulder to take a closer look so the audience knows for sure why this happened. Yeah, and then... Arnie actually says he couldn't see me. They do work their ass off for the audience to understand what's happened, even though it's pretty obvious, but, you know, again, that's, that's a very small problem. The good news is at least they didn't make him actually verbalize He couldn't see me. Damn it! If you knew the psychopathic alien hunter was trying to track you down and somehow figured out that mud kept him from seeing you, wouldn't you just slather that stuff on before going anywhere? I'm just I think the assumption is that the Predator's given up on him assuming that he exists, and Arnie understands that. That's, and that's why he has to call him back. Because he's like, I'm not actually dead. But I suppose yeah, I mean, to be safe, you should probably put the mud on, sure. He just fell off a cliff, and the Predator went down the cliff as well and couldn't find him. Yeah, so so I, I wouldn't, if I was a Predator at that point, I would not be assuming that he was... Yeah, it's pretty unlikely that he'd be alive. The Predator was like, yeah, he's definitely fucked. In fact, maybe he did notice Arnie, saw that he was cold, and thought he was dead. That, you know, you could put it that way. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it, I suppose. Just saying, if it were me, I'd be so covered in mud, it would look like Mr. Hankey was going on for a jungle stroll. You might think this is where the movie went full Home Alone, but that only shows how young you are, because this movie is where Home Alone got all its initial ideas from. Home Alone was literally pitched as Predator with a kid. I doubt that. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. The, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, it would be unlikely, I think, but... I'd like to see that movie. Maybe, pitch. maybe this is a joke again. This is one of his pr trademark jokes. Would you would you watch a Home Alone Predator crossover where uh, <laughs> where, where the kid has to fight against set up traps against Predator? <laughs> I mean, I I would give it a shot if if the Predator was played by Danny DeVito. That's that's when I'd be involved. <laughs> you could call it Child Predator. Oh dear, who are we gonna? Start? Oh no, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> kid in the suburbs. Also, once again, very kind of the Predator to peace out for a long stretch of time, so Dutch can booby trap- He thinks he's dead. Arnie has yeah. to call him back, okay? Watch the film, dude. <laughs> this is getting annoying. Section of the jungle, in broad daylight. Let's talk about how Dutch tied this vine to this log. He wrapped it around one end over and over, and then tied a knot above that. And somehow that multi-ton log hasn't simply fallen straight down out of that not-secure wrap-around vine condom. Look, I don't, everyone, I don't think Jeremy's ever seen a condom. I don't even... What was he saying? That it's impossible that he could have tied the vines to the, the log I mean, to the, make it go up? The way he tied it maybe wouldn't have held it, which I can I can get behind that, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say, like, I completely agree, but the film is telling us he did a knot that did that. Like, whatever. We just move on. Someone in the chat pointed out, why does it matter if it's daylight if the Predator doesn't see in that vision anyway? Yeah, that's true. Daylight or not doesn't matter. I guess he just wanted to he point out that it was daylight. I don't know. Do, do any of the characters know that the Predator has that kind of vision, though? 
I guess we assume that Arnie figured it out at that point. But know. he was the same color as all of his surroundings anyway. The mud. Yeah, I just so, think it's a weird, weird choice. Maybe he just thought, you know, I'm the same color as, as the background. That's why he didn't see me. And that's why he doesn't keep the mud on as well, because he doesn't realize that it's working as heat camouflage. at night in the jungle, when he knows an alien killbot with heat vision is hunting him. He's not, though. He thinks he's dead. <laughs> like, how many times do I have to say this? Artie calls him back. Because he thinks he's dead and he's gone. Hate vision! Fire! Here in a bit, when all his traps are ready, he's going to roar into the jungle to draw the predator to him. And my point is, why? Why would he- Do you want to say the line again? I mean, yeah, I guess I may as well. Uh, the predator thinks he's dead. The predator is a different part of the jungle with his trophies. So when Arnie calls him back, he goes to the source of the sound. Are we done? <laughs> is that enough? Never need to do that with this f***ing signal fire going. <laughs> yeah, no. Unless he chose to test fire that into the most rotten, deadest tree on planet Earth, this arrow is a lot. I guess that tree was rotten and dead. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> sure, you can, you can, you can shoot a bow and arrow into a tree and it'll stick, right? Uh, probably, probably not with what those arrows and that bow is. But I mean, who cares? It's just supposed to be a, a point about how powerful it is. Like again, these are very. I don't want to say the word nitpick because it's just everywhere. In, in I mean, they terms are, of they are nitpicks, and that's the, the point. They are things. Yeah, instead of saying that, I'll just say they are things that do not matter. They don't, these things do not affect anything else. They just think right. it's like the ADR thing. It's like yeah, right. that's a thing. It really is. So it's the point though to be because if it was if it was talking about stuff that really mattered, um, I mean, you can see the the Last Jedi video. I I personally have quite mixed feelings about the Last Jedi. I don't hate it as much as I do. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't mention any of the things that you would actually consider. I mean, no, he mentioned he mentions like he doesn't think Luke has been done justice and that. But he don't. Most of his complaints are just sort of. Um, he complains a lot about the fact that fuel is a, a central plot element. He says like, "Oh, why? Why is fuel suddenly an element when it's never really been mentioned before in Star Wars?" And you're like, "Can can you actually talk about the the film and the things that are wrong with it?" I mean, you don't have to convince me that he would have made a bad video on The Last Jedi considering this, but... I mean, there's a reason I stopped watching his videos, right? I've not ex exactly gotten a resurgence of like, yeah, I should watch more of this. Because <laughs> this just makes me annoyed. Of all the evil things Predators have done, I think killing a platypus might be the evilest. Well, even if I buy that whole mud on your skin thing, applying it directly next to a raging fire seems counterintuitive. Also, what is he looking at? Did he find a mirror out here? <laughs> <laughs> All the, the things you just said, I'm just like, do I, do we need to respond? I think at this point I just want to get yeah. to the end. Arg. I swear if Chris Hansen popped out right now, I'd take off 50 cents. Wouldn't all these explosions be uh, counterproductive for the Predator's heat vision? Why wouldn't whatever the Predator version- It's panicking. Because something's attacked it, it can't see, so it's firing everywhere. I don't think it gives a shit if it can see or not. Because it's enemy yeah, is clearly invisible. Yeah, because it can't see him anyway. Exactly. But sure, I better be careful shooting these uh, these explosives, or I might be able to see it even less than not at all. Oh, he's asking why wouldn't they have developed a weapon that would have been more non-explosive? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, but still, I mean, it's super effective though. <laughs> and like, it seems, uh, uh, judging from the rest of the film, it looks like that system does not get in the way of the predator's vision even a little bit. Humans can't see through explosions, and, and we use explosives <laughs> as well. Good, that's a good point, actually. We use rocket launchers that we can't see through them when we use them, so... ...of Smith & Wesson is have developed a more non-explosive weapon system. Oh no, the Predator's unfair space laser is broken? That's too bad. No, its space laser still works. It's its invisibility thing that got broken there. 
he he uses the plasma caster again in a moment, so a bit awkward. Who needs breadcrumbs when the alien antagonist is bleeding in intervals this regular? Yeah, it's kind of weird that you know you wounded the the enemy that bleeds luminescent blood, and you were able to track that. That's just <laughs> that's what are the odds of that? When something is wounded, blood comes out of there. Like that's how that's how cuts work. Instead of easily killing him here, the predator traps his skull. Instead of easily killing him because he wants to have a one-on-one -on -one fight with him. Did you watch the film? Come on, man. Oh, oh wait, he actually he actually says it because he wants a fair fight. I'm assuming there's still a problem then. Throws him against a tree, then leaves him and walks away and takes off his mask because he wants to fight fair here at the end now that he's fought unfair the whole movie to wipe everyone else out. Mm, and I wouldn't say that. I think it's more to do with the fact, especially when he takes a close look at Dutch, he's fascinated by how this thing managed to do this much damage to him, and so he wants to was, prove that he's still better than him. I, I was seeing it when I was watching as a, like a respect thing, of like, you seem like a noble adversary, I'll take you on. Yeah, like, I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna use my fucking OP weapon to knock you out, I'll fight you normally. Like, and he still beats the shit out of him up until he gets the, the upper hand with the log. <sighs> Dutch. Besides, this is backed up in Predator 2. Um, this is a thing they have respect for their enemies. That's a, that's a thing Predators do. Obviously, it's ruined in the new Predator film, but we we don't we don't talk about that. The, the, yeah, only, the only Predator movies I've seen are this and Alien vs. Predator movies. I you need to see Predator 2 and Predators. They would be the the remaining ones that people would probably recommend. Do not see the new one. It is so awful. I'm probably going to watch it at some point just for the. Uh... <laughs> Just for the, the comedy? And honestly, yeah. he can f*** right the hell off. So this does mean that the Predator has found a suitable mate, right? That's where this seductive striptease is heading, no? Why does some Predator what, vision joke, without I the guess? mask look like he still sees in heat vision, and other times it just looks completely red? If I didn't know better, I'd think you were just cycling through cool 80s video effects. Probably because, yeah, he's, they don't actually have an alien vision piece of technology that they were using, they just... I mean, I guess they could have used an actual infrared camera. My assumption, by the way, this is just going from what we see in the film, is that Predators do see in heat vision and the mask basically, like, what, what would you call it, like, um, focuses it? I, I think so. Like that, that's what I assume, because it's really blurry when he has the mask off compared to when he has it on. That's it's just, like, it's just like glasses. That's what I got from it. ...and making it up as you go along. You don't have to read Predator Ease to know a good old-fashioned pointless bomb countdown when you see one. That actually bugged me in, in this, just, uh, how much... How much the bomb countdown felt like an actual bomb countdown. Oh yeah, like, you you know that the film wants us to believe that Arnie could pick up that it's a bomb. And like, it, it's a completely alien piece of technology. It, but it still it, goes beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep. <laughs> and like, especially if you're if you're kamikazeing, why would you want that to happen? Uh, like, why would you want it to beep at all? I don't know. Why, why would you want a, a delay? Oh, I guess to give time for friendlies to get out of the area potentially i don't know it could it could still be a respect thing again but yeah no, yeah because uh, we assume that the point. reason he nukes himself is to prevent any predator gear from falling into the hands of humans basically because it definitely gives arnie enough time to escape so we assume that the predator was okay with that happening but he did kind of look like when when he was doing it he did kind of make a haha face of i'm gonna get you now with my explosion that's yeah that's to be interpreted i always looked at it as um you're not getting my shit like, you won, but you still don't really win. Because you know how the Predator makes see. trophies of his enemies? It's like, you can't make a trophy of me, bitch. Actually, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. And this is the thing, for all we know, um, 
you know, the, the, the beeping, like, that might have been optional. He might be able to instant nuke it, he might be able to set it for an hour, and he just decided to set it so Arnie could get out of there. I don't know. I mean, from what we've seen of his technology, I'm, I would guess that that's the case. And yeah, the, the, there's a lot of inference to do, and that's why Predator's fun. It's a very, it's a movie that doesn't answer much of anything. It's just like, what do you think that this is all about? And you're like, can you make it make sense? Or Because what you can do is uh, assume stuff that's contradictive or assume stuff that makes sense. The the what we're displayed really isn't contradictive at all. It's, it's just uh, only if you interpret it one specific way. Oh, there's a couple of people saying that I'm writing the movie uh, for it, which is a criticism I have for uh, people uh, uh, approaching The Last Jedi. I've, I've literally said several times it's inference. You you can absolutely do that. If someone infers, like 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 Jay just did, it's like why would the the thing do that? It would, it wouldn't make sense. It's giving. Uh, people an option. It's like we we, we uh, it's giving like a warning to your enemies. It's like well we can assume that's what it's doing. We could also assume it's doing something else. And it's like whichever one makes more sense or less sense you could go with. Completely down to you, I suppose. But it's not. It really a, depends on the context because it's not a definitive it's contradiction. It's not like the movie is definitively said the predator wants Arnie to escape because he likes him. Or so well, I mean that wouldn't even be a contradiction even if they did say that. <laughs> What were you saying? Yeah, I was saying it was. It really depended on the context because, in the context of the Last Jedi, there are a lot of people that write the movie for it. But that's not the same as Predator, where you have to infer well, something. Yeah. For example, like it makes sense that they they didn't do the hyperdrive thing up till that point because nobody's tried it. It's like wow, that's quite the inference you make in there. That like no person uh, that doesn't even make sense because if you remember, Hux like immediately reacts as if she's gonna do it. So it's like clearly yeah. people are aware of this. So you know that this is what I mean. You can infer. It just depends every time on how much you're actually ignoring parts of the films to sort of try and come up with a, a conclusion about it. But anyway, let's. I, I I forget how he ends these videos. It's just with a. I want to be the people's governor. Space. Oh yeah, and there's like there's like. Stingers at the end, they're like jokes, right? These are actually jokes, so we don't actually need this to watch just, them. It'll just be like clips that are like things that he thinks are similar. He'll cut clips together to draw parallels between stuff. Hey, technically, we're still at less than thir t 13 minutes, so yeah, the title is He's right. That, that's he did a good job with the title there. Uh, he got he, he named his video correctly, and that is that is something he got right. Um. But yeah, that's that's Cinema Sins for you. I I'm <laughs> just reminding myself of why I never watched Cinema Sins. I have to deal with this every week. Well, Fine. yeah, I was gonna say you made like a. This is your this is your whole thing, right? This, this is what you want to do. I'm, I'm sort of trying to branch out, uh, and because it started out as just sort of a. I mean, it was sort of a. I want to make. I want to be able to make something regularly, and this is something I can do regularly. But now that I'm starting to take YouTube more seriously, I'm trying to branch out into other stuff and sort of making this a general criticism of criticism channel, which is how I ended up talking about you. Which is mm -hmm. Also, I don't, we don't need to address that video. <laughs> you um, do you are you interested in like sort of maybe getting to the point one day where you don't do any of that anymore and actually just make your own sort of reviews, maybe? Um, I I like what I wouldn't ever want the channel to. I mean, I wouldn't. I have multiple channels. This is by far the most successful that I've got, and I could see myself getting to a point in the future where I don't upload regularly to this channel anymore. I just sort of uploaded if I felt like it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't really. It's not something I see myself wanting to stop anytime soon. <clears throat> it's like I, I well, want. I mean, you, you must be having fun doing what you're doing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because uh, this is the thing. A lot of people might be like, like, oh, how could you? We responded to Movie Bob uh, the last time we did this, and like the chat were getting actively infuriated listening to him, and like Wolf lost his mind. Like, there are certain results you can get from certain content creators. Like, I would actually start to find it painful to keep watching Cinema Sins videos because. Like, how many times did I have to try and clarify what was even being said? Like, I don't even understand him half the time. And this is the thing, I don't even, I think he has a decent voice. The format is quite, I want to say slick. I don't think it's, like, amazingly made, just, uh, it's, it's easy to see. It's nice to see. It's a format that loads of people have just, uh, taken up and started using themselves. So yeah. Is, I think the format is really a good idea. But, I mean, I, I, yeah, like I his... I use it. I don't find much substance. So I'm just no. like, so I, yeah, I, I never get that interested. And half the time, people do questions like, "Why are you even bothering <coughs> responding to him? He's not he's not legitimate as a source of criticism." It's like, well, some people do find that he is. I, I'm sure you must have had a had a moment maybe in your life where people have sent you a Cinema Sins video, maybe said like, "See, the movie isn't as good as you thought," or something like that. You'd be like, "Oh." I mean, I have I have a lot of uh, a lot of people saying different things about me to me about Cinema Sins. And it's just, just, just this interesting. There's a uh, the two main criticisms I get of just for doing what I do are brilliantly contradictive. I'll get people saying, um, "This is actually you, what you're doing here is silly because CinemaSins is fine and there's no problem with their content because I mean they don't really. Uh, I mean they make mistakes, but everyone makes mistakes, and you should just uh, you know ignore that and let them let them do what they do because they're fine." And I'm mm. like, okay. And the other one is always, "I oh, don't take them seriously. They're not meant to be taken seriously." It's like it's what they say themselves in interviews, <laughs> which we already said we already talked about, uh, because they literally contradict themselves when they talk about why they do what they do. Yeah. Uh, in some interviews, they'll say, "Oh, it's just for jokes and satire, and none of it's meant to be taken seriously." And in other interviews, they will say, "Oh, we want to point out actual, genuine problems in films." And I think they try to do both in the same video, and I oh, think yeah, that's yeah. why it falls flat. We get it's that like, impression, right? It's like he's he's got a, a lot of problems that are like legit but tiny to the point of just being like, I don't even see how this is relevant, really. Then he's got a couple that are like, if they were definitively true, they represent quite kind of big problems in how the, the plot runs or whatever, but they're oftentimes ignoring information. And he's got like, I want to say like 60% of the video was jokes. But not not like, they weren't really jokes insofar as they were like made like jokes. They were just sort of jokes insofar as he said words that didn't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, certain references that just flew over my head as well, because, like, you know, people be like, ah, uh, whatever that guy's name, he's an American uh, football coach. It's like, okay, what does that have to, <laughs> that doesn't answer this at all. Um, see, see, what he didn't do, which uh, he, he does a lot of, um, he do, in fact, he does this so much that I've recently banned myself from, uh, from talking about it as much, because uh, he, a lot of what he does, and in my experience, he'll generally do this, like, maybe at least five times in any of his videos is just compare two things and that's the sin. Actually, he did do it in this quite a lot. To be fair. I was going to say, he had a when lot of talking about, like points like, out uh, a mundane thing or a connection and he's just like, that's a sin. And you're like, it was? So he does that so much that I ha- uh, that it started out of me go- as me going, oh, he has da 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 that movie has da-da-da and that's a sin for some reason. And then it just sort of, I had to say that so much that I cut it down to this movie, that movie. And I had to say that so much 
that I've banned myself from saying that phrase now. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because... you probably try to not cover his jokes, I imagine, too, right? Because that's just wasted airtime almost. He's like, yeah, that was a joke. It, yeah. Wait, because it's not like it's not like the jokes don't mean... It's not like, you know, the fact that it's a joke means that the words don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, he still said the thing, and the thing oh, is... Do you, mean, do you mean, like, if he sort of tells a joke while performing a form of criticism? It's like, yeah. oh, so I, I might want to recognize the fact that that's actually criticism. So yeah, if, if he'll be like, you know, uh, it, it says a joke, and then it's like, here's why that's... It's not stupid, though. But yeah, uh, he's, a, he's an extremely successful channel, so, you know, more power to him, because this has worked. But I found it fascinating to find out that there are several, and I say like, there's more than like 10 people who are doing everything wrong with, and then video games or movies. Oh, exact there are same so format. many. And the, yeah, and they're all, they've got a, an element of success. Like they're actually, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I was like, there's a guy with like 200,000 subscribers who's doing the exact same thing as CinemaSins. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> we, I know you know about this because we uh, talked about him uh, the other day. Uh, no bullshit. Literally has a cinema since clone channel that he doesn't post to anymore. It it blows my mind because then you've got the counterculture of, of channels like yourself, where there's people just watching these videos. I mean, technically speaking, we've done it today. Where you just respond, and there's channels that are really successful of that alone as well. It's just like Cinema Sins has created his own like. <laughs> cinema Sins <laughs> has created a sub industry. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. That's how popular it is, and. I suppose that's how popular talking about media is in general. Like, people just really like... I mean, that would explain me and Wolf's channels as well. We, we, we both tackle games and films mainly, so... Just the, the whole, like, the movie industry is on, like... And especially the movie criticism as an industry is just really growing fast. You've got... You've got and so much, It's like, become, like, the, the, the concern has become, like, which are the people we should be listening to? And there's there's a lot of talk about that, isn't there? <laughs> and yeah, like... I was, plus, also, a big element of that, like, politics gets just rammed into it as well, because lots oh, yes. of films there. And you've got... Uh, I, I, I don't want to open the can of worms that is... Uh, any, I don't want everyone. I don't really want to address anything political at the moment. I mean, if I do address political stuff, I want to spend a good long time thinking about it because, like, this isn't just film nitpicks. This is shit that actually matters. So, like, when when you were talking about politics today, I was just sort of like, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet for this bit because it's a it's a full it's a full on minefield of it is and one, uh, one slip avoid of the tongue in my in, in my videos as much as possible because uh, I don't know, I just. It feels like it's it, it's it's now novel as an idea to have a channel that doesn't mention politics at all, because that's rare. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if, if I feel like something is important and needs to be mentioned, bring it up, but I won't dwell on it. <laughs> there's, like people, the... there's people arguing in the chat about whether or not I've covered games. I, I have covered games. Uh, uh, <laughs> as, as the Righteous Dawn... <laughs> all you need Dawn, to do is just look at your channel. The, the Righteous Dawn just said Mola did a fucking eight-part Dark Souls 2 video series. What about that is movies? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh... Oh, so... Uh, see, this, this can't not be mentioned. Uh, I, I did bring this up on V's stream, but I've spoken to V and Sargon literally just because they were like, wanna chat? And I was like, cool. And we talked about movies, and now people are like, well, as, as Evil Loch Ness has just said, uh, Mola hasn't got the balls to call him out. I literally don't give a shit at what politics people hold when we're talking about fucking films. 
I will talk to yeah. H-Bomber guy about movies. I will talk to Sargon about movies. Those two can have their political fights as long as they want. I just want to talk about movies. You can keep me out of it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's not to be said for that. It's, it yeah. bugs me because, like, why? Why does everything have to be about politics, for fuck's sake? Yeah, how many times have you and me talked about politics? That's ever? actually a good point. You'd think we would have, wouldn't you? But no. <laughs> like I mean, we, maybe we've made like a reference once or twice, but most of the time it's just we're talking about movies and video games. Yep. Lately, it's just been like me spamming you with quotes from God of War 4. And I <laughs> they give you updates if we ever see movies. We're just like, yeah, that was shit. Oh, that was shit. Oh, this is good. Yeah, we, and if, like, if, if we ever hang out outside the podcast, about. we're usually going to watch a film. That's, that's commonly what actually happens. The last film we watched was Black Panther. It was wonderful. Yeah, because you never pick out good movies aside from <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> you can't say that. But so many people hate Spider-Man Homecoming. What did, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Jay? I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I, I really yeah. liked it. Loads Probably of people hated it. One of my favorite MCU films. See, what, I, I, I don't know I would, what people have against it. Well, the most common criticisms I've found is that it's too dissimilar from the comic, which obviously I can't... I have no reference for. Um, like, there's a couple of comments about... Uh, some of the mechanical things, like he doesn't care enough about giving away his secret identity because obviously his friend and his auntie find out in the film and he doesn't seem to really care. But both of those were accidents, so I was just like, I don't know if... I don't know. Well, but, none of that stuff is really f film running. Uh, but people didn't like the fact that they turned Flash into the... Like, is Flash supposed to be like a big buff white guy and he's... I'm pretty sure Flash is like not that at all in the film, and he also plays like multiple roles, that guy, but like, these are things where I'm just like, yeah, but if we start talking about all the good things in Homecoming, like, the, these things get flushed out the toilet, like, like easily, because there's, there's a lot of good shit uh, in it. But the fact that it's different from the comics isn't inherently a bad thing. Well, no, I, I don't think so either, but I know that I mean, that's a reason yeah. for a lot of people to not like it. Um, the Shining, uh, the movie is like so far from the book, it's actually kind of insulting in a couple cases but it's still a really good movie even though it's nothing like the book well, i mean civil war is my favorite mcu movie and apparently it, it goes a decent chunk away from the comic like significantly and i was like okay that's fine with me like you, you gotta look at it objectively as its own thing as well, much as an adaptation thing, right like, it's a movie it's not a comic like i can i can say that the shining is one of the worst movie adaptations i think of, well maybe not one of the worst but it is a really bad movie adaptation however it's still a really good movie, even though it's nothing like the book. Comic yeah. books and movies are such different like forms of media that you to faithfully adapt a comic. Like there are so many comics that if you actually faithfully adapted them, like panel for panel on the screen on a big screen, it would be terrible, just because it wouldn't it wouldn't go across so well. Like you know you know what I'm saying? We've, we've got how comics are formatted, especially when they come out in uh, little issues. They come out and they're not uh, they're they're more serialized and they're I, I'm I'm talking about my ass. I've never actually picked up a comic, but uh, my impression of them is that they are short and serialized, and you can't make that into a movie as well. I mean, I get that there are longer ones, but I just I would want to hear why the thing because I was talking to Wolf about this. Like I have criticisms of uh, Game of Thrones that I can relate to the book, but I can also make arguments that have no relevance to the book, which I think is important as a difference. You can talk about how it's a because this is the thing, adaption. It's like, does that mean they have to be 100% loyal? It's like, well, no, usually it means that you're as loyal as you can be while maintaining the fact that you're a completely different medium. There are some things you just have yeah, to change. Like, like Mahler, I think uh, I think we talked about it, how uh, 
Arya and Tywin didn't interact in the book, but they did in the show. And it's great. Those scenes yeah. are awesome. So, yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it's complicated. And, and this is the thing. If someone said, like, I don't like it because it's so inaccurate to the comics, I'd be like, oh, that's fine. But, like, it, that, doesn't make it, that doesn't make it bad, though. That's, like, that's not definitive. I can understand why you didn't like it. Say, for example, you're really attached to something they did in the comic. And you're like, oh, they're, they're adapting it to the movie? That's so sweet. And then they do, like, a completely opposite thing. I can totally see why you would find it frustrating. But it's like, for me, I'm just like, that's not evidence of bad quality. That that sounds to me like they decided to take certain elements and then make their own story, which can go really badly, but it can also go really well. Yeah, like if you're if you're at the point where you're you know, saying that something's bad because it's different from something else, you've got to at least, at least make an attempt to say why the changes they've made have made it objectively worse. Well, Unless you're just saying, I don't like it because, that's well, fine. Well, for but... instance, can you argue why the Dark Tower is bad without referencing the book at all? I have not read oh, the book. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've made a lot of references to the books in my video of it because I absolutely loved those books and I hated the movie. But it's way more than just a bad adaptation. It's like just a horrible, horrible film. Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of how... I feel, if you ever catch me saying that something is bad because it's too different from the source, then try and, you know, you can always ask me, it's like, what about it's, itself? And this doesn't apply to stuff like saying The Last Jedi is worse when you consider the originals. It's like, well, that's a direct sequel. That's not the same as an adaption. Just just to clarify if anyone's making that con confused with that. But, like, literally turning a comic into a film, I feel, I feel like you get a lot of leeway to be able to uh, change up how you would sort of sort of present the story. But obviously, there are some things, like... Lord of the Rings isn't 100% accurate. A lot of people get frustrated that um, Tom Bombadil isn't in it. But there's, I, I don't think that he needed to be in it. You know? No, he didn't really add much to the books aside from world building anyway. And there was plenty of world building in the films to make up for it. So yeah, um, hopefully that sort of puts that to bed, I suppose. Um, I'm going to read off this next selection of Super Chats quick. Uh, have you guys watched any new Jared videos? If not, please repent and queue one up. Uh... They're pretty much saved for Wolf's podcast, assuming they, um, you know, whenever we do them. So, not recently, but I do actually, you know, watch some of Jared's videos every once in a while, depending on what's on offer. I don't know if you do Wolf, but sometimes I'm like, hey, I'll check it out. If it's like a movie review, sometimes I check it out. Yeah, yeah they bring joy to my life to watch a Jared video. Oh, I just, sorry, I, I do ca randomly catch stuff in, in chat. Um... I disagree. People who grew up with the characters and spent time with them for years are understandably pissed if the characters fundamentally change, no matter the medium. That doesn't counter anything I said. Yeah, I mean, look, I... Um, People can be pissed. I mean, that doesn't mean the thing is bad. Yeah, I mean, I can't uh, think off the top of my head. Maybe if I, like, took a while to really mull it over, I could probably think of some people that are some characters from movie adaptations that are completely different from the books, but... Um, again, it really depends on the quality of the film as a standalone, because you can still say that an adaptation sucks while still being a good movie. Like mm. I said, uh, The Shining, horrible adaptation. Uh, pretty much, well, I mean, The Shining is a pretty, actually a pretty good example, because uh, I don't remember what the black guy's name is. Ugh. Well, anyway, in the book, <laughs> he actually had a purpose. In the movie, they just shat all over his character. Is it a like, bad adaptation the... if it's a good product at the end? Or is it the adaptation... Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say it, I would say you can be a bad adaptation, but still a good movie. Well, I'm saying that wouldn't the adaptation the be good if the product turned out to be good? Do you know what I mean? Like, you take a thing, you adapt it, and the thing is also good. Wouldn't the... Uh, well, be... 
I would say it would be a good standalone, but not a good adaptation because to adapt something you like, it goes without saying that people expect it to be like the thing you're adapting. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm genuine. I'm not even trying to point out something here. I'm literally just like curious as to how we would define adaptation. Yeah, well, when I when I say adaptation, at least I mean like I if it's a bad adaptation in my eyes, it means that it didn't follow what to, it's adapting. Sort of to stay loyal or uh... to to stay loyal enough to get everything right, like uh, the It movie. I really love the I love uh, the It book, and I actually really liked the movie, mm-hmm. even though it changed a ton of things from the book. But it still got the important stuff down. Uh, being the characters, the themes, and everything they go through. Um, so that that would I would say would be maybe not a horrible adaptation, but like a, a meh adaptation. But it's still a really good movie. So just to so, clarify, so the, then. Uh, sorry. Do you want to go? I was just going to say quickly: the fact that they don't have Tom Bombadil in the Lord of the Rings movie would be considered a a, a notch against them in terms of an adaptation. Then. Um. Well, I come from the kind of unique perspective of I didn't really like Tom Bombadil to begin <laughs> with. But um But yeah, by I mean, principle honest, you would still have to say that yeah that fine right like Yeah, I mean in all fairness though, Tom really didn't play much of a role in the books to begin with aside from just it's part of the world building mm. uh because he was mentioned one time at the very end of the two towers. And uh, it, it was something to the effect of they were in Shelob's cave and Sam was like, man, I wish Tom was here. here. And I, at that point, I <laughs> forgot that Tom was part of the book in the first place. And I was like, who's Tom? And then I was like, oh, that crazy guy in the forest. Yeah, and like then- I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on board with this. I just, I just wanted to clarify because I always sort of looked at it as to adapt something is to change it from what it was to a new medium. And that could mean that you could change a lot of stuff along the way. Oh yeah, like, I mean there there was a lot of significant changes from Lord of the Rings book to the film, but there was still way more intact that I would call it a very good adaptation, even despite the things that they changed or took out. It, it's kind of subjective. It depends on, uh, well, it really depends on uh, book to book. Lord of the Rings, I would call an excellent adaptation. The Shining, I would call a shit adaptation. But they're both good films? Question mark. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. What's your what's your take, Jay? So I, I've just realized I'm I'm completely distracted. You're completely distracted. Uh, I, I have I've uh, I I tuned out of it there. Oh well, like I I'm just interested on how people take all of this because, like I said, if if you take uh, a book or or even a TV show or whatever and just turn it into the the other thing, um, it's almost like depending on how much is the same determines how much your adaptation is. Uh, well, how much of a good adaption it is, but that'll have no effect necessarily on how good of a thing it is in its own medium. Would that be? Oh yeah, I I, I agree with that. Like to to an extent, I think that making like some changes that you can justify for the change of the medium means like that doesn't necessarily make it a worse adaptation. But um, if you if you would say, I mean, like Fifty Shades of Grey would be a terrible adaptation of The Shining. Like <laughs> yes, I think we agree I mean, it's that. terrible yeah. in general. So it's about it. It's terrible zone, but I mean, The Shining would be a terrible adaptation of Fifty Shades of Grey. So I mean, if it's completely different and it's if if it's different without really reasons that you can understand, I would say, or like justifiable reasons, I would say that makes it a worse adaptation. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, 
I just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how everyone generally feels on. The, I wonder if if this is sort of like an accepted thing or not. Like, the say for example, something that you can't have, uh, in a in let's say something that was adapted from one medium to the next. So like, um, I'm trying to think of like if you adapted a movie to an audio book for whatever reason, then there's certain things that can happen, or at least. I'm trying to think of what what could be in a movie that can't possibly be in a book because you could always describe visuals and sound. So, technically um, speaking, what could be in a movie that can't possibly be in a book? Yeah, I, I can think of things that are in a book that can't be in a movie. But okay, wait, go, go for that. Like for example, uh, well, I'll reference the Lord of the Rings. Um, in the movie, the you know the huge eye on top of Barad-dûr. Yeah, that that's not actually in the book. There is a part where. Uh, when uh, Frodo looks into Galadriel's mirror, he sees a flaming eye, but there's not like a literal actual eye on top of the tower in the book. Mm -hmm. They had to adapt what is basically um, symbolism and um, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphor? Uh, yeah, that would work too. Symbolism, well, metaphor. We don't that. actually know what's on the tower. They just describe it, is it? Or sort of well, in there there is nothing on this tower in the book. Um, they just took a port, a part from the book. And because Sauron never actually appears physically in the book, they had to kind of give him a presence in the movie because it wouldn't make sense otherwise without the, uh, without the context that the book gives. And unless the movie decided to go into just unreasonable amounts of exposition, then which would detract from the movie as a whole, then they had to make some kind of physical representation of Sauron. So they took something in the book and then kind of made it into something different. So there is like symbolism, metaphors, and there's a word you I count keep that thinking as of. Good in terms of adaption or bad in terms of adaption? Um, or adaptation. Well, I'm not even sure what the right word is there. Taking, well, I would say it's good because they did take one thing that was in the book and they applied it to something that they needed to do in order to adapt it into so a like movie. convert it into movie. Yeah, because uh, the way that they used that uh, Tolkien used Sauron in the book, they couldn't do that for the film because it would kind of detract from... It, it would make the film kind of boring because there would be no physical evil presence to really latch onto. Mm -hmm. If they just said, oh, Sauron's coming, and then they never showed anything about it, then the movies wouldn't have had the impact that they do. But because uh, of the way that the books describe it, they get away with it. Yeah, like how you can sort of, you could have like um, a vista in a book or a, a song in a book. And then when you actually see it sang or see the actual thing in a movie, you can be disappointed because it wasn't quite what you thought it was, even though it could be accurate to what was described in the book, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like an accurate adaption in some ways and also in other ways. I mean, this is the thing, right? Because I'm interested in seeing how the comics were adapted in Marvel, if at all. But the fact is, like, obviously I can't even judge it, and it's not even... It's not really relevant to me as to how good of it, how good it is as a movie. Because obviously it doesn't need to function as anything but a movie. But if someone said to me, like, Civil War, for example, is an awful adaption because it doesn't have anything from the original comic aside from the fact that it's a civil war between those two characters, I'd just be like, okay. It's a bad yeah, I mean that that would be that would be a relevant thing to say. You you couldn't really say that Civil War was objectively bad as a standalone film because of that, but you can say that it is a bad adaptation. 
I don't know because I've never watched it. I've never read the comic. No, same. So. Well, that's the thing. If someone, what I'm trying to say is like, if someone said it is a bad ad- adaption, objectively, I'd just be like, all right, it doesn't bother yeah. me because I'm obviously I, I I'm just judging it as a film, not as an adaption. Um, yeah, that's. I was I was gonna say if I just read out these next super chats, I assume that the, we're we're pretty much good at that point because I'm surprised we actually got through two two videos without spending you know ten hours. That's uh, impressive. Uh, if you want to see the room two, watch Wrinkle in Time, two thousand eighteen. Not even exaggerating. <laughs> yes. I've I've heard that's a so funny. but we should do that sometime, Wolf. Me, you, and a couple of others oh, get some drinks. Oh, absolutely. I'd I'd love to because I genuinely think that you should, just because it's hilarious. But yeah, no. Let Let's definitely watch it together. That's funny. Okay. Um, bread and unbridled rage. That must be referencing fucking <laughs> rags. Uh, good not might be a useful way to describe adaption. Perhaps faithful would be more appropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on your meter for what makes a good or bad adaptation, which can be subjective. Yeah, it, it's a very complicated subject. I quite, it's quite interesting. Obviously, yeah, by the way, Jay, if you actually had uh, anything you wanted to say on this, because I don't know if you're still distracted or not. I've, uh, see, I, I've never read or seen any of the lord of the rings so what i know it's the <laughs> biggest Christ. it's the biggest part of no culture i still need to get on board with oh my god you got it okay when you watch the movies only watch the extended cuts i know yeah, that yeah that, i know that um people kind of use the extended cuts it's like a get out of jail free card for shitty movies but the extended cuts were actually like required because they're so unbelievably long like we're talking the whole trilogy is 12 hours jesus it's amazing, but though. It, it's seriously... It, it is the, the best movies 12 movies you need to see before you die sort of thing. People in the chat are calling me a heretic. I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> I mean, it's... I, <laughs> it's kind you of You don't insane. meet many people who have... In fairness, we found out recently that Rags hadn't seen Aliens. Please don't tell me you haven't seen Aliens. I, I love Aliens. Oh, thank Christ. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, sat through, I sat through the second Alien versus Predator film just because of how much I love oh, I haven't seen yeah. Resurrection yet, though. You, this this makes more sense because you did tell. Was it you that <laughs> said that watch you, Resurrection. you were more of a fan of Alien than Predator, right? That's what you said to me. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd never seen any of the Predator films other than Alien versus Predator before today. It's, it's just it's interesting because like I was a super fan of both, so I was like AVP is like a dream come true. That I was like, well, this was, mm. <laughs> and then you watched it. <laughs> See, I really enjoyed AVP, but I, I wouldn't ever like say that it was a good film. The same as like Suicide Squad. Uh, I, I loved watching it. But, it's like a you know. it, it's like a fan film in a uh, how do I put this? It's like it, it feels like someone playing in their back garden with the two toys. Yeah. Like I'm smashing them together, they're fighting. Yeah, and you got to watch that with like Hollywood level, you know, prosthetics and graphics and stuff. And it's like, oh, that was kind of neat. But I mean, yeah, I I would never say AVP is a good film, but I could enjoy <laughs> watching it from for the very superficial elements of just seeing Predator and Alien smash into each other. I guess. See, the the, the only reason, the only real thing that I had that I, I was just like pretty disappointed by with it, other than the fact that it's not very good, oh. was just how uh, just how shit on the Xenomorphs get. Because obviously, I was just there for the Xenomorphs. It was like, hey, you know who's uh, who's who's going to win this. Movie? Is that I feel the exact same way in reverse. I hated how much the predators got shot on because one alien kills two predators. But like the the predators are the uh, like come out on top. Like, uh, he nukes them all with his thing. I the guess. predators are the ones that are like. I, I mean, we 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 spoke about this before. I would yeah. Pref- 
But the Predators are, technically speaking, on top, because, let's be honest, aliens are essentially creatures that are running around killing stuff, while Predators are actually... The Predators have a society. They're like yeah, a... They're a I'm, people. They're a species who do things, <clears throat> while aliens run around killing things. Like, I'm, I'm not saying they're not intelligent, but Predators, considering both of these... These factions... technology. I would say Predators are typically going to win every one-on-one -on -one fight uh, out of... Most of the time, especially because they actually have scanners that pick up aliens as well, like specifically. The, the, thing, is, the thing is, is, is what I said to you last time we were saying this is, uh, I think it would have been a better way to approach Alien versus Predator would be if it was the Predator's first ever encounter with the Xenomorphs. Yeah, and so I would, I would, would love to see that in a movie. But the thing is, man, like every off. single new Alien or Predator film that comes out is just a goddamn sack of shit. <laughs> That's what it seems to be at this point. Like, I enjoyed Alien Covenant. How? <laughs> I don't know. I just I liked it. I thought it was fun. Well, I mean, you said you liked AVP. I liked AVP enough That's to true. enjoy it. Do Do you think Covenant is bad and you enjoy it, or do you think it's good and you enjoy it? I I didn't really register enough of it to really decide how good it was. I I didn't get an impression it was amazing. Uh, no, no, I felt like there was stuff you could actually read into it. Well, Patrick uh, Willems like... uh, loves Alien Covenant, so you're in good company. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, I don't know who that is, but I, I feel, no, I'm pretty sure I've heard you reference him before. I've, I've said you, don't know who he is. you should check out his plot holes video. It would be fun for you to respond oh, to that one. Oh, that's the guy. You Actually, you should just watch our stream of us watching his <laughs> plot holes video. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, Appa Ben just said in the chat, by the way, Wolf, that he hasn't seen Lord of the Rings either. Oh, God. Appa, come on. <laughs> you have to see me. these films. Uh, biception might refer to the biceps insertion, which is the space between the elbow and the start of the arch of the bicep. I, I don't think it's that well thought through. I was going to say, all. you're giving him a lot of credit there. <laughs> this is synopsis. Um Left Foot Media I, would be an interesting guest. Cheers. I will look into it. I've heard of Left Foot Media a couple of times. Also, some, it sounded like one of you was going to say something then. I didn't catch that. I was, I was saying, it sound, I'm, I'm fairly sure that the biception thing was he took two words that were vaguely relevant and put them together, and that's how he came up with that. I think you're right. Uh, so, needs the autism spines. That's the reference to the new movie. Uh, top 10 anime alliances. CinemaSins is really fake, to be honest. I've chuckled at some of his jokes, but taking these videos of serious analysis is mega autismo. Well, that's the thing. We've covered how a lot of people will be like, why are you taking it seriously? And it's like, well, some people do take it seriously. They really do. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so you, see, you, see, you see people who don't like fully take it seriously, but they still sort of... I mean, when, when Jeremy doesn't like a film, they'll still like take that to heart and be like, I guess, you know, this film is... I, I guess I won't bother with it. But so often, the reasons he has for disliking a film are superficial and also wrong. Like, you know, yeah. you will point out plot holes and claim everything stupid, and you're like, but, but, no. Well, like, it, and then, it was a common so. theme in the Predator one. Everything he said about the girl was, like, wrong. <laughs> just definitively yeah. wrong. Because there was some stuff he said that was, like, had room for discussion, but he just kept, even contradicted himself on the girl. It was just, it was rough like, listening to that. You'll see sometimes he'll have criticisms like that, and then he'll actually take that into saying, sort of, and that's why this is actually a bad movie, and it's not like, you know, it's not like he's just approaching everything with the sort of, you know, we're just pointing out the mistakes. Sometimes he will actually say, no, I don't like this movie because... And sometimes it is stuff like that that's not actually been thought through. Mm. 
We're being asked um, what we think of cinema wins. We've already talked about this. We we yeah, but some people in chat don't know these things because they just popped in. Uh, Dust special, fun, but... okay. Dusty S said, uh, "Really enjoy CSS here. Hope to see him more on EFAP." Well, that'll that'll be for the future. The problem for EFAP is that every guest we have is like, "I'll come back," and it's like, "Good God, we'll never have a guestless <laughs> episode." Even though we have to have a guestless episode next week, but um, I've I've had fun with you with you, Jay. How have you found? It's been uh, fun to be here. It's a very silly like, podcast, isn't it? <laughs> I, I like the idea that somehow I made a terrible video. Well, like, I mean, I don't think it's as bad as you said it was, but I can see why <laughs> you thought it was as bad as you thought it. You thought you. Why, I can see why you thought it was as bad as you thought it was. I've said publicly uh, that I'd rather make friends than enemies. Honestly, like, uh, I'm so tired of making enemies. I've made enemies out of so many people I've never even heard of. I'm just like, okay. Can I, we I, talk? I love the idea. <laughs> I love the idea that you just saw that and you're like, do you want to come on the show? I'm like, right. Well, this is the thing, I, I hate the idea of uh, not letting the other person have their say about it. There have been times we will accidentally have that happen or something, or that might happen in future, but genuinely, I hate the idea of basically being like, no, don't give them a platform, that's the last thing we need. Like, no, 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 let's, let's talk about films. I like talking about films. There, there are people I wouldn't want to give a platform to. Um... Oh, like, uh, this, <laughs> like the this, like horrible you know, humans or something. Well, like uh, personally, like there there are people who just I think don't have the critical thinking, like or the the like the are just not. I feel like some people might find this controversial, but I'm I'm just gonna go no bullshit. I don't think should have a platform. R well, see, okay, so well, if you know who bull no bullshit is, obviously, don't you? Unfortunately, if he was like, can I come on EFA and talk about films? I would be like. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> we'll cover one of your videos with you. That'll be fun because we'll just be like, "What the fuck were you talking about this whole time?" Like the. I mean, I, I don't think anyone should not have a platform because I think everyone should yeah. be able to say whatever dumb shit they want and expose how much of an idiot they are. Yeah, and this is the thing: if we had a choice between no bullshit, you or whoever else, I'd be like, "Well, yeah, but no bullshit is pretty much going to be on the bottom of the list every time." Because, like, why would? Why? <laughs> Just he's no, never been impressed with his videos. And I don't know why he would want to come on here anyway. Like that would be a strange circumstance. But I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like, it's, there's some people who'd be like, "Why would I even bother?" Yeah, I, was like, I, I, I see. Like, obviously, you want him to be able to have a platform. You don't want to silence him because the stuff he says is stupid. You just want to let people know that the stuff he says is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um. And this is the thing, imagine we covered a video from his, which we actually have on Wolf's podcast, I think, and then he said, like, you've blatantly, you know, misrepresented me or strawman me or whatever, and he's like, uh, and you won't let me on your podcast because you know that I'll rip you apart, or something like that, we'd be like, okay, fine, come on. You know, like, the idea that we're being unfair, even if he is a piece of shit, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like... I, I wouldn't want to do that, because it, it just, I imagine it happening to you is kind of where I'm coming from, it's just like, yeah, that would suck, so principally-wise, we would rather open it up to anybody. Um, on, my computer is going to sleep. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> but preferably not like, you know, accepting absolutely anybody who asks. More so, it's it's much more fun to actually have content creators who also critically analyze film. That's usually the place we're aiming for, but you know. Uh, Cinema Sins should be forcefully yiffed by rags. Well, I'm afraid he's gone, but he may have been on board with that. Uh, question for CSS. Of all the movies Cinema Sins has covered, which one do you think is the most egregiously wrong? As in the the, the cinema sense video, but I think I don't know. They're all sort of just generally. I, I don't. I can't really pick like a, a, a top 
a, a most wrong video because they've all just sort of got the uh, they've all got their tropes in them and they're all sort of like they, they will generally have about the same amount of mistakes in it. I mean, there's not been any individual one that I've gone, wow, this is so below standard. If that if that answers your question, it's just they're all sort of about the same. If, I mean, say, like, if I was to answer, I'd be like, whichever one I watched recently, that's the worst one. <laughs> it's always fresh on my mind. <laughs> but uh, I'm assuming you're saying that they sort of... He has the exact same approach with pretty much everything, so they're all just as bad as each other. I mean, there'll be ones where, if he's doing a movie that there's actually a lot of flaws in it and a lot of uh, plot holes in that, it will generally be a better video than one where he has to stretch for everything. Because whatever he does, he's going to try and make the video... At least, like I think, twelve minutes is is his standard. I, I've not seen one below twelve minutes in quite a long time. Mm -hmm. So, if there's something like uh, Deadpool, for example, which I mean, a lot of the things that are in Deadpool are really cliche, but uh, are really cliched rather. But uh, a lot of that is on purpose so that they can subvert the cliches and make jokes about them. But then he'll still be like, "Oh, this is a cliche," or he'll really overanalyze the matter jokes and that. And it's just like. This kind of film does not lend itself to your format because your format is all about finding logical holes and that. And Deadpool doesn't give a shit. About yes, it's definitely complicated to try and do it with Deadpool for Christ's sake. This is like try half of it is going to be deliberate that the other half might not even be clear. I mean, it's funnily enough, him attacking Deadpool will be like us attacking Cinema Sins. You know, it would be like you can't fucking say that because that was a joke. We'd be like. Well, Deadpool would be a lot more obvious, while CinemaSins would be like, you can't even tell if it's a joke, or if it's bad writing, or if it's him actually making an issue with the film, you can't fucking tell. Yes, the thing, because he does, he does all three, he makes like genuine mistakes sometimes, because we all do, Ryan and Milk. Um, then he, uh, he will also, like, uh, apparently make mistakes on purpose, he said he does that, but he will then also put them together with genuine criticisms, so it's like, you know, the mistake, <laughs> the real mistakes are there, the genuine, like, the criticisms are there, and it's no distinction between any of them, and you have to figure that out for yourself. Why would he admit that he sometimes makes deliberate mistakes? Is it- is he saying it's supposed to be funny? I- I think it's supposed- I- I don't know. I've not really seen the whole video, I just- mm. I've, I've seen, uh, I've seen videos about him, and I've seen that referenced, and I trust the sources. Strange stuff. Uh, the person who asked that, by the way, said, uh, I also commend you for coming on, so... You go, you've been commended. Uh, you guys First are apolitical. Like you guys are apolitical, usually besides rags, much always throwing in a new atheist jab on Christians every episode. I mean, that happens, but the fact is, me, Wolf, and rags are all atheists as far as I know. Obviously, you could argue that's political, bringing it in at all, but we rarely do. Like, I mean, I can think of only two occasions, and one of them is on this episode. Yeah, it's it's very rare. Uh, how bad is the Venom movie? I really like all your guys' stuff because I was actually gonna go watch it next week, but if it's that bad, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to... I like Marvel's a franchise. I thought it was awful, but, like, entertained by it. It was kind of fun, there's lots of stuff I enjoyed, but overall, like, in terms of structure, it's just a bit of a mess, so... Maybe go to... try and find out from other people you trust if you want to see it or not, because I didn't hate it, I just thought it was kind of bad. So, like, you know... Uh, watch Adaptation, the film they paid Kaufman to adapt the Ghost Orchid into a film, and he turned it into a meditation on the subject of adaptation itself. So, in that case, that would be a bad adaptation, but potentially a good film, I suppose? 
Um, have you guys played slash read the Metro series, Metro 2033, Last Light, Metro 2033, 34, 35? It's pretty oh, interesting. Oh, boy. I'm a huge Metro fanboy. I've read all books. I've read Metro 2033 like six times. So I, I, I'm i like in love with Metro and every, well, everything that has anything to do with Dmitry Klukowski. I, I know nothing about it. <laughs> I'm afraid I mean, you're missing out. No, I've, I've been told, but that's the thing, dude. I've got like a lot of stuff to catch up on. While every day I'm like, well, time to work on the TFA series. It's like, why don't you watch or play Metro? It's like, no. <laughs> or, you know, TFA or we watch terrible movies because that's that's what we do, you know? Like, yeah. like, like we're going to watch seen, Wrinkle in Time, right? <laughs> have you seen Teeth? It's my go-to terrible movie. I've, I've not actually oh. seen it. I only know exactly what it is, though. Uh, I, I, I saw it and then I was like, well, that makes me feel bad. And then I... Never watched it again. It's fully one of my favorite films just because of how bad it is. Freaking Appabed really calling me a heretic when he hasn't even seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> how dare yeah, you? I'd say that not seeing Lord of the Rings is a bit more sin than not playing Metro. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, so thank, thank you everyone for your generous donations. And uh, I suppose we can stay for a little bit if anyone's got any questions for uh, Jay, our guest. Cinema Sin Sins. Well, I... I'm personally going to leave because I have to eat and I also really got to take a piss again. So oh, fair enough. Was, we're probably going to be about like five minutes or whatever, but enjoy yeah. your pee. Yes. And cinema sins, sins or J maybe I should have just called you that instead. I'm retarded. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's chill. Call me whatever you want. Yeah. I, I apologize for insulting you in our last EFAP. You know what? Right. <laughs> you, you know what? Right. I would probably have done the same thing in your situation reacting. Yeah. Also, it was funny. It was fucking like I was laughing along and realizing like this is this, I'm ha I am being made fun of here, but this is funny shit. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I I like to make fun of people, and I know the funny thing is, is uh, the way that I met Mahler is he insulted me in one of his videos, and people like told me Mahler's throwing shade at you, and I watched the video and got to the part where he talked shit about me, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, and now we're friends. Well, not but, to mention, uh, by the way, that we promoted each other in our Black Panther videos, but we did it while insulting each other, I believe. Like I said, yeah. I said something like, uh, you, know, you, fucking, you make shit videos, here's a link. <laughs> like, I, I, I and people were said, like, uh, why do you guys I, hate each other? I think uh, you said something to the effect of like, oh no, no, that was your Jurassic World video where you said, I know he's the worst thing ever, but it's okay. <laughs> we We have a fun little thing well, people in the comment section are like wait so do you guys hate each other or not it's like i am linking his video like, <laughs> yeah. do you really yeah. think i hate him yeah pe people real uh for a while thought that i hated you too and they were like why why are you always so mean to mauler and i'm like we're friends <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I realized that uh not all people are like me where they'll just like see someone shitting on them and then like laugh it off so you know, they, was... you gotta, that's, I think that is genuinely rare what happened with me and you because most people will like the second they've seen that you've done or said something like that they're like well you're definitively my enemy now there's no way out of it yeah like, yeah oh, no yeah Where's... so there, there's no no uh, vitriol no earnest vitriol between with what I said about you in your video yeah I, I completely understand like even if like even if I literally stood by if I stood by literally everything I'd said in the there's still stuff in it that I stand by, but uh, 
I did rush it, and uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, there was a lot in there that I will, I would change and will change when I redo it. Um, so I can, so it can actually be like a decent video. But uh, I reckon I forgot what I was saying when I started the sentence. So I'm just, <laughs> just off. I guess, I guess you just say the, the goodbye to Wolf. I, I think he really wants to pee. That's my <laughs> assumption. Well, bye, it, bye Wolf. If you. Yeah, it was good meeting you. And Mahler, I'll see you next week. Of course, sir. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. But yeah, um, I mean, we may as well just pretty much finish up there. I hope you had fun. It's a very silly thing. We 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 pulled this together because we were doing it sort of casually anyway, and I was just like, we could stream it, and then we did, and now we've got an actual name for it, and this is the seventh episode, I believe, so, you know, fun stuff. And uh, the goal is to essentially watch these videos with people while also commenting on them as content creators ourselves, which is essentially what you do on your channel, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it works. It all works. Um, I was going to say, if you want to, I'll I'll link your channel in the uh, in the chat, and you can try and pitch to the to the chat why they should subscribe to you. Don't. I make really bad videos, and you should. That's not how you do it. You're supposed <laughs> to say they should join and sub. Um, if if you like wasting your time, or um, if you don't like good content, then go and subscribe to my channel. If you if you like good content, then go go somewhere else. You, you, <laughs> he responds to CinemaSids. If you don't like CinemaSids, you're probably going to find a lot of entertainment on there in terms of just, oh my god, yep, he's wrong about that, he's wrong about that. And then you're branching out to a lot of other content creators as well, so that'll be um, plenty for you, to, yeah. for you to work with, especially as a, as a growing channel. Uh, obviously, in the description of this video, you can find links to Wolf and Rags, uh, their, their channels. Next week on Wednesday, we're going to be doing the response to TRO, which is probably going to take like seven hours. It's going to be ridiculous. This video is, of course, going to be unlisted on my main channel, but you can find it on my second channel, which is being linked in the channel right now. And that's pretty much it. Hope you guys had fun, and thanks, of course, again, Jay, for coming on, and uh, had it's a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. Um... Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.